Live, Painkiller Already, episode 306. Kyle? Got a few sponsors tonight. Uh, once again, we have Smart Mouth coming back. Love them a lot. Dollar Shave Club, Movement Watches, CISO, and uh, Diff Eyewear. We'll talk more about them later in the show. They sent us these uh, really cool sunglasses uh, the other day. And uh, yeah, link's in the description down below if you want to check them out. Um, but for now, let's get into the show. What do we want to talk about first? I well, we were talking about how we all had topics that the other two had no interest in whatsoever <laughs> right before the show because it was like i was like i can talk about hockey all night if you guys can't think of anything and woody was like You're well i mean i just took a few more paramotoring trips so i could talk about that to anyone <laughs> and kyle's like well i could talk about civ strategy for hours and it's like well good so then we'll all just have a series of rotating monologues while the others go to the bathroom or yeah. just do whatever they want uh, uh, yeah i like that yeah yeah, so let's good. talk Civ. All right, no, we're going to get very in-depth here. There's going to be a ran... lot of figures, <laughs> and you're going to need some pen and paper. You're As gonna Taylor was running through down. those things, I'm talking right over Kyle. I was like, but you know what? Mine is actually is interesting. <laughs> <laughs> Yours is interesting at this point um, if you crash. Mm. Um if you see something really cool or do something we haven't seen before, if you did a maneuver, mm -hmm. I'd be into that. If you did like a loop-de-loop -loop with that thing, I, 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 I'd really dig that. But I'm going to need you to, to – to, I need some gymnastics in this guy. I need <laughs> you to be a real legit airman. You have Look, if you're going to become Nightwing, you're going to have to step your game up uh, at least two or three notches. That's all I'm saying. I, you know what? I can't argue with you. And I, I see the same thing you do. I, you know, like it – it, it, it's interesting to me because I'm going to new places. I'm launching from my house. I've gone further and longer than before. But uh, those incremental improvements, I think, to a viewer are pretty minor. So, what, what about would the make rocket? hockey interesting, Kyle? To you, <sighs> hockey would be interesting to me if there were cameras on the players. Um, I think if that that if I That's could, very, or on the refs, maybe. No, I want to go on board with the player, and I would love it if there were a couple of angles. Like, I want to see him, like, moving in and out of lanes, but I would love... I don't. I guess a good hockey player doesn't look. Of course not. He's not looking at the puck. But I would love to see, like, maybe there's, like, a stick-mounted cam so that I can see the stick work. If I could see that, I think I would appreciate the sport a little bit more because as it looks, it looks just like they're just, like, sweeping that thing around, and it doesn't look all that hard, but... I know when I've seen slow motion, it looks very skillful and very cool. I've seen them like flick the puck up and then hit it in the air into the net, and that to me that was like like blew my mind. Like, oh, they do that. What else? What else do they do? Do, do they do they put it on their side and like spin it up, spin charge it like Sonic the Hedgehog and like shoot it in? Like I've that. often wondered, puck. Kyle, yeah. why hockey hasn't evolved more. Now I think the answer is people get hit, right? But like, okay, basketball. People love to hear us talk about basketball because we're widely regarded <laughs> as one of the world's foremost experts in basketball. Yeah. Now, but Woody is more I... of a college basketball expert. <laughs> I know his knowledge of the college basketball game is second to none. Let me, um, let me finish my setup here. So in basketball, okay. like if you go through like the 80s to now, I think you'll find that the things that they're doing – just weren't done back then, especially if you go to like 70s or 60s or whatever, 50s, of course. But in hockey, the game is the same but faster, according to me, right? Like it. it, it the, well, the you were playing back then. <laughs> right, right. Yeah. <laughs> but in like the behind the back pass was like an uncommon thing when I think, was it Magic Johnson who made it popular? Whatever, I don't know shit. But uh, now, like, every player has that in his repertoire. You know, the, a slam dunk was a big deal at one point, And now, you know, that's just like a, a normal sort of safe play that, that, that players make when they're in the paint. Um, 
In hockey, on the other hand, like I haven't seen people turn hockey into lacrosse. You know, of course, there's the moves we've all seen, like the Michigan State goal and stuff. But I watched guys play. It was some sort of ball hockey, like deck hockey. On um, they they played it with shoes. And when they went in for a penalty shot, they lifted the puck, ball, whatever it was, up at about center ice. And then just carried it, like flipping it around like it was in their hand, like it was lacrosse. And then they shot it. Have you seen this? It's unbelievable. I've seen that. It's, uh, I believe it's high sticking if you try and do that in a real game because you can't be It can't go go playing. to the crossbar, I think. Or no, no, no. If, yeah. uh, if it's in a shootout, maybe you can. I mm-hmm. know in like the NHL, you can't just be skating on the blue line into their zone and just pick the puck because every single player in the NHL could do that thing where they grab the puck and suddenly it's flat on their stick. Like mm-hmm. you try and do that and you will feel like a retard because you will not be able to do it, but they can just flip it right up. But if all of them have the ability to just flip it up like that and then dance into the zone, like way above their head, like well, that's high just sticking. a high stick. It can't go yeah. above the crossbar, but they should Correct. be able to carry it low by their knees back and forth doing spin moves. Like they should hardly need the ice anymore. And it's, I, but that's so it's not as efficient though. Like you can pay more to like, if you're doing that little tricksy stuff, there's always the chance that like, Oh, I got a little distracted by a second you know for a second when that six five monster was barreling at me mm-hmm. and i ended up letting go of the puck and instead of it sliding a little bit it lifts it three feet off the ground and goes right in the corner and their defenseman picks it up maybe on the shot then right like now a really common maneuver is like you go around the net and you swing it and you try to tuck it in like the first inch yeah, like a wraparound know, a wraparound yeah um but i haven't seen wraparounds just normally be pick it up in lacrosse style like shoot it somewhere how come wraparounds aren't top corner more often right that yeah that that would be cool to see it's just like the problem with all this is like all of this would work if you took a goalie from the 70s and put him in net Mm -hmm. like and he'd he'd probably just look baffled as you did it like what you know this is crazy like my my little plaster mask and my wooden stick i couldn't stop it somehow are huge and good we started out making fun of how bad of a topic hockey talk would be, and somehow we actually got into hockey talk. Because I told you, I will talk about this all night. I'm passionate about I'm pulling it. pulling the ripcord. Are you? Oh, I was thinking about yeah. this during the week. No. Like, hockey has, hasn't advanced as a sport. It's the same sport it was 10 years ago. Basketball's changing for the worse because they're all friends the and there's no more rivalries, but whatever. I mean, okay. I, I I was about to give lists of why I don't think it's exactly the same sport it was 10 years ago, and Kyle looked like he was about to have an embolism. Philly fan. Philly fan. Okay, here is the link. Um, That is funny. You're you're talking hockey talk so stupid. Let's talk about it for eight minutes. (laughs) So let me see if I can get this queued up at zero. All right, I am. Let me go to the big screen. I am as well. Uh, I am all scared away. Our cameras are a little messed up, but we'll just go with it. All right, are you ready? You're about to see... Why Philadelphia fans are the best fans in the NBA. Ready, set, play. I think what's really Philadelphia is blue. Why they're the worst fans, perhaps. We'll see. (laughs) Okay, so this guy, this big fat white guy, is screaming at one of the Oklahoma City players going, fuck you, with both of his fingers up in the air, middle finger. And I guess that this upset this six-foot-nine multimillionaire so much that he had to go talk to the ref about it and go, hey, that that guy who works at a a garage 60 hours a week, he's really pissed at me for scoring a basket. 
And the ref <laughs> says, screaming. you need to settle the fuck down. The white guy is screaming, fuck you. <laughs> he calls him by name and the guy turns around and he goes, fuck you. And the guy turns around and he gives him one more. He's just screaming it, making, oh. making sure. Like, like, that's what they want. If you're a heckler at a sporting event, that's when heckling's okay. Heckling at comedy shows, you should be shot. But, but if you're doing it at a sporting event and you can actually get the player to look at you, that is the that is your goal. Philadelphia you never you change. Won. You are the best fans in all of fandom. No one else backs their team. The Sixers won like what were they like seven and eighty five or something yeah, like that. I don't that. know much about basketball, but I know they were like the worst team in the league. Yeah, last year. something close to I wouldn't it'd be seven and seventy five. Something close to that uh, last year's record. They're terrible. They are losing on purpose, right? It's called the process, and they're just tanking games so that they can get top draft picks, and then they get injured, so they just keep doing that, gathering lots of really uh, potentially great injured people or something. I whatever yeah. basketball, but. Philly fans. Now, this is the thing I do know about. I'm so, like, I, I, I'm proud of something you shouldn't be proud of, right? He's passionate of these uh, oh, of how hooligans. When, when people say Philadelphia fans booed Santa Claus, I think, fuck yeah, they did. That Santa Claus costume wasn't even good. When they say they threw batteries at the opposing team, I think, well, what'd you expect? You can't come to Philly unmolested. Dude, you know, they ruined the whole thing last playoffs. Like, so if you weren't following the NHL... The Flyers fans, they gave every fan these big, heavy bracelets with, like, elastic on one side and then a battery with a light in it. And they were programmed so that throughout the game, if everybody had them on, they would go off in, like, patterns and in unison. And the whole crowd would just be, like, waves of, like, the team colors and, like, cool spellings. And It was really, really neat. And it's like, oh, cool. All of the teams are going to have these handed out. And all of the teams are going to be able to enjoy it. I went to a lot of playoffs games. I was like, this is going to be fun. Nope. The first game, the Flyers fans decide, you know, oh, you know what you could do is take this, the weighted plastic park, and you just throw it at the refs and the players that we don't like. <laughs> and so thousands of Flyers fans threw these heavy bracelets and they had to shut it all down. In which, fairness to the Flyers fans, the people they were throwing it at, they didn't like them. They did not like the Washington Capitals. That's true. That, that, was, that was their opponent. <laughs> we can't stop Ovechkin from scoring, but we can... Sure as fuck hit him with a lot of bracelets, you know? <laughs> this, uh, I linked one. Oh. I'm sure you've seen this. It's been on the internet forever, but it's kind of the same thing as what you posted, except with a little bit of justice. Basically during, I guess it's a Chicago Blackhawk Colorado Avalanche game, a fan was making fun of a guy on the Blackhawks, like right up by the glass, you know, po poking at his nose because the, the player had taken like a shot to the bridge of his nose or something oh, was bleeding. I do know and this the guy one. Let's was let like, it play out. Hey, how's that feel? How's that let feel? Let it play like, out. Don't nose. ruin it. Okay, we we can watch it. Okay. We'll watch it and we'll see what happens. That's the that's the quick catch up. I'm at zero. Alright. Uh, ready, set, play. That to this day is still one of my favorite things. I just absolutely love it. We were playing against Colorado and uh, I think it was Alex Tongay tried to uh, turn around and ice the puck. I think we were on the power play and uh, clipped me with a high stick. Wow. Hurt. Right in the mouth. I was slowly uh, going to the bench with my trainer and uh, a fan who was sitting right on the glass started to heckle me and uh, just started calling me some names and uh, that I really can't say on TV. There's Steve Sullivan gets cut and the fans just giving it to him. And you know, and, and you know what? I, I appreciate when fans pay their money and they get to they get to boo, they get to cheer, they get to act up and, and within limits and everything else. There's a guy who takes a puck in the head and you're just giving it to him through the glass. And, and <laughs> this is great. 
I kind of think that's kind of gutless. Watch Patrick Watt. I watch the puck that goes around. Bonk, it hits something. And now Sullivan comes over. This is the fan. The face ain't bad. Even his wife. Sullivan a hard time. You watch be at the Patrick Roy got the puck behind the net and threw it over the glass and uh, it touched the same fan uh, right in the forehead and he started bleeding uh, probably worse than I was and um, Antonio Monte uh, yelled at me on the ice that it was the same fan so I just uh, took it upon myself to go back and uh, tell him a few uh, the favorite few part words is his wife and uh, mm -hmm. you know I think I think his uh, his girlfriend thought it was pretty funny also okay so the serendipity for the puck to go over Pause the here. glass and hit the same guy in the head. Uh, that's when you know that <laughs> so there is there any chance guys. that that was intentional when they hit that he got hit with the puck? No, no, because no, it was so. uh, Patrick Waugh, the goalie, trying to clear it. And so that would have had to be honestly one of the best intentional hockey shots yeah. in history if Patrick Waugh tried I to hit him. I choose to believe that. I, to, <laughs> I, I imagine his like he's like zooming in on his pupil and it turns into a, like one of those me a mechanized pupil and he's like. Doo -doo 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 -doo. <laughs> <laughs> He's got like the Arnold Schwarzenegger Terminator vision as he like target acquired and he fucking takes him out with it. That's Dude, that's, the, that's one of the best things about how hockey players can react a bit to hockey fans that you can't get in other sports. Like that guy in the NBA, that he close. couldn't yell back and go, you know what? No, fuck you, fat guy in the Sixers jersey. He would have got fined out the ass because the NBA, more popular. So they got to take it more seriously and have their pink breast cancer socks or whatever. And near the end of that clip, after the guy's being helped by like arena officials, the player just leaves and bangs on the glass right next to the guy being like, oh, hey, looks like you got what you asked for, huh? <laughs> oh, you like that? I'm making fun of the pros, eh? You know, <laughs> Dude, <laughs> that's it, what you get right in the nose, you know, <laughs> doing shit like that. I love it. I feel like the, the NBA guys could have done it. They just need, hockey players have a certain, like, restraint, I thought. Like, what do you do? Tap the glass with a stick? You, you can get away with it. If the NBA guy was like, oh, look, I'm a fat fan, then... Like, I think he would have gotten away with that, I think. In the 70s, Mike Milbury went up into the stands and beat fans with a shoe. <laughs> a player, Mike Milbury. Now he announces. Now, an we've, now hang on. You you are aware that Ron Artest did the same fucking shit, right? Like, like NBA World players Peace. will go up there. And when he got up in there, he didn't horse around. He wasn't hitting anybody with a shoe. Mm -mm. He was hitting him with his big fucking hand as hard as he could. Oh, and the best part is he hit the wrong fucking guy. <laughs> the dude who actually hit him with the beer is over there like, whoo, whoo, whoo. For people that like, are really enjoying the show. A fan <laughs> threw a beer from like 10 rows back or something, right? And uh, Ron Artest, I've heard him tell the story, like his side of it. He's like, dude, like it was crazy. Like, like he has PTSD from this. Like, oh, yeah, I was fighting for my life. Like, <laughs> someone threw a plastic beer in his direction, and he got wet, which I'll admit, I hate that, too. I, I feel like I smell like beer and whatever. It's an but unpleasant thing to have He was laying on the bench with a towel on his face. I think he just had done, like, tw 30 minutes on the court or something, you know? He was burned. And and but he had enough energy for that. He <laughs> oh, yeah, he, he found a second wind to whoop that white fella. <laughs> <laughs> but like, did he get suspended or fined or anything big? Yes, like, he did. did. Okay, yeah, well, Mike Milbury trouble. going up there and was fighting fans. Like, I'll have to go back and look. I'm sure they gave him a little bit of punishment, but it was hockey in the '70s, so it was mostly like, hey, from now on, Milbury, you're gonna have to keep it on the ice. You know, we can't <laughs> suspend you. You're the best player on the team. We just. You gotta, you, you can't go up in the, the stands and start beating fans with shoes and, and the sticks. You, you got all your players Irish they're now. Just up there drunk and angry at you because they're losing. You know, it's like. Uh, <laughs> Dude, I love Canadian accents. They're fucking hilarious. Or Irish ones. 
I was about to say, here in the Irish Hockey League, you know, right in the Irish Hockey League, there's not a lot of players. The puck shake like a shamrock. New topic. Where are we going from here? I don't know. I wish I knew more stories about fans getting hurt at uh I do like um was it Ty Domi who like the a player was like harassing him over the glass and the glass broke and he fell in the penalty box with Domi yes I believe it was with Ty Domi so you know how penalty boxes work Kyle a guy was up on there shaking it being like and Ty Domi was an enforcer for the Leafs or I believe he was on the Leafs at the time Mm -hmm. and he was shaking shaking the glass and of course it's like rattling a cage where the gorilla's in you're like I'm safe ha 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 and then the glass fell through and Ty Domi was not like hey we gotta help this guy get back in the stands he was like oh you wanted to fight did you he popped him I think he gave him several right or did he just like muscle him around even in the announcer, if I recall, maybe I'm thinking of something else. They were like, oh, he's real. You, you can't be hitting fans like that. That's just awful. I mean, he, he was harassing Domi in the box, though. What was he expecting? You know? <laughs> uh, that's outrageous. Ty Domi was a dirty motherfucker. He was, I did not like him very much. What's that old movie with uh, the, the salad dressing guy? Uh, Slapshot. The hockey movie. Yeah, doesn't he? I, I like when he puts the bounty out on the other player. <laughs> They're like, you can't put a bounty on someone. He's like, I just did. <laughs> I just did. It's done. Dude, I, the bounties. You know, I always thought that movie was just okay, but the guys on my like beer league hockey team, oh my gosh, it was like a religion to them. They were so into movie, that movie. Man. They would quote it in the locker room pregame all the time. Guys would be pretend to put tin foil on their knuckles and shit. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, <Those> brothers, <laughs> they all look like Garth from Wayne's yeah. World. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> with, with like Hanson hair or something like that, and they just didn't give a fuck. I, you just see all three of them beating the shit out of somebody in every game. That was a and good movie. Of, they're like getting dressed in the locker room. Was never like you know getting my shoulder pads adjusted and all this. It was always like how to best prepare your fighting implements. <laughs> like oh yeah, this will hurt. You know, get some rental crap around this and pull it up. <laughs> uh, let's do the the political roundtable that we did in the missing drunk episode. So we okay, spend a little time, however long you think you need, to, 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 to tell your story of the state of the political scene right now. Taylor, you go first. Uh, I don't think there's any chance that Trump wins. And just, ah, he's such a shit show and he's doing so badly. He's demonstrated that he he doesn't care about the future movement. Like at this point, I really do feel like he's just throwing out bits that will incite people who are already behind him so that after this is all over he can go hey sign up for uh you know tv by trump or trump tv and pay ten dollars a month and you can get my position on all this and basically he just needs to get enough people to sign up for something like that like i really think that he's just doing it now he's like i I know i'm gonna lose so i'm going to make it so that i can blame everybody as soon as it happens not my fault it's not because i'm a terrible candidate it's because of the republicans it's because of the never trump it's because of this that and the other thing couldn't be me i'm donald trump i mean i'm you know like and that's aggravating to see that he's still out there like actively harming the conservative movement by poisoning people against each other like i really i just don't at this point i really fucking hate the guy more than i did even 
a few weeks ago. Like he's just a walking travesty. And I totally understand why people would vote Johnson or Stein or whatever. Like I almost wish I could like, or I do, if I could like magically manipulate the numbers so that like Johnson won, like that'd be fucking great. Like get him in there instead of either of these people. Like it's just, it is so sad. And I'm just, I'm, I'm just I think I'm Taylor's added fucking. himself as a rigger, right? I think you're a bit of a rigger. No, no, I don't. I think that if you the, could magically the, the, alter really, the polls, rigor. No, no, not polls. Like the actual results. I'm saying. Oh, oh that I, I said I'm it wrong. If, but you're still a rigor. Like if I could magically pick the president right now, <laughs> like and just say, oh, it's gonna be. Is it Trump? Is it Hillary? Like no, just put Gary Johnson in there. Like fuck both of them. No, like but obviously I can't do that. If well, I could, I, I would pick the riggers. You know. But um, I don't think it's rigged. I don't think the polls are rigged like everybody on the Trump team is saying, because just like everybody critiques them for, the polls are evil and awful. And, oh, look at this. Democrats are sampled at plus 10. You know, how suspicious. And it's like, okay. The, I mean, I look it, at motives then, in business a lot. One point up, Hang on like, a minute. Oh, this wow. is a discussion. Yeah. I look at motives in business a lot when we talk about I know we're supposed to have that. We had a format. Left our format. Yeah, we've left our format. I'll go right back to it. Um, these people put their reputation and careers on the line for accuracy. Like, that's their thing. They're going to be graded against how the election goes. So they're working, they'd be working against their own self interests to, like, mess up the polls and get it wrong. Anyway, where I think it is, uh, I think Trump is way behind. I think it's too late for him to catch up. Um, I think it's interesting that he's like pimping his own hotel, ribbon cutting ceremonies and shit like that. Uh, when normally a candidate would be like running for president, he's like, well, today is a, you know, hotel day. Like, fuck it. Um, but uh, uh, it looks like the, Dem uh, the Democrats are going to take the presidency. They're going to take the Senate. And they're not going to take the House. Um, it looks like the Democrats are going to get more votes, but they won't get more seats because of the way things are gerrymandered in the House. And... Um, that kind of sucks about U.S. politics. I wish that it represented the votes a little better, but um, but but it's uh, all right. Okay. I, um, I guess that's it. I, I I've never had an election where I really disliked both candidates before, but hopefully it doesn't happen again. Kyle, I agree with with pretty much everything both of you have said. It's been a real fun show. I, I've really enjoyed this thing so far. I got everything I wanted. I think pretty much. Um, you know, I for, I really wanted um, you know Trump to get up there and call Hillary Clinton names to her face. That's what I wanted. That's that that from the very start. That's what I was waiting for and longing for was for someone who was so awful to to be able to just call her a name in front of millions and millions of Americans and for millions more Americans to sit at home and be like, yeah, she is a nasty woman, isn't she? <laughs> Glad somebody called her one at least. I mean, I won't vote for that guy. I'm still voting for the, the one who's not insane and doesn't... Well, I bet I bet Hillary I bet Hillary's grabbed more pussy than Donald has, frankly, but <laughs> let's just be real here, but I, it, it's been a real shit show in an election. I, I think it's been a bad example for the world. I, I'm a little ashamed yeah. of, of what we did here. Mm -hmm. Um... I'm a little ashamed of, uh, of what both parties did. Uh, the Republicans just sort of, it, it seemed like they were trying to like, win, and the, the things just like flew out of their hands. They're just like all the cards hit the floor. But the Democrats are the opposite. They're stacking the deck against the American people. You see this? You see where this little analogy is going with the card play, card playing? I see, got okay, it. Okay, the Republicans, are the Republicans can't shuffle the cards. They're just falling out of their hands mm -hmm. and just, Huge mess, huge mess in their laps, and the Democrats are stacking the deck against the American people. 
That's the difference. But uh, the, the end result is the same. Two really shitty candidates. Um, I thought the last time, I thought Obama was okay, so I guess, I can, I guess he's not. But um, the time before that, um, you know, Bush. George Bush versus Gore, that was pretty rough, right? I, I feel like Bush doesn't pull Bush that out unless Kerry he, uh, was the time you're absolutely right. Yeah, 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 that's the one. I ha- oh, That was when we had the swift boats and everything. So mm-hmm. that was a new, that, that's, yeah, that, that level of, of, of like political bullshit I'm okay with. Like, yeah, make fun of his war record. Sure, throw that dirt in his face. Like, oh, your super PAC did it anyway, right? You just alluded to it. That's okay. But this time around, you can if we can literally get someone up on stage to call uh, Hillary Clinton a dirty name, that was that was my entertainment value, and I got it. But man, an embarrassment for the world uh, and for the country, um, uh, an end result that can't. There's no there's no there's no win here. That's the thing, right? Like like the people who would abhor me for voting for Trump, I'm like, well, look, we're fucked either way. It's just like, do you want to burn to death or you want to drown? That's what we're looking at here. We've got a, it's a shitty <laughs> choice either way. Trump isn't going to ruin the country. There's no reason to leave if he were to win. And I, I, I agree with you guys. He's not going to win. But if he, if he did win, we'd be just fine. And if Hillary wins, probably going to be just fine, too. Um, it, it's, 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 it's little stuff that, that I'm worried about. And it's the, it's the Supreme Court uh, appointments most of all that I'm worried about. But we're just going to go in a different direction. And we saw that a couple times, and it's a big direction. You know, it's not like we're going to lean this way or that way. It's going to be a right turn. No, Hillary is way more moderate than people are. You don't think Bush took us on? All right, look at look at Bush uh, winning over Gore, and 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 how like the parallel universes diverge there. Mm -hmm. Gore doesn't go into Iraq. Gore doesn't waste trillions. Gore, no ISIS never becomes a thing. Mm -hmm. Gore is a completely different alternate universe. That's a that the world in the United States is in a much better place. Yeah, Mm -hmm. it's much better for for us specifically, and for all those hundreds of thousands and millions who have been killed around the world Mm -hmm. uh, by us and and as a result of us and and the things that we've done. And by us, I mean the United States. I ain't do shit. (laughs) (laughs) We did not get a vote. I just want to call out, like, people are making out Hillary as if she's, like, some super liberal, whatever. She's not. Uh, Yeah, like, one of the Republicans didn't hate Bill in that he, like, shifted the whole Democratic movement to the right. You know, he he did things that were more conservative than Reagan did. Like, you know, so if Hillary follows the mold that she had always had, you know, kind of in Bill's shadow, then she's not going to be quite as... As liberal as people it, it became fear. apparent Although, that Hillary wasn't guns, like a super liberal. Mm-hmm. Like it became apparent that Hillary wasn't like the uber liberal when she was talking to Bernie or having those debates. I didn't watch the whole things. So I just like watched clips. Mm-hmm. But it was clear that on pretty much every issue, it was like Hillary saying something that she thought would appeal to most Democrats. And Sanders had like, you know, the the actual far left policies. But regardless of who wins, I really fucking hope it, they're one term presidents. Like no matter like. That's Please. my prediction. I have been playing Battlefield 1. Ooh, I, uh, still liking it? Yeah, I, I suck at it, but I have a, a, a strategy. So, and it, it, People, if you're good at Battlefield 1, tell me how you get good in the comments. Like, Just, just leave a tip in there. I'll check it out. But here's the, the strategy that I'm trying to work right now. In Call of Duty, to get something done, you have to be like pretty strong like like if you want to take b dom in call of duty right usually it takes two or three kills and then you might need another kill or two while you're taking it right it takes a, a little period of dominance to push back the other team 
own the middle of the map and get your kills. <clears throat> you can go around the edges and just work kills because you're a fucking non-objective playing pussy. But to really play domination right and you know own the middle of the map, except you got to get some kills. In Battlefield 1, it's big. So what I'm trying to do is spot their weakest points. You know, if I see like five people really going at it at some flag, I try to go for the other one. I'm trying to like find the weakest spot because you can you can play in Battlefield without running into tons of players. And I, I think this might be a good strategy. Like it, rather than go in and me try to get five or six kills in a row and then you know own an objective, which I'm just not, can't do right now. Uh, I'm trying to find weak areas and and play that way. Uh, I don't know if this is smart or not. So Maybe far, everything I do is bad. I think you could help your team. Like, I, don't, I haven't played Battlefield One, but just from what I know about Battlefield, it seems like the the biggest thing that a new player can do to help his team is play like the support role and and like be the medic or whatever it is, mm -hmm. um, and, and be reviving them. Uh, I saw a funny meme, and it was something about like wh when I get revived after I've been burnt, and there's this this crispy body <laughs> reanimated, like like this is agony. Every moment is agony. That's Why did you revive me? Let me die. <laughs> yeah. Um. Um, I like that about Battlefield that like everything becomes a weapon, just as it would in a real Battlefield. Uh, you know, so you'll hit them with the electrodes, or you'll stab them with a stab them with a syringe and kill them. And there's all kinds of stuff that not electrodes, of course, defibrillator pads. Yeah. That was cool. I remember the, uh, uh, the, the those guys made the uh, the RL uh, version of that, where they're running around with the defibrillator, killing people. <laughs> I wonder if that would actually kill someone outright if you just gave them a, a solid zap. I'm sure it would kill some people. It depends on how like bad your heart is. Maybe. I bet it so, wouldn't. Go ahead, Kyle. Maybe you have some insight. I think you'd want to put that gel on them first, right? So you make sure you're getting uh, getting contact. Because if you just stick them to skin, you're not getting uh, you're not getting full conductivity. So you want to put that gel on there first. And I think that thing has adjustable settings. I know there's like emergency ones that they like put in like buildings, and I think it's more of a basic version that just it's just like charge, ready, jump. It even I think it even tells you like shock now or what or something like that. It's but I think that maybe the ones the hospitals have, you can dial that puppy on up. So I would imagine that, yeah, you could use it as a lethal weapon, especially if you stuck it to their head. Oh, they would definitely kill someone if you just stuck it on their head. I, I feel like if you didn't you put think? the... Uh, we've all seen the Green Mile, and you know what happens if you sponge. don't put the wet sponge underneath the Burns. the hat that they put on you in the electric chair. You just basically Arts. fry there. You I love that you cited your source, because a lot of people would just act like it was true. You, on the other hand... Provided you study. It is from the Green Mile. It's a movie from the 90s, and I trust it with every fiber of my being. Stephen King novel from the 80s. Yes, yes. Uh, I've read the book. Uh, one that it's it's not that much better than the movie. Honestly, the movie they did a really good job. And I love the movie. We got Tom Hanks in there, and you got um oh oh what's his name? The poor guy died uh, playing Mr. Coffee. John uh, Coffee. Yeah, John I don't know what his name. Oh, Michael Clark Duncan Balls. Clark. Yeah, yeah, that guy was great. Uh, he was really good in Planet of the Apes. Uh, just a like, huge commanding presence and a good actor at the same time, which you don't always see. I mean, he had Andre the Giant back in the day. It was just like, ah, this guy's really got some acting chops, huh? That's uh. why Arnold Schwarzenegger was able to succeed so much is because they were like, well, we can get Andre the Giant or we can get Arnold Schwarzenegger. And they're like, all right, <laughs> Arnold, Arnold sounds like an eloquent, you know, speech giver compared to this, you know, borderline mongoloid. Um, Almost, yeah. <laughs> Could you help me with my pronunciation? <laughs> I didn't nah, understand nah. As, a, as a kid watching the Princess Bride, like 
how someone's voice could sound like that. Just like it made like the bullshit like boob tube glass screen on my TV almost like shake with the non-existent bass in that TV. Like it was so deep and loud. It was like this is someone who he had gigantism, right? Or was he just naturally very, very large? Andre the yeah. Giant? Maybe yeah. I think, he yeah. Just... I think he had gigantism. His fingers. You could, I, I want to say you could put an egg through his ring finger. And there's, if, you, if you're out there and you don't know much about Andre the Giant, you should just Google him and like look up some of the information about him because there's all these like fascinating facts about him, like the, the amount of alcohol that he would regularly drink. You know, a guy who's 500 pounds, 600 pounds, whatever he was, I think maybe six he can't. Yeah, a beer is nothing. He a had beer in his hand. Yeah, in his, in his hand, it looks teeny. It looks like one of those mini cokes when he holds it. He just he could just like <laughs> he could just squirt it in his mouth and it'd be gone. But so he would drink like pitchers of beer and and and, and huge amounts of liquors uh, to actually get drunk. Uh, it, he was he was really interesting. He seemed like a really generally like, nice guy. Where he got like so drunk, he passed out in like a hotel lobby or something, and. Usually they would have people help you get to your room, but for him they just had to be like, you know, we don't have a forklift and we don't have like, you know, the strongman convention until next week, so we can't fucking move this guy. You need Hogan. So we're just gonna put like a carpet over him or a blanket over him, and you only and need one man. <laughs> you need you need fucking Hollywood Hulk Hogan to get in there. I've seen him do it. Did you have have you guys seen the? No. Yes, but I don't give him the same credit you do. Hogan's got him, and he's just like. <laughs> No, I've never seen that. I, well, we'll have to look at the up. clip because I want to compare Kyle's memory to mine. In my memory, Andre the Giant like tries to help him, jumps up. Hogan is like, Ugh! and he flips him over and puts him down. Doesn't like he's not holding him, saying I've got this man. He he just barely holds him and then sort of rolls right. him over. The way I remember, it, I agree. I'm gonna look it for wasn't it. Like, he, he didn't have him like, ah! He wasn't Samson. He wasn't Atlas holding uh -huh. up the earth or anything. <laughs> but close enough. He, he gets him. And the way I remember, he holds him up, ab not above his head, but on his shoulders with his arms and back and everything for like a good three, four seconds. It kind of gives, he, you know, Hulkmania is running wild at this point. And in case you're unfamiliar, <laughs> he is in a state of complete invulnerability <laughs> during said Hulkmania. When he Hulkmania. He'd hulk out, and he'd start looking all crazy and shaking. <laughs> and the guy he's fighting would start, like, just decking him in the face. And he'd just take it, and he'd be like, uh-uh, no, uh-uh. The Hulk's looking at him, like, shaking his head, uh-uh, uh-uh, that ain't gonna work. And the guy hitting him would just start looking scared. He, oh, oh, no, what is this? Bow! It doesn't even hurt him. And then he'd just go, Hulkamania would run wild on them, and he'd just kick the <laughs> shit out of him. And, uh, and so, yeah, let, let, let's get the clip of Hulkamania. Did you watch a lot of wrestling? No, not at all. I'm, I'm hunting for it. It's it's not easy. I don't under. I feel like it's kind of just like um, like I thought South Park was making fun of it when they did that video where they're like, "This isn't wrestling," with that and but really they're kind of being true. Like it is just like I don't think the people watching it believe it's real. I think they just are enjoying watching the whole production, the show. It's like a drama, right? Now it like, is. It, now it is. There was a time when you know kids believe. Maybe oh, I'm sure now. kids do. Yeah, kids will always believe. Yeah. Um, and, and that's the best part is when you still believe. Uh, here's the clip I linked you. Um, Did you find it? Yeah. This is like a crazy look at the little referee man walk past both of All those right. people in the beginning. That's a normal mm -hmm. sized man. And then Hulk Hogan, who's like six six, yeah. looks small I'm, compared I'm, to Andre the Giant. So I'm queued up at 22. Can you guys look at those boots? You don't want to see the lead up? I, this is I, classic theater I just clicked here. on it. 
Didn't you? Oh, uh, did you timestamp no, link it? You wouldn't I, skip I, past all the hiking in Lord of the Rings. Yeah, I, I did not timestamp it. Let's go from oh. zero. It's only a minute and fifty long anyway. Okay, okay. I, I ready, set, play. Andre's wearing flats. <laughs> he is like wrestling shoes, you know, like no soul. Please don't hurt me. I'm gonna do the best I can here, but you gotta help me, brother. You gotta help me right now, cause you are huge. <laughs> here it is. Oh, it didn't happen. Oh, he couldn't lift him. But you he know slipped that was out. like the first real attempt. <laughs> I don't know. I think it's part to build the drama. Was that really it? I, I, th I think he's going to do it for reals. No, I remember it better than that. Are, are you sure you found it? I mean, the title is Hulk Hogan Body Slams Andre the Giant. I think it's coming. Let, 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 let's, let's give it 40, 40 more seconds. This is classic wrestling anyway. Oh, this is... Both men are down. Andre's Andre's quarter man is trying to revive him. He's shaking the big man's head. <laughs> Andre doesn't even know how to pretend to be in pain. Oh my oh, god. god. <laughs> lost his bandana's off. He's on all fours, shaking his head. Oh, he's shaking oh, that oh, silken oh, hair. He's hulking out. Oh, he's hulking up. Gosh. Here he goes. Yes. <laughs> that was not this. That was like. Yeah, that's what we're waiting for. It's like drop. It's a win. Yeah. Hope it takes the belt. That's All right. Like, remember when you were like seven and you'd be like, I can pick you up, Dad. And like you stand there and he just kind of like goes up on his tippy toes and you're like, I'm so strong. Like that's what that was. Like he basically. It's really easy to throw Hulk Hogan or the, the giant around when he helps you with the jump, you know? Mm hmm. Yeah, I, he didn't lift him at all. He just sort of, like, followed through. Yeah, I agree a lot. Yeah, yeah, totally so. But it's wrestling, so the way I picture it, so that it's entertaining <laughs> it, he fucking body-pressed him mm -hmm. as he went. Twice. And Andre's corner man was doing, like, the crazy Rocky punches to Hulk's ribs the whole time, mm -hmm. and he was just hulking out, shaking his head no. And then he squashes the corner man with Andre the Giant and takes the belt. That's what I saw. When I was a kid, wrestlers didn't admit it was fake. It wasn't a thing. Now, you oh, know, guys, their faces, their heels. You know why, right? There was a whole congressional thing, like... They were um, they were they were classifying it as inter whether it was going to be classified as entertainment or sport because sports are held to a higher standard you know as far as uh, congressional oversight apparently you know see you see the the steroid stuff huh. and so they were they were coming down on wrestling uh, which is inter fucking tainment about their steroid practices and steroid and, and uh, drug testing standards and stuff like that which seems like bullshit to me if you want to get you know juiced up and go out there and and wrestle and literally just be a spectacle then why not. Okay. So when did this happen? Like in when did they come out? There's a, if you Google it, you get the whole thing. I don't want to like miss uh, quote history or whatever, but there was a it, there's a whole thing that happened where um, where they had to basically come out as as entertainment, you know, as as world wrestling entertainment. I think there was a whole rebranding. Uh, yeah, I remember there was thinking. a thing about that. Oh, did they it, want to say on television they, they had to be classified as either sports or entertainment? And the way I remember it, I could be wrong, is that. They had to be classified as sports or entertainment for television, and they went to entertainment and kind of admitted that they were fake. But prior to that, they, they pretended that they were a sport, 
And when reporters and stuff asked if it was fake, they would hit the reporter. Like, they'd be like, does this feel fake to you? Pow! And, and like, go nuts. And, like, I, I just remember. <laughs> He's going into reporter mania. <laughs> Dude, it was crazy. And, and yeah. So, yeah, I remember that they hit a couple reporters. People were mad. There were lawsuits. Like, it wasn't. But I'm sure it those reporters fake. were fake too, right? I, I don't think it no. was. I, I think you guys did not like being called fake. The mm. F word was a very dirty word for them. It, <laughs> it, it meant everything. You got to understand. So they figured, look, the best way to sell our sport to the to everyone, make these fools believe, is to smack them in the mouth. Ooh yeah! <laughs> and so I imagine that the Macho Man was in charge of things back at that point. Um, so, so I think that he, you know, put it out there that, yeah, just give them a little smack in the mouth, ask them if they feel like it's fake. Of course it was fake. These guys with their faces painted, rappelling down from the ceiling to fight another enormous man, right? <laughs> like, I'm, I'm four years old with my papa being like, really? <laughs> Damn, that guy's a scorpion man. All right, so they got a scorpion man. Yeah. Like, ah, There's a bit cooler probably... than basketball or the other yeah. sports. You know? <laughs> Who does win? Scorpion man yeah. or parrot man? I don't know. Yeah, I, Coco, I, beware. I remember thinking, like, well, if Hulk doesn't beat that scorpion man, someone should probably shoot him before he leaves the stadium because he's going to go around stinging people. He's got that mask. It was it, it was, a, it was, a whole thing. They, they didn't admit they were fake. But, uh, and I kind of like that. I, it should have They should have kept their Santa Claus thing going and, like, always that little bit of, you know, in the back of your head, even, like, adults who, who know what's up would be like, well, I don't know. I think every now and then, you know, they actually do get a little angry and it is real. You know, some of it is real. Of course, they're just there's some drama and a and a and a and a uh, a schedule and a and a uh, some architecture about how the show is going to go. But yeah, I think they really are mixing it up sometimes. But now we know that's bullshit that they're they're slamming each other and they're slapping each other around a little, but we've seen UFC now. We know what happens when a big massive strong man hits another. He goes unconscious. Mhm. Yeah. Now it Bleeds the everywhere. gymnastics are real, and some of the yeah. hits hurt. And these guys yeah. like sacrifice their body. You know, I, I'm told Kurt Angle right now can like barely walk around, and he's all sore, and he moves awkwardly. And and uh, oh. what's that? His neck back in the day. I yeah. know. It's, so they they have a physically demanding job, but it's just not a real sport. AMA question: The top one there. What's the progress quick, on the? Uh, on the wrestling thing, can I say one more thing? I was just trying to look it up. Mm -hmm. So apparently there's a term, and I, I can't fucking find it. it. It says shoot, where in the middle of a fake wrestling match, like a professional wrestling match, one person, like you said, will get so upset that they will start fighting for real. And I guess that maybe it's called shoot, shooting on someone, where you're like taking you know, unwanted advances where they think you're going to come in for the fake, like, stomp an elbow and you actually do a real double leg and take them down. Apparently, there's a ton of videos out there of, like, not quite WWE, but, like, minor league WWE, like the farm teams or whatever <laughs> the hell they would be. And those people getting furious because I guess when you're 42 years old and you've never wrestled in more in front of more than like 60 people and some young gun makes you look like a fool because that's what was scripted out because you're like the grizzled bad guy like they actually get upset so I'm trying to find a good one of those I, have you heard of that before I, no but it sounds awesome I can imagine a scenario where like two guys are supposed to wrestle and you hurt me you're not supposed to hurt me that much or in that way or now my nose is bleeding. That's not in the script. Like, you fucked up and now I'm, like, genuinely mad at you. So that I'm doesn't happen. shooting. You s shoot fights. That's what it's called. So, so I know. 
Yeah, I know a little bit about this. It's a real sad thing that happens with the low end of wrestling. Well, mm-hmm. I guess anything, right? Like, like if you're the guy who just wants to be in the big show, but you're actually on the bottom rung, it's a rough fucking life. And it, I don't know if you've ever seen the movie The Wrestler, but a lot of that's very, very, very true and accurate. Um, they have a hard time, and and, and they can't. They don't. They don't get mad at each other. They're they're out there to put on that show, and they love it. They 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 want more people to watch them do that show, and they're sacrificing their bodies on purpose. You know that I don't think they're ever hurting each other on purpose, really, but they're definitely hurting. Or excuse me, I don't think they're they're hurting each other because they're mad. Like oh, you hit a double leg on me. Now I'm pissed. I'm gonna fucking actually pop you one. I think it's more like uh, they're out there to. A lot of the wrestling now, like the low end stuff, seems to be really hardcore. Lots of blood and thumbtacks and razor wire and crazy shit like that. Um, like what? No, no, the main... What are you saying doesn't happen? Yeah, I don't think that they let their feelings get mixed up. And I think the two wrestlers are part of or like actors. So you're saying uh, a I shoot think... is not a thing that that never happens? I mean, what? sure, maybe it happened once, but but what I'm what what I'm getting at is the other thing you got to keep in mind is like it's not like minor league baseball where there's a whole like minor league league like a farm team and everything. You can just kind of, hey, I'm a wrestler. And, and, or you can also be like, yeah, I'm Big Joe. I run a wrestling mm-hmm. show from town to town. You know, there's, I, don't, I don't know that there's any certification in this shit because it is entertainment. So there's a lot of like really low-rent stuff at high school gymnasiums and VFWs and stuff where who knows what happens. You know, it's, just, it's not like it's Bret Hart out there, some, some guy who's basically an actor who happens to just be six foot six and two, 220. Uh, it's it's just it might just be some redneck who wants to hurt somebody who watched too much uh, Diamond Dallas Page back in the day. <laughs> He's, he he actually thinks it's real, so it is. I'm it's watching one right now guys. where a guy loses it and actually starts beating someone with. Uh, let me let me link it to you. Yeah, I, I, it is clearly not the highest up uh, <laughs> level of wrestling. So go to like 450. Basically, to catch you up to this point, one of the wrestlers has been like I'm not a wrestling expert, so it's kind of hard for me to see exactly what's going on. But I'm assuming that the guy in the vest is unhappy that the other guy isn't taking his hits as seriously. So like the fake hits, you're supposed to absorb that and like go with it, you know, for the show. So if you stand there and you just go like ha ha, and they're like fake hitting you and you're just not moving, it makes the other guy look like an asshole. There's right? a term yeah. for that. Yeah. Do you know the term? Does anyone know the term? I don't know it's the term, like, but if you start... You're supposed sorry, to sell it or... I, shucks, I bet there's a wrestling fan out there right now who's like, oh yeah, they're they're not selling it. I bet it would or, be sell it. Yeah, you need to sell it. Like, if pulling you go to punches? 450, 450 uh, is when right. you see that kind of start to deteriorate and then you see the vest guy pick up a real... So, like uh, implement and start swinging and hitting the other jet. You want to watch this in sync? I'd love to. Start at 450. Yeah, 450. Mhm. Kyle, are you ready? Yeah. Ready, set, play. New comedy in his matches and told he was Ooh, actually Is that a real hit or no? New Jack opted for the first option. Well, what seemed to start off as a pro wrestling match quickly turned real as Jippo Joe started to no-sell his punches. No-sell. New Jack then started to legitimately no sell. with an aluminum yeah. bat. Wrapped in barbed wire, and the hostile crowd soon realized oh, that the violence yeah. was real. Yeah, he actually starts beating this guy with whatever he just pulled out of the ring, and that's oh, not a breakaway back. He I believe that was a legal knee. But nevertheless, <laughs> the motor had to actually stop yeah. the match due to 
unnecessary roughness, which was odd since it was a hardcore. <laughs> the reminder that it's actually real. wasn't welcome back to Tennessee. Then the next one, Earthquake vs. Koji Kitaho. Have you guys ever heard of them? I haven't either. Just one of them probably dies in the next two minutes. <laughs> uh, um, dude, he hit a guy with so a baseball funny. bat with barbed wire on it. And all the barbed wire came off. I always thought the barbed wire would be more effective than that. I guess it wasn't well done. I guess not. My God. Effort. Look at this. This guy looks like the the carpet at a uh, like a dentist's office. <laughs> <laughs> you know, like that weird pattern. <laughs> I, 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 I flip back to the main screen. Oh, no. It's just... <laughs> kind of a white, bald so sumo wrestler in his spare time. Oh, oh. yeah, right. So, yeah, I... Uh... I'm glad we did a little wrestling talk. Yeah, I wish I had more expertise because I think wrestling talk can be fun. For guys who – I watched a video on why wrestling is great, and I forget which wrestler he followed. Um, wrestling is not great. It sucks. It's so lame. I, <laughs> it really does. Does it? I, I, the, the guy – he made a YouTube video. It was like almost 20 minutes long, and he, he detailed the career path of somebody. I forget. It wasn't like a main, main super guy. And he made it so interesting. And, you know, he, he explained how um, The Undertaker never loses at WrestleMania. And, and he explained how he, like, his favorite guy wasn't uh, – who's the one who just wins? He's really good looking. Um, John Cena, right? Apparently John Cena just wins. I'm not an expert on this stuff, but he just wins all the time. And, and for him, that makes him kind of boring. I think it might have been – I'm gonna screw up who it was, but he was going through the the like the guy's timeline and how he would get close and not get there, get close and not get there, and finally had his moment in the sun. And I was just like, wow, like this is a really interesting story. I don't know that I'd want to follow it for a decade to watch it unfold, but in this 17 minute video, I'm digging it a lot. And yeah. Uh, um, yeah, so I I feel like wrestling's fun to just catch up on every now and then. I don't really want to watch it in real time. Yeah. So this is a. Uh... This I, I heard about this on ONA years ago. Mm. This is probably the last thing from wrestling. So basically, uh, apparently, this guy, the Shockmaster, was meant to be the next big wrestling guy. Like, they were setting him up to be the John Cena, like the guy that was going to come in and take down all the evildoers and be <laughs> like, oh, man, Shockmaster's coming in. Like, he's going to set the score straight. And this was his intro. And as he is coming out... Do we watch the they, whole thing, or do you want to find a uh, timestamp? Let's stand? see how old or how it's, long it it's is. It's a minute thirty. Minute, let's do it. minute thirty-two. I think we should watch the whole thing. And, all right, uh, all right. Look, I'll give you a quick uh, summation of what happens. It actually, no, I won't. I'll, I'll get your genuine reaction. It, it goes badly. All right, ready, all right. set, play. scary is it the mullet yeah of course so you're the man that rules the world they call me the shock master you've ruled the world 
Long enough, Sid Vicious. Get ready. Come on, you want a piece of me? You want a piece of me? Come and get me. He doesn't know. Come after me, What's Sid. Help That's a cheap I'm costume. You know what that helmet is, right? Yeah, it's a stormtrooper. It's a stormtrooper mask with fucking glitter on it. It's just a bedazzled stormtrooper They just, like, grab shit from around the room. They're like, oh, I'm, I'm the Shockmaster. It is literally a bedazzled, sparkled stormtrooper helmet you can see the lines where the stormtroopers like <laughs> breathing apparatuses like so basically he runs through nobody tells him hey there's a two by four you got to jump over that so he runs into it trips head first falls through the wall his helmet immediately comes off so the first thing you see of him is him falling and him frantically scrambling <laughs> for his helmet black to put it back on and the best part about it is apparently i don't i can't confirm it because i don't watch wrestling but apparently he went from the doer of good who is going to save the wrestling world from um, Sid Vicious, Vicious to the foil that always loses. Did <laughs> <laughs> they have him fall more? Yes, he became his character. He was a bumbling idiot who only fell and, and ruined everything. That'd be great. Every time he enters the ring, he trips on the lower rope. <laughs> just like, I just how Sid they Vicious, I am going to end your role. <laughs> how they keep going with the dialogue. Like they just have to pretend like it they didn't happen. To. <laughs> that would be so upsetting to be the shock master and be like I had the world on a silver platter and a two by four robbed it from me <laughs> less than all the other guys and I have to still wear this horrible co he's wearing a fur vest and a sparkly yeah the sand. rest of the costume is just as bad mm. I could put that costume is awful. That's that that's terrible. Like the wrestling back at that point really was pretty pretty awful. Do you see Sid Vicious? Like look at that guy. He he's on so many so many steroids. He actually is mad at the Shockmaster. He yeah, meant he's... what he said. He really does want to beat up the Shockmaster for breaking that wall. <laughs> like he's seriously angry. <laughs> A lot of those guys. Yeah, that's those steroids really aren't uh, the way they were abusing them. Who was it? Brett. Oh, I don't want to say the wrong guy. Hart. I don't want to say the wrong guy, but okay. you know there was that guy who went crazy and killed his family, then hung himself, right? Like, like whoever that guy was, that was a terrible story. I remember that. Yeah, football players sometimes do that. They blame name. it on the um, the helmets, you know, banging into each other, the post concussion syndrome and stuff. Can't be, can't help it. Uh, it agreed, um, but also I wonder if the roid rage sometimes you know impacts their behavior too. Sure, I, I would I wouldn't be surprised if they, if, if you know they got a whole cocktail of fucking them up. Yeah, all kinds of drugs going in their body, and uh, it's not like they're the bad drugs. The not... is, is built like John Goodman, and he's going <laughs> up against Sid Vicious, who you can't, you can't tell by the voices, but if you watched it, Sid Vicious is a, that is an apt name for this gentleman. He looks like the kind of guy who would who'd actually kill you. He looks vicious, and this doughy piece of shit basically falls into Sid Vicious's house <laughs> and then has the audacity to yell at him for it. And of course like, then Sid Vicious is like getting too I, into the character he's got the rage. I don't know if we oh, I don't know if we spelled it out quite well enough for for the listening audience, but but this guy is he's supposed to be making like a big entrance. He's running through a wall like like he's supposed to be like, I'm the juggernaut, bitch as he like <laughs> crashes through a wall and looks all powerful. He falls through some sheetrock and trips and like is on his hands and knees trying to gather his cheap stormtrooper's helmet. He looks like an overweight trick-or-treater who just embarrassed himself in front of his friends. 
Yeah, you know how like when you drop something made of foam, it falls kind of slowly, and then like it does a little like ting bounce, or it goes like ting, and it like oh, it bounces up even slowly, and then it falls again. That's what this guy's armor helmet did when it fell off his head. It fell down and like, foo, tink, and it was so clearly just a light like pick it up with the pinky kind of helmet. So uh, you're gonna, yeah. uh, you got some pretty cool Halloween costume plans, right? Yes, I'm gonna be Ramsey Bolton. Um, and then Melissa is going to be Reek. And so she's uh, she's really in the middle of making our costumes right now. She's got a lot. She's, she has to make my whole costume. And the thing we're going to on Saturday night where everybody's all dressed up. So hopefully she can finish it. But it should be really neat. That uh, Flayed Man banner that I showed you, uh, she made that. Oh, really? Is, I thought oh, you that's bought cool. that. Yeah, I thought you bought that. No, she painted that. And then uh, it, it looks great. Yeah, it looks excellent. exactly like the fact that you thought... She's going to be happy to learn that you thought we bought that. But Both of us. That's yeah. really neat. I ordered a $80 bow and arrow off of um, Amazon because I wanted to have the bow that didn't look horrible. Because basically in the world of bows, you either spend $9 and you get like the Lil Hercules, uh, <laughs> <laughs> like a little suction cup at the end. Or you spend $200 and you get like uh, a, the Black Griffin or something mm -hmm. crazy. Yeah. And I just tried to find somewhere in the middle. And like as, as soon as I hit order on Amazon, I heard from Melissa and she's like, oh, I found one at the store. It's only 20 bucks. and It'll be fine. I'm just going to stain it and then stain the, the arrow so it looks good. And so I went in, canceled it, thought I canceled it because it said your order is being canceled. I guess I should have read it as has not been canceled yet. Yeah. And I came home today to a very large box with a very large bow and arrow. Can we see and the I bow? I haven't even opened it because I'm sending it back. Mm. You know, that's what so I was reading that oh, grocery stores across America are going like they're having huge problems because millennials are not buying at grocery stores. There's apparently what they call a permanent shift in buying patterns that we've never seen before. Like everyone from their like from like know, I'm making up numbers 30 and older has been buying at grocery stores and then um, club stores like Costco and Sam's and more uh, and that that's how they buy stuff at least groceries and things like that now they're going to Amazon for everything and it's this like permanent shift in the way that I'm like looking do we have any sponsors that this conflicts with no we're cool <laughs> they're uh, they're buying all their Not stuff week. online now and I thought it was interesting because I also even though I'm I feel like despite the fact that I'm 43 I, I kind of act like 25 year old sometimes and uh it's certainly true in my buying patterns you know i've been talking forever about how i just buy something online instead of going to like costco or something like my father would and it's more effective can, can i just jump in and say mm -hmm. why that's better like, like like because some people don't get it it's about it's about getting in front of your own procrastination it's it's like i can click this and it will happen forget that mm -hmm. it it is done i can click this and it is done it's over with or I can try to remember tomorrow to go to Walmart and get a new shower head, which is actually going to happen. Because if I do this, then it is fucking done and it's over with. So, so everything comes from Amazon. We have a dumpster just to accommodate the Amazon boxes. Um, Kitty gets a lot of our food from Amazon. Um, a lot of her, like, all kinds of supplies. I get, um, there's five boxes a day. I mean, just oodles and oodles of boxes, lots of stuff. We get we get a lot. I thought we got a lot. We probably get one or two boxes a day, but it's almost every day we get something. And it, what bothers one of the things I struggle with is every now and then I buy the wrong thing. And today was an example. I bought a new um, phone case. Long story short, it's a paramotor thing. I wanted a phone with a lanyard so I could like have it with me while I'm flying and not worry about dropping it two thousand feet. 
So I got an iPhone case that had a little spot where you could hook it in and attach it to my, my paramotor. I have like this flight deck thing. It comes in and it's an iPhone 6 Plus case. I saw it within like a tenth of a second. I knew it was too big, right? Because you know that. But we have bought a couple of things like, like, oh, look at this. It's a, it's a like noticeably good deal on a like a leather recliner, lazy boy type thing. And it comes in and you're like, this is tiny. You know, Bullshit. I yeah. Yeah. I got two stories. Mm. I, uh, I once, once I remember, um, I was now since what I've done with my lighting is I've got an led strip and I've hidden it behind the, uh, the back of the bed mm -hmm. so that like I hit a remote and just the back of my bed, the whole headboard illuminates from behind. And it's even, you know, the, the RGB one. So sometimes it's pink, sometimes it's purple. Uh, like a blue light doesn't in interfere with the television nearly as much as a white light would. It's it's, okay. it's really nice to have ambient light and be able to grab stuff in the dark while watching TV. But I ordered these lamps because I needed lighting, and my old lamp was shit, and it it actually shocked me a little. And so the the lamps show up, and they are this big. Mm -hmm. They are six and a half inches tall with the shade on. And I I remember like I plugged it in at first. And then it was so shitty that one day I literally opened the window and angrily just threw it into the bushes outside. It was such a piece of shit. Yeah. Um, and then the other time uh, I ordered like a leash and collar um, for a person. And when I got it, it was just such shitty quality. I, I felt like I could tear the, the leash apart or with my bare hands. stretch it or, yeah. Yeah, it was stretchy. Was it this wasn't a like, sex toy? Yeah, yeah. Okay. All right, I'll have to avoid. You don't want it. her getting away. <laughs> no, it's just it's a strong point. So, so I went and got the good one. So it's got like the real. So now mm. I'm gonna. <laughs> <laughs> we do that move on the dance floor. <laughs> uh, what was I gonna say? Yeah, yeah. You don't get a perspective for size or quality sometimes, and sometimes the photography is so good it almost. I, I feel like they knew they were selling this chair that we bought to people that thought they were buying a chair for adults, but it was a chair for like kindergartners. And you it was know, a chair for ants. Yeah, it was just, it wasn't. The thumbnail really... is like you click to expand and it's a midget sitting in the chair. <laughs> <laughs> just the you know what the head. worst examples of that kind of fraud are? And it does seem, it feels like fraud to me, mm -hmm. but the worst examples you see on eBay and places like that, where they will, they will take a Polaroid of a product then they will sell that Polaroid or as the box. A, yeah, or the box. You know, and you, you, if you read the fine print, you're buying a box. You're what? buying an iPhone, a 2016 Vizio 32-inch 1080p, and the and the fine print will go on and on and on and on and on and on and on. And at the bottom, box. And, and it's tricky just... <laughs> because if you see something in the box, you think that you're getting the product new in box, right? Because that's what it looks like. If I were to sell, if I had like an unopened box of something that I was selling, I wouldn't open the box and make it used. Once you crack that seal, it becomes a used thing. I'd, I'd take pictures of it still like unopened box to show you that I'm selling a new item. And it, it like even if it says box in the description, I can see how people get fooled by it. Because that is also oh, yeah. what an ad would yeah. look like for something in the box. Yeah, totally. And you assume that people aren't going to be that devious and underhanded because you like to assume that most people aren't shitty, shitty, and awful. Have you seen the subreddit where it's nothing but people's product photos and in the reflection you can see them nude? <laughs> I've no, seen that called? stuff like, before. Maybe sex sales or something like that. I don't remember exactly. But uh, it's really funny. I went through the I, I went top, 
all one day and just like through the first top 100 posts and just laughed and jerked off and laughed they're not always <laughs> sexy you know like it, there's gonna be a lot of boner killers in there that, that's right? why the jerking off is in the in the middle you laugh laugh some more yeah because like, a lot of like fat dudes taking a picture of a kettle but then you get down there and there's some like smoking hot 18 year old trying to sell her like uh, television and it's a television turn a flat screen TV turned off in the middle of the day with a little glint coming off of it and you, you know you see your perfect naked body in it that's pretty hot I don't know who is in that big of a hurry where they're about to like get ready or like or I guess they just hop out of the shower like oh before I put my clothes on I gotta take a picture of this Vizio it's a can't kink. wait it depends how much time do you, it, it is a kink for some people but then it's an accident for others clearly oh like, I didn't like, even definitely. think about it being a kink. For some people, it's like, oh, let me expose myself in this this plausibly deniable way. Some people if love to get anything, their like, dick out there, you know. Like, I've been embarrassed. <laughs> Sometimes I take, you know, I, I take pictures of all my electronics with a vibrator in and my bra off, you know. <laughs> it's just the way I do it, you know. <laughs> I like to, I mean, the ones I'm masturbating to, though, I like to imagine it's an accident. I like to think that I'm seeing something I shouldn't be seeing. There is uh, something like being sexier like about the forbidden thing, right? Like... I don't. Oh, oh, okay. Like, oh, this makes me sound like I'm fucking Trump or something. But like, if there's a nip slip, that is somehow like, like, ooh, look at that. Like, I just got to see that woman's top. She might be topless in a movie, and that is somehow not as like the forbidden yeah. fruit that a nip oh, of slip course, might yeah, be. that's much better nipple. So like, when when uh, Maria Menounos, or if that's how you pronounce her, pronounce her name, it doesn't matter if you just sound it out and type it in and then type pussy slip. You'll, you know, you'll see it. <laughs> and look, here's here's my opinion on this. If your pussy slips out and there's a camera that can click it, then it's fair game. Because my cock has never come out uh, in, in any setting where it could be photographed. And I didn't want it to be, you know. It, 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 I'm just not going to whip it out on the beach. And if your pussy is, is, is being revealed so much that it's getting photographed, then you're not wearing the right bathing suit. Your bathing suit doesn't fit. That is the first sign of, a, of an incorrectly fitting bathing suit when your genitals start popping out. So, yeah, I like the nip slip subreddit. Big fan of that. Um, <laughs> there's lots of that. Oh, accidental nudity. Happy embarrassed girls. I know Woody's a big fan of that. I always see happy embarrassed girls on his little porno subreddit stash. He's like, he's like prioritize that. Are these the all the same thing? It's no. all just pictures no, these are of all. Girls. These are all slightly different things that, no. that are. <laughs> These are That's... all variations of the same school of nudity. You know, you have. Um, well, you know, straight girls playing. Uh, there's there's a lot of these subreddits. I, I but happy embarrassed girls is usually like a girl who's like maybe she's been showering and her like roommate kicks the door in and she's like aha and she's like ah, and she's like smiling while covering her privates. But not. Put this on the internet. <laughs> yeah. Well, you never know how those pictures get there. You've just got to pretend like but they got there. But they usually there. seem. Like, like, happy and Paris girls, they don't seem like victims. It's giggle, no. giggle. Like, and they see they're taking, like, the camera's out, right? And they think it's funny that they're being photographed. They're just, like, a happy and Paris sort of, he, it, they don't, it, yeah. it, it doesn't seem like the same sort of, like, if, if they were just terrified girl or, like, you know, like petrified, that wouldn't be fun. Horrified and scared girls. Right. Horrified and scared nip slips is not fun, right? That's not fun. That's something fucking Trump would like, right? But happy embarrassed girls, like everyone's having a good time here. At least yeah. you. Are. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. There's. there's I, I've got a lot of good stuff. Yeah, the there's a lot of them out there. Um. Um. What is it? Uh, big black cum sluts. 
there's a there's that this classy group of girls over there. That's <laughs> <laughs> now that one's not on my list. <laughs> no. Mm -mm. This is taken directly from your recommendations. <laughs> there is one called Cum Sluts that I know of. Uh, but yeah, the, these yeah, are not girls I look down upon. These are girls cocky. I, 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 all those are great. Um, I'm trying to think of uh, some of the some of the better ones. Oh, <laughs> what do I think? You would like think. Sort of. For some reason, my phone has prioritized all the porno ones at the very bottom. Hitachi Magic Wand has its own subreddit. In mm. case anyone's unfamiliar, that is a very powerful uh, sex toy that looks like a an industrial massager. It's 120 volts, plugs into a wall. And it ne it never gives up. Now and, my question uh, is, never gives was up. Was that thing intended to be a neck massager, and then people were just like, you know what, I got a better idea, or was that like a, a clit stimulus device from day one? I I think I, it's hard to say, but mm -hmm. it certainly has become the sex toy. Like if you know your sex toys and you're not looking for it, it, it is the thing. It is the one to get if you are. If you're okay with having a really big sex toy, you know it's not like you're inserting it anyway. This is just a big clitoral uh, stimulator. It's just uh, a ball like, on the end of like an electric. There stick. are attachments. And turn it up really. Okay, I, I had no idea. Oh they my had god, there's attachments for guys. Oh, now I haven't guys, seen this oh. one, but I read about it on Reddit, and uh, the guy's like, I'm not even sure I'm okay with it. He's like, you know, I've masturbated hundreds of thousands of times. Like I know the scoop. But using this thing, it was like it forcefully sucked the orgasm out of me. He's <laughs> like, I had no say in it. It was just, he felt like he was sort of raped by this sex toy. So and I'm unaware of the one that you could insert a penis into. The ones that I've seen, you insert the ball on the end of the vibrator into like a cup that fits it. And then there's like a dildo that goes off from that. So you can have like an incredibly powerful vibrating uh, dildo out of, mm. your, uh, out of the thing. No, this one that was seems for like guys. the sex toy to get if you like want a sex toy, but you are not ready for like hardcore bondage and like the crazy stuff you see or whatever. Just, like it's I have like a different it seems opinion. like you're, it seems this, like the, tip of the toe in the water. You know? I, the subreddit is called whore lipstick. Whore <laughs> lipstick. I, I, Wait, I, I want to try and guess what it is. Is it uh, girls giving head? With lipstick on? I'm going Very to take my own girls. guess. I'm going to say it's girls doing their lips in a trashy way, like with eyeliner around the outside or uh, like lots or of black. blacks. Yeah. yeah. Not black It's face. a home for <laughs> any pictures, videos, or gifts of girls with lipstick wrote anywhere on her body. Mm. They're writing. Oh, this, is, this is when they write dirty things mm -hmm. about the girl, like whore, slut, cum slut, all over her with lipstick. And then film that sex, uh, usually taking advantage of the specific genres that are outlined in the lipstick drawings. Right. For example, perhaps there's an interracial uh, component to this. She would be a black cock whore or something like that, and then you'd have her have sex with a black guy. You can, or maybe uh, maybe her lower back has anal lovers spelled out on it. Guess yeah. how that video goes down. Only I only write uplifting there. things on my lovers. I write, you know, like, write, write, like, best friend across their you know, I write good listener on their ass. You know, fun to hang out with. You know, you get along well with my friends. I write. You know, like, like, write on her face in black magic marker, pretty eyes. Mm -hmm. That's very interesting. I write on her. You know? Um. um. Oh, Taylor, Positive I disagree with you on the Hitachi my, here's, here's thing. My, 
I, 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 I want to get back to this. Uh, he was saying the Hitachi Magic Wand was the sex toy you get when, like, you don't really want a sex toy. Like, it's a, it's like when you're dipping the toe in that pond. To is me, how I imagine it. the baby step is those like like a double A powered vibrator. That to me is like step. Well, Kyle's with me. So on it goes that. on your finger. Like it, it attaches to your finger with a that, or maybe it's the size of your finger. And you know, like that that's your starter kit. And then um, the magic wand to me is a, a step two or three type device. It's not quite, uh, you know, disappointed with the strength of your human collar. You haven't bought a sex but, machine yet. You don't have a Sibian yet, mm-hmm. but you've got the wand because it's about what is 70 a Sibian. A Sibian is it looks like a horse saddle, right? It, and and it's a machine. And when the woman sits on this horse saddle, it has uh, there are a bunch of attachments like with all sex toys, but it vibrates very powerfully. I mean very powerful. This thing is plugged into the wall as well, and there's a controller operating this thing, and it produces incredibly po- the most powerful orgasms possible for a, for a female and i've always said that like if i was a woman i would buy that thing immediately they're like they're they're a little expensive they used to be like a grand or more but they've come way down now um but yeah there's lots of attachments it's not necessarily penetration it's usually just vibrating like the it's like a horse saddle with a little clitoris. hump on it where the clitoris would be if, yeah if, if, you know but Sturge I, I has this thing is it like yeah. large it, you do not put this in like a, a chest. A drawer, this has to no. go This needs to go in your sex room, you know, right over there. <laughs> it's really fucking big and it's really expensive, but it is the best female sex toy in existence. It just is. Uh, it, Stern had one in his studio for years, and he would uh, he would have porn stars get on it. Um, sometimes it would be a game where a girl would come in and she spins the wheel and. It, it, it no matter what it lands on, she's got to do it. But then she gets to plug her website or her line of adult toys or whatever she's selling that day. And so she gets on the Sibian, and Gary Delabate comes in with the bee mask, the beekeeper mask, so she doesn't have to look at his ugly face. So she can come while he turns the machine on, <laughs> and and she will, and, and he'd have these women orgasming on on the air, and like they're screaming and moaning. And sometimes you can tell that like they're like I, I don't want to come in front of all these guys in this studio right now, but they can't help it. And that's what and that's what you want. That's what you want. Yeah. The four thing story about guys. the, the Sibian, yeah. <laughs> my observation is I don't have one. It seems like this is really a solo device. Like I don't see how like a couple uses a Sibian really. Like a tandem bike, you just both sit on there. <laughs> <laughs> I, it, it like I don't know like you know the, the Hitachi magic wand, the vibrator. Like a lot of things are kind of designed to enhance the sex that the two of you are having. The Sibian, she's really just riding that horse while you get off. In the corner, like a voyeur. Ooh, yeah. So that's this what uh, for. that doesn't seem like fun. So um, that's their actual company. You can preview it to see if you think it's appropriate for a YouTube audience. The uh, on the front of their website, though, be warned, is a woman fully clothed, but she's wearing like. Nope, this can't be on YouTube. No. Okay. <laughs> now I'll save you a look, Woody. This can't be on YouTube. <laughs> I'm looking now. Um... Because the first page of this website is a woman in lingerie grinding her vag on this silicone attachment. 100% silicone attachment, mind me. Five-year warranty, so you can really grind it up mm-hmm. all the time. Do you think that all the girls using this by themselves actually get dolled up, or do you think it's a lot of girls without makeup and sweatpants just... <laughs> 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 Turn it to 10 and go to sleep. I hadn't yeah. even considered that girls would be dressed while they use it. I thought that was just for the photo shoot. Oh, I don't yeah. know. I, I, I'm sure it could go both ways. I, 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 yeah. I, Most of them can. 
It would depend on the that very unique <laughs> woman who has went out and purchased one of these. I, I, 99% of the time, it's guys buying these for their wives. I guarantee it because they think it's hot to watch their wife have some kind of super. They might be on something because I keep looking at it. Oh, they've that's got they've the Venus no. for men. Yeah, like, like I, that's what I think. I think it would, oh, it would be cool to have a thing that, that would just make my partner just have these incredible orgasms and be able to watch that because that's hot, you know? So... So, so, yeah, I think that's a really cool sex toy. It is the most powerful one for a woman that I am aware of. And if I were a woman, I would buy the best one that it, that existed. I uh, I bought this Venus for men oh. to practice my ninja diffuse. <laughs> <laughs> Click that link, Woody. Bob has been planted! You know, <laughs> so, <laughs> you're always got Marine! Get it done! <laughs> beep, 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 beep. <laughs> that's what it looks like. So the Venus for men system is an auto masturbator um and if you thought the auto blow was something you never wanted your mother to discover way do you get a load of the venus for men because it's a small suitcase with wires coming out of it that lead to controls that look like i don't know something out of star trek there's knobs and green and red buttons and a big red switch and it all leads to this uh this pneumatically operated it looks like a penis pump but it's dick going sucker. to like suck. It's it's a dick sucker. It like suctions this. Uh, it uses um, air pressure to suction this sort of silicone glove to your dick and then pneumatically pump it back and forth uh, rapidly. So it's it's a dick sucking machine. This is this is a uh, humiliating hmm. to to. This to is perk. a lot of buttons and stuff to work. Do you guys like to do Sudoku's while you masturbate? <laughs> if so this is the product for you. It took me a second. Oh, I believe it's just on and off in intensity. I was like, how do the controls on this thing work? They should be intuitive. This is not a complicated machine. I think it's just on, off, and intensity. The dial. It's really intensity. easy to stay in the moment when you're hitting add more air, less air, higher. Like, like you're a, a, an, an audio engineer. <laughs> yeah, that, that one I wouldn't be into. And, and it goes back to that thing that's a little bit sexist, I think, that male sex toys are, are kind of laughable and frowned upon and this thing to be embarrassed about. But, but female sex toys, it's like... Well, I'd like to get that thing for my wife. It's got some horsepower. Meanwhile, like like your significant other is probably like like never looking at a pocket pussy and being like, I'd like to see him fuck the shit out of this. Oh, that be like I think this is like my BS evolutionary like like thought process. I think that to a lot of women, maybe most women, I don't know, seeing a guy who can't get laid in a traditional way is indicative of someone who like, ooh, that's not a good mate. That's someone who couldn't go out and find another girl. That's someone who had to t take this other route. Whereas for a woman, guys don't look and go, ah, oh, she got that Sibian because she just can't get laid. You know, that's what a gross thing to do. Guys look at it like, oh man, like I'd love to be in that room watching it. And women look at it like, oh, that's just creepy. Like She why brings her own sex drive not? to the table. That's a thought process yeah, that might enter my head. Like, oh, this girl that has a vibrator, a Sibian or whatever, she actually like wants and desires sex. Like that, that to me is a positive attribute. Whereas yes. in a guy, this well, is a rare attribute at all you know yeah and the well, fact phrase. that he yeah. and if you see that the guy has gone through like so there's a, there's many steps right i saw a glove on amazon today that you wear to jerk off it was called like a clam glove or something like that so so you can start it like i guess you start with nothing and then move up to lubricants and the clam glove and then like a flashlight and then an auto blow and then the venus for men cock sucking system and then all of a sudden you have a five thousand dollar real doll that just happens to look a little bit too much like your cousin <laughs> uh, this, is, this is the path that, but that, that wasn't that, your choice it was because that's all they had it was, it was the all they had sale. you yeah, know sally sue was on clearance i'm not going to spring for a yushimoto over there sure, in the, sure. In the i special requested her hair match my cousins but hey mm -hmm. I, I i prefer blondes what am i going to say
So, yeah. you know, you end up down that path, and that's a that that's indicative of a lot of other things that are undesirable. That thing in its own isn't it, like who fucking cares that if you if you want to fuck this machine or like jerk off or whatever you're doing, but it's it's indicative of a lot of other things that are wrong. And evolutionary speaking, if you go back to that, then there's a part of our brain that clicks in and goes like, that's bad semen. I don't want that bad semen creating more guys who have dick sucking machines in their basements uh, yeah. coming out of me. Uh, I, I don't think want it's the any same of that. reason that women may, like you get hit on more when you're in a relationship because they go into it like, wow, mm -hmm. somebody's already done all the research. Another woman has vetted this guy. Uh, <laughs> he's passed the code. He's clearly good enough for her. You know, I think we're, that me and this woman are on the same level. Why wouldn't he be good enough for me? Why not pick me? Why her? Jesus, she's uh, just a stupid slut. Single like, Woody always had that problem, right? Like Single Woody could like struggling to get a girl, right? And then I get a girl, and suddenly I'm beating him off. Hmm. Yeah, and, yeah and, they're, and they're not beating you off. <laughs> and, and it's just like, wow, like I, like I had all these options that didn't. And I also saw it in me. Like I'd see a girl, maybe I'd you know decline her, and then she'd go out with somebody else, and it was like, oh, huh. I don't think I realized what I had when she was going for me. Uh, I've always had kind of a gotta catch them all kind of mindset where I get <laughs> jealous. Like I want all of the women, mm. like all of them. Um, like, like not just one or like, oh, that one now or this one yesterday. It's like, I want them all. So all like, so, yeah. so yeah. So, so like anytime, like, like someone's dating someone else, I'm like, ah, I could, if I were barbarian, Kyle, she would be mine. Yeah. She would want to be. Wow. <laughs> He's got a Pokemon trainer attitude towards women. Gotta catch them all. Gotta catch she them would all. want to be in my harem, you know? Yeah. Well, in my Pokedex. Yeah. In your Pokedex. Yes. Ah, the Pokédex. Ah, I was a little okay. slow at first. I only got to the game. <laughs> Took right. me a while to realize the double entendre. Yeah. I don't know uh, how far we are. I don't know how far we are in, but it seems like a great time to talk about Smart Mouth. Doesn't it? Does. This episode of Painkiller Already is being brought to you by Smart Mouth. 100% of people have bad breath or morning breath at some point in the day. Most people, especially young people, do not take enough precautions to prevent this embarrassing problem. Bad breath is something everyone notices and can sabotage your social life and turn off potential sexual partners. Smart Mouth's line of oral rinses and the only pro are the only products on the market that are clinically proven to eliminate bad breath instantly and prevent it from coming back for up to 12 hours. That's because every bottle of Smart Mouth actually contains two different liquids, an activator and an oxidizer. The oxidizer instantly eliminates existing bad breath while the activator releases billions of zinc ions that naturally bond to the bacteria in your mouth. The bonded zinc ions pre, uh, prevent bacteria from eating protein and producing sulfur gas, keeping bad breath away for uh, up to 12 hours. Um, and I think sulfur gas is always, uh, or I, unless you got some kind of gastrointestinal problem, I think. I think sulfur gas is like always the problem. It, it, that's, that's what's making bad breath. But don't take our word, word for it. Go to smartmouth.com and read about the science and how it's able to deliver such an incredible result. Visit smartmouth.com by clicking the link in the description and see if you're ready for 24 hours of clean, fresh breath. Once again, that's smartmouth.com, coupon code PAINKILLER for free shipping or uh, pick it up at Walmart. Walgreens, CVS, Target, or your, you know, your favorite store. So yeah, smartmouth.com, use uh, coupon code painkiller for free shipping. I yeah. really like this stuff. I genuinely do. Um, it makes food taste better. Let me explain this. I, I really believe this. I, I discovered this. And it makes uh, vape juice taste better too. Um, I feel like it cleaned my tongue so thoroughly that it was now able to taste things appropriately, correctly. Like, I think I've just had a film of stuff on my tongue for like 20 years. Because <laughs> after using Smart Mouth for a week and and and, uh, and really focusing on brushing my tongue in conjunction, because as soon as I used it, I, I was like, 
this tastes a little different. This tastes sweeter. Um, everything tastes sweeter and better. And uh, when I did some vape juice the other day, I was like, as it was like rolling on my tongue, the, the, the vapor, I was like, I can really taste that berry. Um, so try it out for yourself. See if you uh, get the same uh, reaction I did or when, the same experience I did. I've used it too. I haven't noticed the taste thing, but it actually does work. When you, you take this in my mouth, put it in your mouth, swish it around. And after you spit it out, there's like, you're like, ah, that's different than what I'm accustomed to. And it yeah. works better. It works all day. So it because it, usually it's like see. when you spit out a mouthwash, you just taste like a ton of mint, or mm -hmm. like your mouth burns from alcohol. Like this flavor's fine. Like the comparison I think works is you guys both know a bunch about like epoxy, right? Where you have to have two parts mm -hmm. and you combine it, and then it activates and it works because you need that chemistry. So if somebody went to you, Woody, and was like, "Hey, I've got this great epoxy, and it comes in one can. It's gonna do it exactly the same," you'd probably be like, "Bullshit." It cannot because it literally, it literally can't. There's not the chemistry there. All that activation that would have happened isn't there. It so is if the same as old epoxy one, that's already dry. It's this exactly. That's <laughs> what happens with smart mouth. If you pour mm. one, you'll see it's green. Wait like five minutes. It'll be blue. That means that it's not activated anymore. So that's just if it's blue, it's just the same as any other mouthwash. You got to use it while it's activated. So if you're still pouring your mouthwash out of one spout, you are acting a fool because you're just <laughs> pretending. You're just pretending. You know, you need smart mouth. It doesn't burn either. That's the best part. It, yep. it doesn't burn at all. So, like, you can really rinse for a long time. I, I would put some other competing competing brand in, and it would burn the fuck out of my tongue. And at the end, I would be, I would be like, I would spit it out like, ah, oh, I can't take it anymore. Puh, puh, puh. Like trying to make my tongue stop burning. But with this stuff, it's just really casual. And I like, oh, we were talking about our morning routines. Let's do that. Yeah, because this is part of my morning routine. All right. Yeah. Taylor, take me through, and I, I wanted to talk about this because I think maybe there's something wrong with me, and mm. this is indicative of that, that my routine is so um, repetitive and so precise and exacting. So I want to hear yours so I know how much of a nut job I, I am. I don't think, compared to how you phrased it, yours must be like very meticulous because I don't do maybe the exact same stuff, but I wake up, I immediately turn the shower on and let it heat up. As the shower is heating up, I brush my teeth, uh, with smart mouth toothpaste and then I usually like get out my supplies because I live with Melissa and so our bathroom counter is just a graveyard of her products and then like my six things that I use so I'll like grab like the beard oil I'm going to use or like uh, the hair stuff and like get it set next to the sink so I'm ready then Your I hop in the shower Club products. yes yes get in the shower and then wash my hair wash my beard wash my body take care of all the genital butt asshole regions, hop out. I usually take pretty long showers because I like to just stand there for a while and let way too hot of water run over me because I know it's not good for your skin, I guess, to have really hot water running. I don't care. It feels way better. Yeah. So I do that way too hot of a shower. Get out, uh, rinse with my Smart Mouth mouthwash, uh, spit it out, uh, put the hair gel in, put my beard stuff in if I need to keep it down that day or trim it if I have to and then get dressed and usually grab a monster energy and walk out the door okay so I wake up uh, the first thing I do is um, I walk into the bathroom I turn uh, the heater on in the bathroom because I like it nice and warm in there I'm about to be naked in there let's, let's get things warmed up I don't want I want uh, the heater serves to also warm up the toilet seat coincidentally which i like a lot i want to get one of those those i'm going to get a nice toilet with a heated toilet seat because I, I want that it's always cold and it's it's nice it's, it's it's not a good feeling do you have that? so um i don't but no, i want it taylor said it was oh, nice i've used them before oh yeah. so uh walk into the bathroom turn the heater on 
close the door behind myself and walk into the kitchen, make myself a cup of coffee, walk back into the bathroom, poop while drinking the coffee and on Reddit. Um, then, and, and the whole time the hot water has been running in the sink to be more conservative. Not to be, no, no need to run the shower the whole time. We just got to get the water to this end of the house, right? Like we don't have to use a lot of it. So turn the, the, the hot water on the sink, um, get up, uh, flush the toilet, brush my teeth. Um, the, um, while I'm brushing them, always while I'll turn the hot water on only then in the shower. And I turn it on really fucking hot. Um, rinse the toothbrush off, then get in, rinse my mouth off in the shower. Um, then I always wash my hair first uh, with, uh, with like a rinsing shampoo and then more of an oily you shampoo. You smart mouth in the shower? Like, no, do I don't. No, no, no. Oh. I'm talking about rinsing um, my hair. Oh, the toothpaste out. In the shower. Yeah, yeah. I rinse the toothpaste out. The, the smart mouth doesn't come till later. So I, uh, I, I use two different shampoos. Um, then I, uh, I, I, I use a facial uh, wash. And then I really get soaked up good. I like there to be foam everywhere. So I, I, have, I took two bars of soap and I like cut zigzags on them. And I <laughs> made a mega bar. So I get my mega bar. And my, uh, I've got one of those floofy things. How is that more helpful? Just, it's because just, more, more surface area. More surface area. This is a double bar of soap. Okay, and I, okay. I put it in the floofy thing, and I do this number in the water until there's just so much soap on there. And then I cover every inch of my body from, like, the neck down with a thick foam of soap foam. And then I scrub almost to the point of hurting myself with the loofah thing everywhere until my skin is, like, completely exfoliated everywhere. Then I rinse off, get out. I have a very particular way to, sh to like dry off, but I won't go into it. Like I go the same regions over and over in the same motions and everything. Um, get out, dry off. Then, and um, let's see, first thing I do, uh, put the, I, all my products are already lined out. So uh, put, put, put some stuff in my, put gel in my hair, comb my hair back. Then I moisturize my face. Um, then I uh, put my deodorant on. Then I moisturize my whole body with my like cocoa butter special uh, uh, moisturizer stuff. And only then when I am completely done and about to walk out the door and if maybe I want to drink something else before I leave, will I do the smart mouth. That's how I that if I walk out the door, it's smart mouth and then I'm gone. Let me say world. this. If I had just told that story, a certain asshole contingent of our fan base would have called me they would have diagnosed me with like every mental disability under the book, right? <laughs> I would be autistic. I would have OCD. I would have like some sort of personality disorder. I think they would just go <laughs> fucking nuts on me. You know, like like I, one time I told a story of how I I, I eat like dip, like I go around on the on the uh, my dinner plate. And I'm like I first ate my chicken, then my peas, whatever. And that's kind of true. I maybe punched it up for the storytelling version. I don't always do that. But, um, oh my god, like, they just go fucking nuts for, like, a week about my mental disorders. I, well, I, I'm, I'm listening to you, and I'm like, oh my god, like, I'm so glad this isn't me. I, I'll and do let my, me explain, I'm let me explain why I don't. Now because it's going to be like, well, I brush my teeth, I count to a hundred three times, <laughs> then back to one. Uh, and I, as like, I'm walking out the bathroom it's door, not, I My morning twice. routine is not set in stone. It, it, in a nutshell, it, it breaks into this. I wake up, I brush my teeth like a normal person. If I'm going to do something that's like worky, then usually I'll skip the shower. Like let's say I'm going to work in the yard or operate a tractor or mow or something like that. Then I just go straight outside and work the fields. If I'm going to do something that's not like play battlefield or whatever, I shower and then start my day. But like, I don't know. So let me tell you why I think that that, that ridiculous um, 
routine doesn't indicate any sort of mental disorder. Mm -hmm. It act because the, the the reason I do it is this. Think about this for a minute because I think there are some people who would be compelled to do it in that way. I'm not. I'm not compelled to do it in that way at all. I could I could break that completely apart and use a whole different bathroom and use a different kind of soap and everything. The reason I do it that way is because it allows me to completely check out. I can turn my brain off during that entire period and I go into a like a, a daydream world that's that's sort of therapeutic for me where I'm getting my day in order in my head. I'm I'm outlining the whole day, I'm planning things. If there's like multiple steps, I'm figuring out what's the most efficient way to do them in an order. And my brain the, my thinking brain is just turned completely off during the entire process of all that. But because I have such a uh, a, a routine my body, you know, muscle memory and whatever else just keeps me going through it. I'll stop and be like, oh, well, I already did that part. Okay, keep moving on. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, so, so I don't think I'm crazy. I just think it's, uh, it's my way of just turning my brain off and relaxing. Right. I do the same thing, I do the same thing uh, cleaning guns. Like there's a few guns that I can just not really even thinking about it. I might be crazy. I think some people keep their guns too clean. <laughs> They not do. too clean. Not, yeah. that, not that they keep it too clean. Let me tell you about AR-15. That they clean it when they don't need to. I mean, no such thing as too clean. You can have it perfectly clean. Knock yourself out. But they act like you fire around, and suddenly it needs to be cleaned again. I... So, you know, I, I don't like saying things that are counter to, like, some massive culture of people and the way mm -hmm. they like to do things. But, God, I was always hearing about cleaning guns on TV and media and stuff, and I think that's where it comes from. I think it's just Hollywood has gotten into the heads of gun people even that, yeah, yeah, well, you need to clean it uh, all the time. It's got to be spotless because I, I've, I've had friends who ran their AR-15s dry, they call it. They run no lube, and they just let a layer of carbon buildup accumulate, and that uh, self-lubricates. The, really? The carbon buildup. That's really it, interesting. Yeah, like graphite. It, it's a, it's a self-lubricating thing, so you don't have to oil it all the time. And as a matter of fact, the guys that run their, guys, their guns like that have told me, I don't know, I haven't shot... I haven't experimented the way they had, but they're like, yeah, if we put oil in it now, it'll gunk, it'll gunk stuff up. We don't want that. That'll be a problem. So they run their, their guns dry. Now, that's a very – I don't remember if it was gas impingement or, um, or um, piston-driven ARs that were better to run that way. I guess piston-driven makes more sense because you're not just shooting the gas in there. So, yeah, probably piston-driven ARs would be better to run dry, um, but I don't fucking know. I'll tell you what I do with my pistols. Like, why is there ever, ever – ever a reason to clean this unless I drop it in the mud. Like there's no amount of this that is ever going to going to cause a problem. Like there's there's just not. Like this thing is coated everywhere with a super duper coating. There's like three or four of them. I don't know which one this is, if this whatever it is, but you know, it, it just won't rust. It can't rust. I can What am I, I looking at? Is that a six eighty six? Yeah, well this is the um the the M and P like okay. pro eight shot um, uh, Smith and West. If you're watching the audio version of this, Kyle is holding up a revolver. Yeah, it's real pretty. I like this gun a whole bunch. Um, but but yeah, I just don't see any reason to ever clean this ever unless I drop it in the mud. Like I'm just not going to be able to rub it until the, until it doesn't function. You would have you to kind of just clean your guns as like a hobby almost, where you're just kind of doing wanting to do something with your hands, and you'll so you'll start cleaning. If I've got a gun that I know has to be good for, for filming something, that's kind of a, a make-or-break thing. So it's like, let's remove every variable and just make sure it's nice and clean and, and everything looks good on the inside. But it's just like a, a double backup kind of I've, thing because... I've had some semi-auto pistols that I felt like the action gets a little gritty. Like it doesn't It'll want, get to the, the point where it doesn't, doesn't want to... 
Yeah, the slide doesn't want to fully return to, is it battery? I don't know. It's like the position it's supposed to be in. And I find that cleaning it makes that happen. It's not that it even gets unreliable. It's that like if hypothetically you brought it halfway, without the momentum of a shot, it wouldn't slide the rest of it if, or something if like that. If you were in a comp, if you were like wrapped up with someone and trying to shoot them, you know, just the slide rubbing against another person might slow it down enough that it wouldn't complete its journey. So yeah, semi-auto pistols, a lot of them do need to be cleaned uh, and kept okay. But if you're not putting hundreds and hundreds of rounds through it on a regular basis, it's just not getting dirty enough to require that kind of cleaning. You got to be shooting a lot. I tried to buy a gun last weekend. I tried? Tried to. What happened? Did yeah. they find black blood in you? They, uh, <laughs> I, I didn't realize it, but my concealed carry license has an address on it, and I have oh. to update that address. It didn't match my driver's license, which Dang. is accurate. So, um, so I have to go down to the county sheriff office or something and get my concealed carry updated, and then I'll be able to buy a gun. Oh, cool. That'll be good. In the next couple of months, Missouri, I, I believe, is making it so that you don't need a permit to conceal carry. Really? Constitutional carry. Yeah. What was that, Kyle? Constitutional carry, right? Oh yeah, I, I guess that is what you is that. What you, is that what constitutional carry is when you're allowed to conceal carry, you know, I, regardless? I, I think it's something that crazy people yell as the police are arresting them. Usually, uh, <laughs> yeah, I think it's like, a, I got constitutional carry rights according to Article 15B of the whack whack. <laughs> <laughs> to me, it's a it's a philosophy more so than a legal yeah. defense. It's you know, uh, it 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 should be my right to conceal carry and. Where you fall on that? I know I'm a little torn on concealed carry. I don't, I, I don't mind you at least filling out a form, but that's just me. Um, but yeah, it's a philosophy. Some people feel like they should be entitled to concealed carry without even getting a, a permit or a license for it. Um, yep. I don't know. Well, I guess that's going to be Missouri soon. Yeah. Are there for me, like that, I, think. I wasn't a gun guy before I got guns. Like I wasn't raised in a gun household or anything. I don't know. I know Kyle was. I don't know where Taylor was on the spectrum. So for me, having to go through like Every time I went to a range, they made me take training and like take a test. And when I got my concealed carry license, I had to take training and take a test. And um, that was all a positive thing for me. I'm a better gun owner than I would have been if I could have just like I don't know started winging it. Everyone should. Yeah, everyone should have some kind of training. I, training for a mentor, right? You know, some kind of training. Like if your father exactly. taught you right, then that's fine too. But yeah. I I think I'm pretty good at doing it because I, I, I know what the mistakes are going to be. I know what they're going to do. I know what you're going to fucking do. I know what you want to do with that gun, but <laughs> we're going to have to talk about why you can't do it. X-Jaws was terrible at that. Oh, God. What was he doing? Um, okay, so in his defense, he's trying to win $25,000 by hitting a target that's in the air, and the target is going this way in a direction that he technically shouldn't be pointing the gun. Yeah, I, I shouldn't have said that about Sam, actually. Now that I, now that I take it back. Um, he had $25,000 on the line and he was trying to shoot a target out of the air that we told him to shoot out of the air. Uh, but they should have just flown in a different direction. So yeah, I'll take that back. But uh, one thing that I'm used to, like if, if I have a new shooter, I'm going to point down range is the biggest thing. There's four gun rules and I feel like I shouldn't know them. I bet maybe Kyle does or both of you do. Um, like you'll never point at anything you don't intend to destroy. Don't put your figure on the trigger until you want to pull it. Um, treat, treat all guns like loaded. And is there another that no, mess it up? Know your target and what is beyond it. Okay. So in my opinion, those four rules, you got to know those, right? Like nail that down to make it part of where you are. But if you just had one, you know, like if I'm working with a new shooter and I'm afraid that I'm giving them too much info, keep your gun pointed down range. Like, you know, if you just do that, 
then we're we're pretty far along in terms of safety, right? If you just it's it's, it's harder than you think though, because mm-hmm. things are going to happen. This isn't shooting paper. We're doing some dynamic shooting here. Like it, no. shit's going to blow up. People are going to cheer. You have to in all of that. It, well, I we're talking go, about go, your shoot right now. I'm talking about oh, when yeah. I work with someone new. I I usually don't have well, explosives downrange. I do. I, yeah, <laughs> yeah. You maybe do. you do. Yeah. yeah. You, <laughs> I, if there's a new shooter, like like if someone has come to visit Kitty from Germany or, or Canada or something, and they're like, I've never shot a gun, eh? And, you know, it's like, all right, well, today you're not just going to shoot a gun. You're going to shoot a machine gun at an exploding toilet, and there's going to mm-hmm. be a fireball 50 feet tall. Let's have some real fun. So you got to be like, look, you got to go through this drill with them. What happens if this happens? I drop the gun. What happens if that happens? I drop the gun. What happens if this happens? I drop the gun. Is there any time when something bad happens that you don't drop the gun? Nope. All right. Don't forget. They'll still forget. Yeah, still forget. the one I, the one that I've seen a couple more than once is they shoot. They're excited about the thing that just happened. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and that's the one. Just keep it pointed downrange. If you want to look at me, don't turn the gun. If you want to talk to me, if you have a question, maybe you shoot and then whatever. They don't realize. Maybe it's a um, a bolt action or something, and like it's not going right. Yeah. Don't go pointing the gun at me and asking for help. That's not how we do this. We keep it no. pointed downrange all the time. And I, that's the one that I just super hammer home. Uh, yeah, I won't stand for that um, a, a, in any circumstance. If I see some... All right, so I've seen guys who are literally special forces guys that were doing stuff that's a bit cavalier. But I don't give a shit. I don't care. He, could, he can point his gun at me, frankly. Um, I, I, I know him. I trust him. It's cool. But if I see someone who is just a novice or a brand new shooter like you got some fucking rules that you better start listening to here you're gonna get screamed at at least because you know it's people's lives on the line and and people's you know everything on the line you know just leave it at that you know you've got a deadly weapon there let's let's have a lot of fun and have a good time and learn some shit but let's all go fucking home and yeah. uh and at the end of the day that's that's the problem it's in turning around with the weapon um or not knowing how to clear a jam and trying to do it themselves in an awkward manner where they're prone to uh, dropping an open bolt firing machine gun like a Mac, which can land and brrr, fire off a burst or something. So, yeah, it's, it's, it's risky stuff sometimes, but if you do it in a safe way, it's a lot of fun. I usually, especially if it's a kid or a, you know, someone who's okay with me doing it, I usually wouldn't do it with a guy. But, you know, I'll kind of do that golf shot around them kind of thing, and I'll, I'll, I'll take all the recoil out of it for them and, and, you know, get them to stop flinching and stuff, so... I like doing that stuff. I like uh, I like that a lot. Yeah, it's fun taking people shooting for the first time, especially if they like if it's someone who's like, "Oh man, I've always wanted to shoot a gun." As it's not as fun. It's more fun when it's someone who's like, "Oh, I don't know. Like, I've never really thought about shooting a gun before." And you're like, "Oh, just give it a go." And they're like, "Oh, well, okay, I guess." And then they shoot it and they have to like pretend that it wasn't exhilarating. But they're like, <laughs> "Boom. Oh." Oh, I don't know. This, this just isn't for me. How many more Chiz, than this? Like, <laughs> Chiz did not understand ear protection. Um, uh, and he will, he really just, quick. No, no, no. He, he went he, all day. He, he, he went all day, like, like, because he didn't know how to put earplugs in correctly. A lot of and people I don't. Just, I should have taught him. I taught him at the end of the day. So people who don't know, it seems like Taylor does. Uh, if you have the foam earring protection. You roll it up, and it turns into like a little spike. Like it's shaped like a torpedo, kind of. And you roll it, and it puts a spike. And then what I do, I'm gonna take my headset off. I pull my ear up like that, and then I insert it in. And this kind of opens up my ear canal, and I stick yep. it in there. And then you'll watch the difference between just shoving it in there and letting it grow in there 
is enormous. Over the next 20 seconds, your world will close off with this kind of like, I don't know how to describe a crumpling silence as it goes like, and the whole world just like quiets down. And then you do your other ear and you're like, oh my God, these things are so effective. If you just smush them in there and they're sitting on like your outer ear, not in there properly, um, it's bad. So when Chiz went shooting with us, for example, the 50 cal, which a lot of people would agree is maybe the most entertaining gun to shoot, Chiz wanted no part of it. He really preferred the 22. And I think his day might have gone differently if he knew how hearing protection worked at the start. Yeah, yeah. I, I was like, I can't believe he's not going to shoot the 50. Like, mm-hmm. like we, can, we, get, we get cool bullets and cool targets and stuff. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. I love shooting it. I love shooting a 50. It's, it's a lot of fun. I, Do you guys yeah. use earplugs when you're just like shooting skeet or no? It I depends. Really so, don't right. usually. Yeah, I don't either. Um, I, I have this thing uh, where I can I can like squeeze my ear canals shut and, mm. and t- cut off a lot of the sound. Um, it's 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 a lot like if you're like trying to like do yeah it's it's like it's kind of like that. Um, but I, I can do it, it without. I think I made them bigger. <laughs> I think I would have made it worse. I can. It it feels like flexing back here. What you're gonna, you're gonna have to speak up. But I, I literally can, and, and it's it's not and, and it's not as good as hearing protection. But I, I swear to God, I can, and it and it does help me. Uh, like like sometimes like a thirty caliber rifle is a pain a painful hurting thing. But if I'm just gonna squeeze off one, then I can just squeeze my ear, ear ears shut, and I'll be okay with that. But yeah, if I'm shooting skeet and I'm shooting like multiple rounds of skeet, then I'm gonna put some earplugs in. But if I'm throwing clays up in the air and shooting them for fun, I, I won't put them in there. Um, I won't put them in for like a twenty two. Uh, although people told me I'm damaging my hearing shooting my 22 without it, but I just won't. I don't care. Um, and uh, I, I, I wear it with pistols always, though, now, because um, they'll really ring your bell. If, and, I'm, uh, if I'm inside, I shot my... always, always, always shoot them. I'm sorry. I thought you were wrapping up. Oh, if, yeah, if, inside for sure. Yeah, if I'm outside, I always wear them too, but I don't know that I always have to. It, it, like, um, if you're outside, people, it, I guess, fairly obvious. It doesn't come back at you. It's a lot quieter. But um, a lot of times when I shoot, I'm filming, you know, like I'm, I, I shot recently for the vlogs and I do you know, whatever. Like, so that means you have to wear hearing protection because a lot of people will be judging you. And when I don't film, well, it seems like there's still a lot of people judging me. Like I shot at an outdoor range. Everyone wears hearing protection. That's the thing. It's pretty rare that I'm in a situation that's normal for Kyle where like you own the land, you make the rules. Like that's, that's not my normal shooting experience. Yeah, I know I've definitely shot. There's been a couple of times where... Because there was like an emergency or like the animal jumped out. That's what I mean by an emergency that like it's like, oh, boom, that oh, I've gotten my bell rung and I've rung my cousin's bell. We were up on the roof of uh, like a Jeep going through the Texas wilderness and I don't know what kind of animal it was. I don't remember now if it was a fox or a cat might have been a bobcat. I don't know. Something ran out. The most dangerous game of all. Something ran out. I swung. I was clear. You know, it's not like I didn't make sure my my zone was clear. It was clear, and I fired, but Scott did not have his earring pro on yet, uh, and it I, I let off boom, 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 as I fucking killed this thing with a, a 308 with a PWS um, uh, muzzle brake on the end, which is the, one of the loudest 308s I've ever heard in my life. It's concussive, and his ears rang for two days afterwards because it was just pretty close to his left ear. Um, I shot my 338 Lapua without ear pro uh, accidentally, and I've shot the 50 cal without ear pro accidentally. Um, when you do it, it's immediately a terrible pain, and you're just like, "Oh, oh, never again! Never make that mistake again!" Yeah. <laughs> and you and you fix it, and for the rest of the day, you don't fuck up again. 
Um, and I, I've definitely, the worst thing I ever did was I shot a 308 minigun, 5,000 rounds with no hearing protection. <laughs> and it's, I went, and I was like, oh, it's so loud. <laughs> and, but, and, I, and I almost stopped. But then I remembered that I was paying for each of these bullets and that one second is like a hundred of them or something. <laughs> and so I was just like, all right, here we go. 45 <laughs> more seconds. You had to quickly weigh ear surgery versus these bullets. In, yeah, in so Wake County, there's an indoor range, shot. 110 yards long, or like 100 meters, and uh, they're really strict on all of the rules. Like you have to have, you know, you, you're, when you put your gun on the bench, the shooting bench, you have to like put the case so that the gun points forward. You can't take your gun out and bring it to the bench. You can't even take your gun out and turn it around. You got to turn the case around before you remove it. And there's a lot of rules. But with hearing protection, like they're pretty casual. And, and I heard him once, like a guy walked in there without hearing protection and another person was like, dude, no hearing protection. And the, the range officer's like, yeah, self-correcting problem. Like, so yeah, shooting without it's hard. I've, uh, yeah. I've heard, um, I've definitely been in my uh, local small indoor range without ear protection when a gunshot went off, you know, because maybe we were trying to have a conversation and there's some guy over there that we weren't aware was go was going hot or whatever or something. And and that's loud. It, it wasn't painful. It was just like, I don't know, having a metal trash can on your head and having it smacked with a big shovel or something. It's loud as fuck in there and everything reverberates and everything is steel plate. So it, it has a certain harmonic to it that just doesn't feel good. You don't want to do that. You go into a shooting range, an old one especially, and you'll see so many fuck-ups. They're visual. Like, look for it. Go into your booth and look at the edges of the booth, the dividers. Look at the, look at the bottom in front of you. Look at the floor right in front of you. And look at the ceiling right above you and forward. And you'll see bullet holes and, and, and stuff everywhere where people have shot the ceiling, shot the wall right next to them, shot the floor in front of them, all that shit. They, uh, they stopped renting out the 50 Action Express at the range in Athens, Georgia, because some jackass went, woom, 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 and shot the ceiling all up with a 50 Action <laughs> Express Desert Eagle. Like, it, it shot, recoiled, went high, and he just, I don't know why it kept firing, but he just kept pulling the trigger as the recoil pulled it higher and higher and higher until he put two in the ceiling. You could see it. You could see the hole. It's right there. <laughs> yeah, that's, uh, that's not the kind of person you want to be shooting next to you. Yeah, I, I was like, I was like, can we uh, rent that act, that fifty Action Express? I didn't have one at the time. He's like, no, nah, we don't rent the big boy out no more. <laughs> Had a few incidents. <laughs> and, and and he watched me shoot for a little while, and he was like, you can shoot, you can shoot the handgun if you want, young man. Looks like you know how to handle yourself, but that there's why we don't like to let it loose. <laughs> and I was like, holy shit, that's ridiculous. I was like, did it go through? He's like, no, no, we got some plate up there too, but that ain't no good. That ain't no good at all. <laughs> I was like, no, no, it's not. Oh. It always like it stresses me out so much more to go shooting indoors than just to shoot outdoors because when I'm shooting outdoors, it's almost a hundred percent guaranteed that everyone I'm with, I know, I know how familiar they are with guns. I know, oh, I know Tim can handle this gun. He was a marine. Here you go, go hog wild. Oh, I know that Susan's never held a gun before. Let's go over there and help her out with it and like make sure she doesn't do anything like stupid. But when you walk into that room and you just hear like the reverberating like boom. It sounds like if you close your eyes, it sounds like I'm, like uh, you're out in space and there's like shit exploding in one of those with the earplugs in. That would be quiet. And in a just a, okay. Well, it doesn't sound like that then. It sounds like, <laughs> George, like some, it sounds like a better analogy than what I just did. Exactly, a George Lucas movie, which turned out was a lie. <laughs> yes, it turns out it was a lie, a fib, a ruse. And you walk in there and it's just like potentially like eight people that you have no idea. You can't see what they're doing behind in their little cubicle. 
And so for all you know, there's like some one of them like futzing around with like a 44, like right on the other side, loaded, like aiming it through, which I'm sure there's plate between it. But still, it's unnerving. And I know I shouldn't be nervous about it as much, but I I do. I get like, oh, God, like I I, I know I'm not going to fuck up because I'm very careful. But I one of these people might. And I don't want to be the guy who ends up on the news of, you know, very minor, 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 minor Internet celebrity semi tragically shot. <laughs> Brand of minor internet celebrity tragically shot. <laughs> yeah, that would. Yeah, you don't want that. Um, it, it's it, at my range, like the backstop. Like you go in, and you're firing, and uh, you're firing right at the road, like you know, on the other side of that wall and bullet trap and everything. It's just you know, double lane road in a McDonald's. Uh, but they've got one of those systems that it's like shooting into a V, like a bunch of steel V's, and it it goes back in. And I, I don't know if it does the loop de loop, but I know it all collects in a bucket, like all the lead and stuff. Uh, it's pretty cool to go to. I've I've been downrange uh, in the indoor firing range and just looked at all the hits on the walls and on the floor. And it really, I've never hit that fucking wall. And I've done like intense zombie shoots where they flash like strobe lights, turn the big lights off, and put. Uh, you have to use like night sights, and they have zombies that that and and smoke. I did that and never hit the wall fucking once. But these fools are like shooting out of booze and just all over the walls and stuff. So gives you an idea. You know, I can. Shooting around people who aren't who aren't safe, it could be a problem. Ooh, you want to do that? You want to do that thing? Yeah. Um, Let me do an ad read first because okay. it, it'll be a, it'll be a good segue into it. So yeah, we're about to do some uh, some prank phone calls. Maybe I don't know. So let's see. Give you guys a short word from Dollar Shave Club. Guys, Dollar Shave Club just keeps getting better. Four years ago, they started delivering their amazing affordable razors. Now they have more than 3 million members wind, uh, who no longer overpay for, quality, for a quality morning shave. I'll never use anything else again. And now new members get their first month for free. But Dollar Shave Club is about so much more than razors. Dollar Shave Club has a mission. They want you to look, smell, and feel your best. And they've, got a, they've been investing millions in research and development, uh, developing their own original grooming formulas for your face, hair, and body. This stuff is amazing. Pre and post shave formulas, skin protection formulas, killer hair styling products that literally, and literally the most amazing soap and body wash I've ever used. The store experience is awful. All this, all that stuff just looks the same, and there's too many options, and no one's there to help you with the products that are, uh, find out which products are right for you. I mean, seriously, do you have to, do you have any idea why you pick the shampoo or body wash that you do? I just get all the grooming stuff shipped to me from Dollar Shave Club. One shipment, got everything. So give it a try. Once you get it in, get in there, you'll, uh, you'll see these products work amazingly. Uh, the service is world-class and there's no commitment, no hidden fees. You cancel whenever you want and you can get your first month for free at dollarshaveclub.com slash PKA. Just pay for the shipping and uh, after that, it's only a few dollars a month. That's dollarshaveclub.com slash PKA. Check them out. Start shaving like it's 2016, you know? No reason to go wait for them to unlock the razors at the store. Just I've walk got in. A, we actually don't even walk in. Just order. I, I, so... First, Dollar Shave Club sent us free stuff, right? And they got my wife and us all hooked on it. Specifically my wife, really. And uh, then we ran out. We used all the blades and it finished and they didn't send us any more. So she went and she tried like the big competitors. I probably shouldn't mention their name in the ad read. Yeah. But you can imagine the big expensive competitor. And it was too much money. And then she went with another one at Target. Uh, it was like kind of cheaper and it looked good. She hated it, and she had this like like on her thigh, like a sh- this bloody like like injury from this horrible razor. And <laughs> and she's been nagging me to get Dollar Shave Club, 
And it was just like four days ago or something. I was like, all right, we'll do it. And like an asshole, I didn't use our own promo code because like, like <laughs> I didn't buy it like at the prompting of a podcast. I bought it because my wife was nagging me and I totally forgot. You to, didn't like, even think about it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like so such a fucking dick. And uh, like it, it, I don't know if, like what the discount difference is or whatever, but I just – because I went to their site like first to just learn what the deals were and like see what, what was up. And uh, I ended up buying without like going again through our URL and whatever. But, but yeah, no joke. Uh, we use Dollar Shave Club stuff now because everything else was either like wicked expensive or actually sucked. So yeah, yeah. There's your razors are way more expensive than you would think. Yeah. Way more. Yeah, and I, I always knew, right? Like, give away the razor, sell the blades. Like, like that's a cliche in business, and it works that way with. Uh, inkjet printers and some other things I never realized like I, I, it's worse than you think like they, that shit is wicked expensive and it, it shouldn't be you're like why am I buying the, the manufacturing costs on this must be a dollar and they're selling it for like $25 and I'm yeah. like that yeah. I, Dollar Shave Club don't, don't play into the scheme you know be a smart guy check it out yeah so anyway um, not only am I happy with them as a sponsor but I'm a customer now, and yep. But I'm an asshole because I didn't use the PK yeah. <laughs> promo code like I should have. <laughs> How long did it after you ordered it? Did you realize that? Was like it like as you clicked second. the order button? Yeah, I was like, ah. order? oh shit! What is that name of that podcast I've been doing for six years where I get codes to get things for cheaper? <laughs> yeah, uh. is, it, is it BTD? Is it BTK? <laughs> yeah, who can Bind remember? BTK, bind, torture, kill. <laughs> that's the uh, that's a serial killer, uh, the BTK killer. There you go. Look that up, kid. Well, it's not uplifting. <laughs> but it's uh it is it's a uh, certainly an interesting wikipedia article do you ever do that do you go on a no like I've serial killer oh. or like crazy dictator or like just go through weird wikipedia like uh string on corkboard style of like oh hitler but like oh who was hitler influenced by let's let's see what this guy's all about oh but he influenced this guy over here pol pot let's see what he did oh man that's fucked up let's see oh his top general performed uh, experimental surgeries on twins and like you get into like actual ser- it's As you, you have to really that. feel good I've, I've about read, yourself we had an encyclopedia like the, like a legit old school world book encyclopedia like whatever 40 volumes mm-hmm. and uh i used to just crack open those things and read about random stuff all the time but I've never done it to Wikipedia like that. I don't know. Really? Why. Yeah. It's much easier. <laughs> you just type it in, you know, uh, you know, most famous serial killers, wiki, most famous uh, evil people in history, wiki. Like it's I don't think that's one, but it should be. I've been reading uh, about weather lately. And as a topic, I think it might be really boring. So I will not be explaining weather to people. Also, I'm not that qualified because I I read it and I get maybe half of it. But weather is so complicated. There is so many factors. I, I feel like, like, how do you even collect the data to guess what the weather's going to do next? It, 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 it involves, like, the land and the sea and the ocean. And, and it, it's all based on, like, 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 two core things, which is, like, hot and three core things. If I could say weather's built on heat expansion, expanding, cold, contracting. It's based on uh, those things kind of being attracted to each other and something called like the Coriolis effect, which means that like the earth spins and it, it causes things in the northern hemisphere mm-hmm. to generally go clockwise and southern clockwise. Anyway, that like those like little things combined with like a million other like every fucking tree in the field and, and whether there's a parking lot there, like and how that impacts the micro and macro weather. 
um, um, I'm at the limits of my understanding of like, like what I can learn. I need to read this book more than once, but I've been it's one of those weather. things where it's so complicated. Like, like I, I guarantee this is the wrong way to think about it. I'm about to say, mm. but I'm like, Oh, you're, you're saying New York's going to be underwater in 2022. You can't tell me what days it's going to snow this winter, asshole. So I don't believe you. Like, there's no way. You can't tell me what days in December it's going to snow. So no way New York is going to be underwater. But I realize while I'm saying that or thinking that, it's like, even I know as I'm thinking that, that is so wildly simplistic for how the weather works. But mm. then it's like, but I don't know enough to dispute it. Like, I don't <laughs> know. So I could see why people fall into a trap of thinking like that. And being like, oh, all this climate change stuff, they can't tell me what temperature it's going to be on Saturday, much less when the Balkans collapse but into the seas. Like, people hate weathermen so much. I, get, I remember the contractor that worked on this house. If you guys remember, I had this contractor who did a whole bunch of work before we moved in, and he sucked. He said it would take him two weeks. It took him over three months. He had all these like cost overruns and, and billing practices that were like dishonest. And, and he, he was terrible, but he, he was talking to me. And this is before our relationship really turned south. And he's like, Weatherman, right? Can you believe them? Who else gets to be that bad at their job and keep it? And I'm thinking, fucking you. You, yeah. <laughs> you are that bad at your job. You said it'd be two weeks. We're two months into this thing. I'm getting like $11,000 surprise bills. How do you get a fucking five-digit surprise bill? And and he's talking about how weathermen don't know what they're doing. I looked up the forecast for what it would be this weekend like three days ago, and it hasn't changed by a single degree. Like, they're still nailing it. They nail it all the time. The, the weather forecast, yeah. it, not that they nail it every time. Like, I, all the time implied that. But, but you don't give them credit when it's 46 degrees out, and they said it was going to be 48 or something. You know, you're not like, hey, they got it right. Yeah. You just only notice it when they're like, you know probably won't snow and then it's a huge amount of snow and they're like oh fucking you know billy dimwit over there on channel <laughs> six saying it won't snow but yeah the yeah, one no, time exactly they the they get it like a you typically i feel like snow is the big one i don't know why it seems like they're pretty accurate with rain and they're pretty accurate with temperature but they can be wildly wrong on whether it snows or how much it snows and uh they just nail weathermen into the cross but i think they're pretty good and i i watch the weather a lot so. Kyle, thoughts on the weather? <laughs> it's a, it's just uh, to catch you up. It's just uh, how how outside changes over time. <laughs> Kyle, <laughs> do you want to call this guy and try to negotiate yeah. for just the code? Oh, he gave away the punchline. Yes, yes, I do. Okay. Um, all right. So, people watching, I'm going to mess with the. Freaking, Kyle and Taylor are going to disappear. I'll bring them back. I'm just trying not to share this guy's phone number. Is that what John Cena does? Like, you can't see me. The, <laughs> that's the thing. Then he goes to like, like six Make-A-Wish kids on the way home. He's a good guy. Yeah. Probably. Um, I think so. Seems like a good guy. He's been on Stern a lot, so he always seemed genuine guy. I'll probably end up sharing this phone number, but what the oh, I'm so hungry. I always do. Let's see. Well. Over halfway through the show, Kyle, so just two more hours. To I didn't eat. eat today. I really haven't eaten uh -oh. much either. I didn't eat anything. Oh, well, it's not a contest. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you're like, oh, well, well, yeah, I'm in the same boat as you. I didn't eat much, and I'm just like, well, I didn't eat anything. <laughs> I don't have a boat. I'm swimming over here hungry. What do you have after this? What's on the mm. agenda, on the docket for Kyle Meal? Hmm. Hello? Hi. Yeah. 
I was calling about the new Call of Duty game. Yeah. Uh, I, I I'd like to get it. Do you do you have a copy? Um. Well, usually we get them two days before the release date, so we'll probably get it like on November second. Okay, I'd like to get it before the release date, though. Could we work something out with that? Uh, yeah. Let me just get your name. My name is Kyle Myers. How do you spell that? K-Y-L-E-M-Y-E-R-S. All right, so usually every year we get it two days early. Last year we were able to get it two days early, so we're not sure we might get it one day before, but usually it's always two days. So... How can we uh, facilitate console? me getting it? Well, we're located near South Central. So I don't know where you're, you're like. Yeah, yeah, I'm right by there. Yeah, I could come down. Or I, I don't know if you'd be willing to mail it to me. Now, I would pay you if you were willing to mail it to me. We could do the transaction that way. But um, but here's the thing, though. I I really don't care about the new Call of Duty. I don't know if you know, but like the thing this year is they're remastering Call of Duty 4. They're bringing it back. And uh, yeah. inside the new Call of Duty case, apparently, is the code that will allow me to play that game. And that's all I really want. So if, if we could do some kind of a deal where you just hook me up with the code, um, you know, maybe I give you 100 bucks and you get me the code two days early. Like, I don't need it physically. You could just give me the code, right? Um, um, I'm not sure about that because the Legacy Edition comes with both discs. Hmm. Yeah, that's the thing. Well, just to be safe, I, I guess I'll take the discs too. But um, is that something that you think we could do? Maybe I give you like a hundred bucks and you give it to me two days early if I come down, or? Um, yeah, we have the Legacy Edition, but it comes with both games. I, I can't sell it separately. Okay, I'll buy both. All right, so I'll just get your name and is this the number I can call you on? Um, let me call you back have, like, in a, a different number. Yeah, let me call you back um, and get you my uh, my house number. I just have moved in here, and I don't know what the apartment's uh, phone number is. I don't I don't like giving out my cell phone number. I'm kind of a big deal. All right, all right, all right I get it. All right, well, uh, good talking to you. What was your name again? Um, Josh. All right, Josh. Um, I'll call you back in just a minute, and uh, from all my right. from another phone. Yeah, I gotta get that phone number. All right. Call you right back. This will be good. All right, sounds good. All right. All right, well, I win, right? Like, like we're done I with that part. I feel like you didn't play <laughs> the right that game. Wasn't so much no, a prank no. As it was to actually get, that was the easiest person we've ever. Oh, he's got it. Like, like he's gonna give me the game two days early. We won. That's not that. That wasn't the game. He he put up an ad saying, "Hey, I'm selling this game two days early," and the goal was to fuck with him and try and get it like at a discount with just well, the. You didn't tell me calling. I guess I guess maybe it was my job to click that link over there. He also maybe. didn't seem concerned about the price because you were like, "How about hundred bucks?" Yeah, you, he's selling it for. Kyle's like, "Hey, I'll give you what you're asking for what you're selling." And it's like that's just, not the joke. You're supposed to. We were gonna negotiate for a thing. I well, figured. Cool I honestly thought that if yeah. he said, "I'll give you a hundred dollars," you give it to me, he'd be like, "Well, it doesn't work like that." You know, because no, I don't it, get it was, until Kyle's this. Like, I thought it was going to be a huge ordeal. But no, this guy's just selling early copies. He's selling Call early Josh, copies everybody. for $100. And Kyle's like, I'll tell you what, I'll take no. half of it for 100 And he's like, oh, well, actually, you can get all of it for 100 And he's like, oh. Yeah. So. Well, there's not much of there. That's just a guy with free copies of Call of Duty. Or uh, selling copies of Call well, of Duty. Well, the That's challenge was to get, like, game. half the game for half the price or something. Well, the like challenge that. would be to call someone who doesn't actually want to give us the game and then to be like, well, hey, maybe you, maybe I could blow you. Or, hey, I just want the, the code. I didn't. 
Well, we we, secu- we secured the game. Apparently, if anyone wants to head on down to South Central LA, talk to Josh. Just ask talk to for Josh. Josh. He's a straight up guy. Just <laughs> scream, Josh! But get I'm one here or two. and wave a hundred dollar bill around in South Central LA. Mm. Um, I, I, that went really well. That was better than a prank for me because I've seen so many of these go badly. Where I really, I sincerely think most of the time we've done these before. I'm like, okay, Kyle's gonna get the game. And then it never happens. Never. It never happens. This guy immediately. Yeah. Yeah, it's fine. This, this works. I'll do yeah, it. That's just a, Probably that's because just he's an individual them. and not, you know, one of the GameStop Ubermensch who cannot allow the game to get out. It's against the rules! You know, <laughs> <laughs> we can't do it, you know? Oh, they, they have a strict hiring well, we could process. Call a, uh, we could call a Walmart or a GameStop, or I guess it'd be a Walmart at this time of night to uh, to attempt that. But I think it really needs to be someone who's like, not on board with selling it, you know, because we call a guy who's just selling it. He's like, sure, if you I'll sell you. Somebody from Walmart, they won't give it to you early. Probably. Exactly. Right. Exactly. Well, with that guy, he had it. The idea was to like get him to sell half of it and be stuck with the other half, hoping for someone who didn't want the remaster. Like that was the the thing. I um, didn't have the script. It was in the Skype chat, but it's in the the Chiz wrote it in the PKA recording chat. Well, I, I knew that that was kind of the, the, the angle we were going in the joke all along because I mentioned that you kind of spoiled it for the audience when you told them that's what we were doing. You but, guys are uh, getting a real meta look at prank calls right now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I just feel like that was the wrong guy to call for, for, the, for, okay. for that particular prank. It's no big right. deal. <laughs> um, find a store. Let's call GameStop and see how this GameStop's going to be closed. I don't think right? Because it's 10 o'clock. Well, I'm just going to on the East Coast, but it's only like 7.15 on the West Coast. That's true. Okay, if we try one of those. Um, What's the closest we've got before with a store? Walmart a store? or... Uh, Walmart or GameStop? Uh, Walmart, probably. But no, Kmart, you did You're going well. nowhere. Oh, yeah, Kmart. Well, I mean, that's a, that's a real sinking ship. They're selling all kinds of stuff out of there. He's like, you want some TVs, too? All well, right. at least Kmart has their flagship store to keep them in business, Sears. Mm, yeah, that's... <laughs> I heard Sears is selling off the Craftsman brand, which really disappointed me. Hopefully, Aww. hopefully it's carried on by somebody worthy. All right, China. This is a GameStop in LA. Do you want to give it a go? Sure, I will. All right, all right. So let's make Kyle and Merka invisible. If you got some ways to go, nothing. Thank you for calling GameStop, where you always save more with trades towards the hottest products. Whether it's upcoming or new releases, or our pre-owned games and accessories, which are the best value in gaming. To check open. current trade values, visit GameStop.com forward slash trade, or <laughs> download the GameStop app for your smartphone or tablet. Press 1 to speak with a GameStop associate in your store. Oh, shit. I did not hear you. Let us try again. 1. One. Thank you for calling GameStop, where you always save more with trades towards the hottest products. Whether it's upcoming or new releases, or our pre-owned games and accessories, which are the best value in gaming. To check current trade values, visit GameStop.com forward slash trade, or download the GameStop app for your smartphone or tablet. Press 1 to speak with a GameStop associate in your store. Speak to I still did not hear you. How Let us try one that? more time. 
No. <laughs> Thank you for calling GameStop, where Stop. you always save more with trades for the hottest one, products, one, whether it's one, upcoming or one. new releases, or our pre-owned games and accessories, which are the best value in gaming. To check current trade values, visit GameStop.com forward slash trade, or download the GameStop app for your smartphone or tablet. Press 1 to speak with a GameStop associate in your store. 1, 1, 2, 1, 1, 1. You have selected two. You know. <laughs> oh, they hung up. <laughs> they hung up. We were too unresponsive for the automated lady. All right. Well, GameStop doesn't really have that. I feel like order. GameStop has implemented a system to stop PKA. Like, like, you know like... what? Walmart hasn't yet. <laughs> <laughs> okay. And certainly Kmart hasn't. Those walls are being torn down by the day. It's just a series of drug dealers and, and uh, maniacs running Kmart, if my understanding is correct. All right. This is Walking Dead. I want to talk about The Walking Dead a little bit later. Started, uh, you, you, you talked about it so much that I, I finally uh, started watching on Netflix, and it really is very good. I picked up after the, uh, I don't know, after the prison. Okay. Yeah. Maybe I'll get back into it if we're going to talk about it now, but I've got like five seasons to catch up on, and I, I can't do... Lucky you! That, that, no, but I, everybody said that the like second and third seasons are terrible. Oh, they are. Right? Mm, second in particular. Can I just read a brief synopsis of them Se and continue? Oh yeah, yeah. You could you, there's YouTube videos that'll like catch you up to like season four or something. I'd recommend that because yeah. I, I think season one is very good, and then season two, seasons two and three are bad. Ha the first half of season four is bad, and then from then on, it's it's pretty damn good. I didn't like the blonde woman. I don't know what her Andrea. name was. Season Andrea. One, but she was, she, got what she, she was had very coming. unpleasant and not helpful. Yeah, I wish she had lived though, honestly, so that the cannibals could have gotten her. Oh, she dies. When does she die? Yeah, she dies in season. Three, uh, maybe, and see, they do these like half, these weird half seasons, like eight episodes at a time. So I, I sometimes I'm not sure exactly. So three or four, um, either late three or early four. I, I was say. very happy when she died. We um, all were. We, yeah. had, we had just been talking shit about her like the week before. Yeah. And then like I don't remember. We used it's to like we on, hated like, the character and we hated the actress that played her. It was like yeah. you know I don't care that you're rich and famous. I wouldn't invite you to my cookout because I just find you really hard to like. Like I just. It, I don't know yeah, her expressions, so the way that she handled herself. Everything about her was just awful. Like the, the oh my god, and she was a bad character too. Like like she was always doing stupid things to like you were you were just like frustrated while looking at her because mm -hmm. she was just bullshit. She was just a b whole bunch of bad writing uh, it, it, it made into a person. It, it was bad writing personified. It was just just hate her. And when she, <laughs> when that she died, the, we cheering. That was only half of it. It was like bad writing, having a character do stupid stuff. But like, like I hated Joffrey, and when he died, I was like, you know what? I tip my hat to the actor who, who yeah. invoked genuine dislike out of me. Uh, yeah. When she died, I... Tip my hat to the writers who ended the the pain of having to See, watch. See, she this wasn't bitch. going for dislike. You're supposed to love Andrea. She when she dies, you're supposed to be like, oh no, mm. oh no, they bit Andrea. You're no, right. you're right. <laughs> but, <laughs> and but, nobody but I, thought that. Yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. There's this there's this real sad scene where they all are teary eyed, looking at her bitten, and and they finally leave her with the gun and walk away all teary eyed, and then they hear the bang as she kills herself. Uh, and, and it's just supposed to be so sad and such a such a hard low of the show. And I'm just like, da 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 Like, just so happy. Because I knew they'd replace her with another attractive woman who could act. Walmart? Yeah. Who who are the worst? Oh, we can do. Yeah. I was gonna, like, as a next thing, you want to talk about the worst TV show characters that, like, you just hate? 
I could I have to think of some, but but yeah, I'm sure there are. Um, I looked up a quick list as like a jumping off point, but we can talk about that after Walmart. Get super nerdy, Bark uh, Lieutenant Barkley from Star Trek: Next Generation. He was always a real bore. They did like four Barkley centric episodes. I hated them all. We're gonna call Walmart now. All right, Eric. Thank you for calling your local Walmart. We appreciate your business and look forward to the opportunity to serve you in our store. Hmm. For pharmacy, press 1. Mm-mm. For electronics, press 2. Mm. For pickup, press Dude. 3. For deli, no. press 4. No, this to isn't speak working. To an associate, press four. 0. To repeat this menu, press star. D- dial a key. I, I, you don't hear it? I've been dialing keys too. I guess I guess Sorry, neither one of us are getting get that. For pharmacy, press one. For electronics, one. press two. Two. For pickup, press three. Two. For deli, press four. Oh my gosh. To speak to an associate, press zero. To repeat this menu, press star. What? Fucking Skype. That's where I'm putting the, the frustration on this one. I'll tell you what, for anyone who's upset about prank phone calls. We'll do some prank phone calls next week when we figure out how to do them correctly. When we figure uh, out how to dial. Yeah, it, it, no, I'm not. No, no, it's, it's nobody's fault. It's literally Skype. Apparently, doesn't it, that used to work? We used to be able to dial numbers and talk. Something is getting in the way of that. Yeah, the viewers are figure seeing out what it, and they're hearing it. They're hearing us yeah. press the numbers and they're seeing it on their screen. Um, they're hearing us say the numbers. We've done we're it for five years. Option. Yeah, I, Chucks. See, now that first call looks pretty good, doesn't it? Because mm. someone picked up, there was a conversation, <laughs> everybody got along, and we got the product. You know, so the, a week yeah. from now, the, the product will be out. We'll have a different. <laughs> no, no, but a week, a week from now, we'll call somebody and we'll ask them for like call the the call of duty ahead of this one or something. We, if we want to do some, pr- Chiz likes prank phone calls. I like doing them. It's really just a matter of like. You know, is the audience... Here, here's what I should have started with. Audience out there, do you enjoy prank phone calls? Would you like us to do more prank phone calls? There's really two ways of, of doing them. We can do them like this, which, as you've seen, can be littered and fraught with these little hiccups of tech issues and just Walmart not wanting to answer the phone and some junior employee just getting high in the back or something and not being near the telephone. Um, I think we usually fill that in with, you know, us joking around, and that's entertaining. Let us know if that's the mm-hmm. case. Um, or I could record these things privately and then upload a video and then we could play that video but that's just so little fun for me i've sat around for hours before like trying to do that for you guys and it's miserable for me because i need an audience to entertain i need people otherwise you don't have a real gauge of what's funny like you know what's really funny to you because it's just me by myself calling up this lady at a rock quarry trying to get her to donate money to this like 5k run for cloppers i have an idea (laughs) (laughs) how about we do PKN. Just throwing this out there, it's not a promise, but we could do PKN live and put prank phone calls in it. If we can find a way to do that and make it fair for the patrons, of course, uh, I would I would love to do that. If we could if we could do that, yes. Yeah. All right. Yep. Um, so bad TV show characters, did you guys want to talk about that at all? I was trying to That think and AMA questions on my list of things to cover. So Someone wanted to know about Kitty. So uh, Kitty has been working with me for like five or six years or something. Um, uh, her husband is in the Navy. Um, I, don't, I, I don't know how much about her personal life she would want me to discuss, but her, her husband's in the Navy. The Royal Austin. Fleet? 
the Royal Fleet, no, the United States Navy, the best oh. Navy in the world. Um, so she's uh, he's oftentimes literally like under an ice shelf and some kind of an attack submarine listening for the Ruskies. Um, he's a, like a, a literally that's what he does. Wow. And so um, because of that and because she's got some health issues, it doesn't make sense for her to live alone. She can't drive. Um, and so we uh, we we have a house that we we share together. And uh, I think she's she's leaving and uh, in the somewhat near future. We uh, she was going to move earlier. We had a small hiccup with that. Uh, that I don't want to talk about, but but uh, it's not a big deal. She's going to be leaving fairly soon, and uh, and moving somewhere else with someone else. It's going to not too far away. She's not going very far. She wants to be somewhere with public transportation. But getting back to the original question, the reason that she does live with me and we live together in our relationship is a uh, a working relationship where she manages all of my affairs and handle, handles everything from advertising to getting me through the tax season every year somehow. Um, so Kitty is a one uh, stop do all kind of. Um, I, I think maybe I insulted her at one point by calling her an assistant, and that doesn't even come close. Kitty is amazing at what she does, incredibly hardworking, uh, brilliant, and innovative. And, uh, and it's because of uh, Kitty's hard work over the years that I've uh, prospered so. So that's what Kitty does. Yeah, the question was, who is Kitty? Explain Kitty and why do you live in the same house. And I covered it. Yeah, yeah that was, that, that got it. Yeah. I get this question a lot, and I hate it, but I guess I'll answer it in some feeble attempt to get it less often in the future. Hey, Woody, now that you're out of Woodycraft, what's next? Are you going to be semi-sort of retired and live off vlogs and PKA? I haven't the slightest idea how much you make. Uh, or do you have an, another project in the pipeline? Um, shit. It almost feels to me like because I've achieved some level of success that like I have to keep achieving that level of success. Or I'm yeah, you don't like, want to drop off. like I'm a loser or something. And I look at it as slightly differently. It's like I've achieved some level of success. I won. Congratulations. Like now I own my time. I am. Um, I'm worth. The, I don't know how to. I'm worth a couple million. And uh, you know, at, at the return rates that you'd expect over time, I'm you know sort of semi-retired. And uh, and I like that a lot. Um, I do have other ideas for businesses that I could start, mostly passive income type things. And um, uh, that's like slowly brewing. I could probably work harder at it, but, uh, but I won't give it away. And, um, uh, but yeah, mostly I'm just kind of, I guess, in between jobs. And uh, I keep super busy. I wake up every day with a new thing to do. But I really like that I get to pick that thing. I, I feel like I live a life of choose to instead of have to. And... I'm enjoying that for a change of pace. That's what everybody The life wants. of the Nightwing right there, my friends. That is the life of the Nightwing. <laughs> Nightwing? I'm going to... Yeah, that's, that, that's the superhero that he will be in the post-apocalyptic days when he like, is able to fly in on, and, and like, do roof insertions and stuff. He will be the Nightwing. There it is. Yeah, so, and I, I feel like everyone's trying to be like, oh, no, you got to start Woodycraft again. It's like, oh, do you remember that? I worked like 19 hours a day. It was terrible. Uh, like, I don't know. There was just... I mean, it was profitable, and that was really neat. I enjoyed that part of it. But, um, man, you know, you talk about living a life of have to, like just children threatening my children and stuff, like all the time. Like, you might want to take a break from that, too, if that was, you know, where you're coming from. So. Yeah, makes sense. I was curious about that, too. Well, that's great that you're pretty much able, because that's what everybody's working towards, really, is 
Because when you're retired, you don't want to just sit there and do nothing. Like you hear all the time from old people, if you ask them like, you know, oh, why are you doing Uber now? And they're like, well, I'm 71 and I was bored as shit for a decade before this <laughs> came around. I had nothing to do. And it's like, oh, well, OK, like I, I can see that. Like, but you have an even better where you're more well off. And so it's more just like I choose to fly around the peasants. I choose <laughs> to buy llamas to cut my yard. You'll just be some eccentric guy. With all Dude, get a llama. Get llamas. <laughs> I, 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 no, don't get a llama. The Just get goats. Get goats. You can kill the goats when they're when they're big and fat. Eat them. Uh, goats, the most common are... meat eaten in this world. Did you know that? I'm almost. Po That's probably true. Man. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. That could be true. <laughs> it's because of the Middle East. It's the yeah, most I, popular I, sex toy too. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> One billion Muslims can't be wrong. <laughs> Second place, Hitachi Magic Wand. Um, yeah, yeah, I don't, I, that's what I do. I do. Today we went and we Gentlemen, went. do you think the Venus for men is powerful? Ha! Have you had Carl the goat? <laughs> Meh. Have you had real goat <laughs> Yeah, but when I read that question, when people are like, what are you doing now? What are you doing now? I, I, in my head, it wraps up to be some sort of big, like... I don't know. What's your next adventure? If your next adventure doesn't top your previous one, then I'll be disappointed in your outcome. Like, like, um, shit. No, you're, you're Bilbo Baggins after the adventure. You know, there and back. <laughs> At least after the first there. one. You've been there and now you're going back. But you're going back richer, more experienced, fuller, <laughs> confident that you can start your Hobbiton garden. Grow everything you want and just have a happy life. Rick Moranis mm -hmm. played um, Honey, I Shrunk the Kids, right? And Honey, I Blew Up the Kids and stuff like that. And then if I have the story right, his wife died. And so he just sort of like stopped working in Hollywood. He had what he needed. And he raised the kids, right? Honey, I Raised the Kids. I feel like no one looks at him and is like, oh, my God, your career is so dead now. Like, you suck at acting because he hasn't – I don't know that he's been in anything recently. Um, no, he has not acted – in, in all that time. Yeah. yeah. And I feel like, no, he won. He won. That's what you want to do. Why would you want to work the whole time? Like, Yeah, he was like, oh, I have all the money I need, and my wife passed away, and I don't need to hire a nanny. Of course. Of course I'm going to raise my kids. Like, that. Like yeah. he really, he, he, that's winning. I feel bad for Patton Oswalt. I, uh, that, that really sucks, you know, such a such a likable guy uh, to see his wife die that early. That, that, that yeah. really sucks. Oh, I forgot about that. That was only a few I like ago. him a lot. Yeah, I like him a lot. He seems like such a genuinely mm -hmm. good guy, and, um, and and he's so, like, quick. And I like that – so, like, you can get nerdy about uh, game, um, Lord of the Rings sometimes, and, but, but he can, like, hit five genres at once. Uh, if you ever want to see some really funny Patton Oswalt ad lib, um, it's yeah, you know it. Parks I'm sure Rec. it's Parks and Parks. Recreation. Uh, there's a part where the filibuster is required, and he filibusters by describing this like I don't know if it was going to be the next it, Avengers movie. It was like an Avengers Star Wars like blend, uh, and like th there's all kinds of multiple universes, and Thanos's glove is influencing all kinds of stuff, and he's just rambling really fast, like 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 tr getting all this out. And meanwhile, like uh, Leslie Snope or whatever. What's her name? Leslie Leslie Snope. Nope. Yeah, it, it, all of them are like are like trying to interrupt him and stop him. He's like, no, 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 no. <laughs> the the octopus will have will have laser eyes and <laughs> out comes Chewbacca. Yes, robot Chewbacca with with octopus tentacles will emerge and save. And he's just going on this crazy rant about this alternate universe movie he wants to see. And uh, it's very funny. I liked it a lot. I like that. It is funny. a lot. His, yeah, his comedy, his stand up's good. 
his um, him on a talk show is good. Just 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 Patton Oswalt is good. You know what I mean? Like like a conversation with him is, is you never he's, he, uh, he's quick and he'll he'll throw a thing in there and 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 I, I really I think enjoy I him. very entertaining to guy. Every episode of him on Opie and Anthony from years ago, mm-hmm. and that was still a show when he was on there. One of my favorite guests because he's just hilarious. Like you said, just so quick witted. That does suck. His, his and his, he has a very young daughter too. Cancer? Really? I saw a tweet on the Donald. It was so savage. Did you guys see it? No. What did it do? Uh, about <laughs> Pat Oswald? He said Oswald? something to the effect of like, "You guys are lying about Hillary Clinton being uh, sick," and it wasn't Trump or anyone <laughs> I official. Saw it. Yeah, yeah, I saw that. Burn. But it was a, a Trump enthusiast, just a random dude who was like, "Maybe if you knew how to recognize a sick woman, your wife would still be alive." <laughs> 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 oh, that's a burn! That is a, that is a mean. That is a skank hunt forty two level troll. That is out to hurt. Not for the gigs. Oh my gosh! Not for nothing. Just and, and, the, and then it made a run on Reddit, and it is just like, oh my god, it's so wrong. But Ooh, that's a burn. Burn. Wow. Yeah, that's that is that's a mean spirited thing to say to someone. Uh, come on now, you're gonna jump in there and start 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 making yourself political even though you're a stand-up comic you better be ready for someone to make a joke that's in poor taste because that's his thing anyway that's you, true i mean like you have to expect the worst from the internet and it was a joke it's a funny joke right like it's not like the guy was like your wife's dead and she's never coming back enjoy raising your four-year-old daughter to be a whore that's not what he said he said He's a <laughs> why aren't you talking yeah about if he had said game? that Politics, <laughs> anyway, Patton Oswald. Are, are are you are, are you some sort of uh, noted uh, expert? No. So fuck you. If you if you could recognize a sick woman, your wife would still be here. It's funny. It's a good burn. All right. Hey. What is the I'm progress on Hot Wings of Redemption hot sauce? So that's oh, can. Meant, it's scrapped, I said, right? I said that weeks ago. Yeah, I said that weeks ago. Whenever um some it got whenever it got back to us that he was going on, I honestly don't know what a Discord is, mm-hmm. but I I, I think. That it's a big um, audio, like a chat. Um, like chat uh, I think it's like Skype with no video. Okay, um, but but I heard like that he was going on 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 uh, on there where like there's PKA fans or something, and like just telling all kinds of random lies. So I said, "Fuck him forever." Um, you know, just he's just too much of a toxic person to be around. Like this is, I literally drive to the guy's is house. That what and I'm like, killed hey. it though? It seemed like yeah. it wasn't marching along before that I had either. It. I, I had I had it here. Like it was just a matter of um, doing the labels. And and getting them like it was a matter of doing it, mm-hmm. but it was here. It, the hot mm. sauce was here. It's all been sent back now. It was like eight hundred and fifty dollars worth of hot sauce. Mm. So I did not <laughs> like that at all. I did not. I thought at one point I was like, maybe Taylor's terrific hot sauce, and it was like, no, nah, no, nah. Kyle's no. killer cayenne. No, KKK will not sell hot sauce. <laughs> no. So I uh, I eventually like called them back and I was like look we we decided not to do this thing uh, and they were excited about it because I had sent them the pictures already of him looking just well you, you, we all saw the pictures and they, they thought it was hilarious um, but but no the whole thing was like a fun thing to do with the fans and to make him a little bit of money it wasn't because... gonna make a lot of money like no. I I think it was gonna <laughs> make like I don't know two hundred dollars split several yeah. ways and yeah. Yeah, it wasn't a winner. It was it was me working and doing a thing that I just thought would be nice and fun to do. And then he goes and like does all that and says just just blatant lies, uh, especially about Woody. Uh, you know, just just shit that yeah. he has no to. It'd be like it's it's like when we, it would be like if I said for a fact that that Donald Trump did a thing. I don't fucking know what he's done. And and likewise, Wings has no fucking idea what we do because we're in zero contact with him. 
Um, last time I saw Wings was when I drove all the way to his house and took those pictures for him and paid for everything and then promised him to get him his money as soon as we sold the stuff and said, no, 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 forget that little percentage you asked for. I'm going to give you more money. I'm going to give you a flat cash for this thing so you feel like you're getting your money's worth. And then, of course, he goes and lies about us again behind our back, talking shit where he shouldn't be. So fuck him. He's just a bad person. You make enough bad decisions, you're a bad person, whether you like it or not. Bad people don't like themselves. They don't say, ha I'm a bad person. I like it. Bad, per bad people realize they're bad people, and they don't like it either. So just because he's like, yeah, I make mistakes sometimes, doesn't make him a good person. It, it just makes him a self-aware bad person. So wow. I got to deal with that. Anymore. I didn't know we were going to go in that hard on him. But yeah, he did say something. Especially, I, I, I get, he said that I was getting a divorce, which is totally untrue. And not, oh, this like, is that. It's not born out of anything. Okay. Like I haven't. One, it's, one is just not true. Two, I haven't been talking to Wings, so it was completely like made up and out of thin air. And I happen to know there's an ironclad prenup there, and Jackie would be in big trouble if she had <laughs> That's not even true. <laughs> true. But, no. um... Uh, See, that's an example of me fucking making up a lie about you. Now, imagine I wouldn't said that. Imagine that Kyle is on some, like, on Twitter or on some Discord or whatever the fuck, saying, yeah, Woody has this prenup. Jackie's been wanting to leave for years. She can't. She can't go anywhere. She'd be destitute. Like, like yeah. that's me making up some bullshit about your personal life. And that's and the level of stuff he was saying. And I talked to him about it, and he was like, man, you know, I talked for so long, and that's the thing they took away. And it was just like, what, like I don't know, like, why he would go on the PKA Discord and, like, talk about the hosts and say stuff. Um, for attention. He wants attention, and I guess we're giving it to him. But I'm fine to do a – I wouldn't have you – know, you notice I haven't said anything about it. I, I, I answered because you, sir, are a fine patron. You paid your money, and you <laughs> answer just like the rest if you'd like to join that man what is it what does it cost to get your question answered i think it's the ten dollar level that they $10? can dollars that's all <laughs> and you also get early you get uh you, you get updates from chip uh as he's at, i think chip he he's 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 actually changing his name to chip he said mm -hmm. that he prefers it uh he said it makes more sense he's, he's like there are no chizzes out there i can't yeah. get i can't get one of those little keychains with the placard on it that says chiz shot glasses no. yeah that's there's all sorts of complications though. Chip's uh, coming back. It's like the new Chris. Chip, Speaking of hate, Chip, I'm sorry. Chiz hates the name Chip. Hates it real, so much. Real quick though, because and, like on this, like it's um, kind of funny. On this back end of like the creep of like the, uh, um, like shit talk about you, Woody. I had I completely forgot about this, and I, I uh, messaged Kyle at the time. I think about it. It was like after we'd finished a PKA, real soon after, I got a message on Skype, and it just had your logo, said Woody's gamer tag. And I was like, oh, okay, I guess Woody pinged me and wanted to say something. And, and it was like, uh, just said like, hey, do you want to, uh, are, are you there? Can we talk? And I was like, oh, yeah, what's up, man? Like, and uh, you tried to, he, the, the, whoever it was tried to call me. I tried to answer it. Nothing happened. I'm like, that's weird. And then I, he just wrote like, uh, oh, I can't talk. I'll just uh, try and get with you later. And I'm like, no, dude, like. Because in my head, I'm like, we just finished PKA. Why would you message me again saying we got to talk and then say, no, fuck it. I was like, no, it's not Oh, he up. didn't want to do and, voice. I, I'm just catching on. Yep. And then I got a message. It was like, uh, man, me and – and it was at this time after I wrote back that that I saw add to contacts. And I'm like, this is not Woody. <laughs> I have been taken by a master ruseman for a little for – for a trip. And so I just – like he messaged back like, me and Jackie are really struggling, you know. And I – like at that point, I I messaged Kyle. I'm like, hey, do you know uh why someone pretending to be Woody would message me about him and his 
wife's relationship problems? Like, what the fuck? And you were like, just keep talking to him and see where this goes. And I was like, no, no, this is just, I'm blocking this person. This is weird. Uh, yeah. Like, if I if I got online and pretended to be someone else to talk to one of those person's friends to convince them that that person was having personal problems, that's yeah. that's a genuinely mean thing to do. Like, that's, yeah. that's very, that's no, spirited. Jackie and I are great. Like, that's, that's, I don't know. My marriage is one of the things that I've got going that, that I was really good. So, uh, yeah, and, and I, I don't remember the other things that Wing said, but there are a couple things. He talked about my net worth, and, uh, like, I don't I'm know. I'm not insinuating, like, by the way, that that was Wing's. I don't think was that was. It was far too oh. low. Was not- <laughs> I forget if it was high or low. It wasn't far it was off. Low. Was it low? But um, It was low. Um, I just felt like it wasn't his place to talk about it. That that should be no, just exactly. my place, you know? I, I don't it, – it, And people think repeat- that – when it comes from Wings of Redemption, it has a certain like authority behind it, right? Like he has yeah. an inside scoop. Can I jump in on that regard? Mm-hmm. You fans out there are closer to Woody and I and and Taylor, I suppose, for that matter, than than, than Wings is ever going to be again. Like you guys, especially who are patrons, who are who are who are doing the uh, the weekly chats with us. Um, how I'm spacing your names, but like we hang out with the same like six or eight fans every week in like mm-hmm. a, a a video conference. I'm much closer to them. They know much more about my personal life and my doings, literally, because when they ask like personal questions, I feel comfortable sharing them because we're in an audience of eight. So like they actually know like what we've got going on in our personal lives and like what we're working on and stuff like that. Wings has no fucking idea about anything. Wing doesn't know what's going on in his own little world over there, which is where he should focus his uh, yeah, attention. I don't want to go all scorched earth on him or anything. I'm not going scorched earth. I, it's well, just every, I the second half of true. that was, the guy, but he made some real emotional withdrawals when he started going on Discord and talking shit about me because there was, like, it, it wasn't preempted by anything. Like, I, it just, it out of the blue, suddenly he's doing this, and I'm like, what is this all about? So, all right. Anyway. This seems like a great time to tell everyone a little bit about Movement Watches. The past few months, we've been working a lot with Movement Watches. We love them. You guys love them, so I ask myself, why do I only have one? You see, Movement offers different color bands, faces, and different styles for each of their watches. These watches start at just, uh, start at just $95. So do some quick math. You could have a couple of Movement Watches, and it would still be a better deal than having just one of those department store watches. You can get a blue and a white one, maybe Sandstone, Sandstone is your thing. Whatever your style, Movement has watches and bands to match for every outfit in your arsenal. There's no hassles. Just order online with free shipping, free returns, and a 24-month warranty. So join their more than 1 million social media followers and get a Movement Watch today. That's mvmtwatches.com slash pka today. Uh, they'll give you 15% off your entire purchase. That's mvmtwatches.com slash pka. And uh, let me sneak in CISO here while we're at it. Um, yeah, just want to make sure I didn't. I re- There's a part on all of our ads for the audience's sake that says, "Do not say this," and I, and that was at the top of my page, and I was about to open with like the "do nots" in order. CISO <laughs> <laughs> is the place for comedy. Uh, they won't tell you how amazing they are, but we will. CISO is amazing. It's comedy for comedy nerds by comedy nerds. CISO, spelled S-E-E-S-O, is the new ad-free streaming service bringing you hilarious original series, hand-picked classics, and weeks of stand-up specials. Uh, And more. Bingeable comedy anytime, anywhere. CISO. Every single SNL ever. Every single episode of Saturday Night Live ever. That's How long has it been on? Like 30 years? Something like that? Including new episodes. Uh, The Day After They Air, The Tonight Show starring Jimmy Fallon, and Late Show with Seth Meyers, The Day After They Air. And they even have classics like 30 Rock, Parks and Rec, and Saved by the Bell. 
Uh, even British comedies, um, like the original Office with Ricky Gervais, uh, the entire Monty Python catalog, which I've been watching a lot of. I watch the movies, too, the Monty Python movies, and not just the show. Um, the It Crowd, or the IT Crowd, the uh, and uh, Steve Coogan. Steve Coogan as Alan Partridge. <laughs> I'm not, not familiar with that. I don't know what that is. Um, critically acclaimed originals and exclusive content like Harmon Quest and uh, uh, Funny as Hell. I'm not, fun I'm not familiar with uh, Funny as Hell, but Harmon Quest is that Dan Harmon uh, animated thing. He's the guy who makes Rick and Morty. So if you're uh, serious about comedy, you have to go try CISO. Stream it anytime, anywhere, on virtually any device. CISO is ad-free at just $4 per month, $3.99 per month. That's less than you paid for that latte or that artesian uh, cold, cold-brewed coffee you're holding right now. Uh, and right now, our listeners can try CISO free for two months, not just one, when you use promo code PKA at checkout. Just go to SEESO.com right now to sign up for two months for free with promo code PKA at checkout. That's CISO.com, promo code PKA. If you don't use our code, you only get one month for free. So make sure you use promo code PKA and get your two months for free at CISO.com. Two free months is pretty legit. Like They, they won't be buying a month till next year, pretty much. Yeah, that's quite a bit. That's... No payments until 2017. <laughs> <laughs> that might be inaccurate. Don't don't make us do it. Make good because <laughs> we got something wrong. Actual CISO well, experience may vary. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Perfect. No, it's definitely two free months. It's the 27th right now. Yeah, it's, it's just go. a matter of like when you purchase and if it's actually going to be 2017 before like a bill. Right. Like, does this thing come this out on the, the past, 30th? You will not. For those time travelers out there, you are SOL. But but they could get a bill on like December twenty seventh, right? Like so sure. So virtually next year, that's all I'm saying. Yeah, pretty close, I'd say. Um, It'll be your last bill of the year. So Chinese. But yeah, and movement watches are pretty cool too. When you get them, they're heavy, they're nice, people take pictures of them, they put it on the subreddit. It's uh yeah, they're they're good. So check out CISO and Movement Watches. Links in the description. Or as the Vlog Brothers call it, the doodly doo. And yeah. Nobody should call it that. They do. do. <laughs> they do, yeah. I, I like it. Oh, I know. I, I, I hear you what guys. This is getting hot. Thanks, Flanders. I love your YouTube channel. <laughs> I love the Vlogbrothers channel. Don't I will not accept I will not accept uh, this. These people the make the earth a better place. I they are they are person people that we should all aspire to be. I, I think so highly of the Vlogbrothers. Uh, their, their Crash Course channel and their Vlogbrothers channels are inspirational to me. They're one of the reasons I got back into vlogging. And uh, I think they do an incredibly job. And incredibly job, yeah. An incredible job. So This episode also sponsored by the Vlogbrothers. No, no. I'm just Check a fanboy. I'm just a fan. I, you know, out in the doodly-doo. The, in the doodly-doo. They, um, they have good hearts. And I, and I like that about them. And, uh, you know, obviously they, they run a business and a, whatever, but they've somehow managed to combine a profit motive with, like, improving the planet. And yeah, I think right. that's pretty neat. Free. I'm, I'm sure they're good at, at vlogging. Uh, I don't really know what – I know they're, like, a more educational channel, right? Education, inspiration, life experience. I like it when they talk about themselves a lot. Uh, oftentimes they'll, like, you know – explain some problem in the world right now you know like they like take it's hard to follow the news like hey what is this syrian refugee thing everything i get is so biased and they lay it out there pretty well but i like it i really like it when they talk about themselves and be like ah oh, here's a personal failure success that i've had and, and share that with me um they do eh, they do good stuff so uh taylor let me see there was a question good ama for me i do oh, oh eh, no 
I wanted to pick a no, different one. Eh, no, 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 no good ones for Taylor. The one, I have, the one I have highlighted is not the one I wanted to do next. It was about a PKA adventure. Oh, here it is. When will you guys schedule your next PKA trip? I would really like paintball, but more Northeast America. Upstate New York, please. I have been thirsting for a PKA trip recently. And so part of it is just doing something. But I, I watched a Casey Neistat video, and uh, his mom told him when he was young that like don't waste your money on travel and trips uh you know because because that just goes away a week later it's gone you know buy things and you can accumulate it and, and it's more of a like a long-term investment um and he was like mom i i think you've got that backwards and he put together this trip like video of a trip he took and he climbed like the tallest mountain with his friends in africa like on a lark by the way Incredible athlete. Like, who, dude, if you asked me to, like, hey, Woody, you know what? Let's all get together. Like, no planning, no nothing. Let's just climb, like, Mount Kilimanjaro or something. And that might literally be the mountain. I'd be like, dude, I'm obviously going to die on this trip. You know, like, I can't climb Mount yeah, Kilimanjaro. At the very least, you'll be so tired that you'll be, like, manufacturing excuses. Where it's like, oh, I gotta, you know, tie my boot again. That's the third time this hour. Even yeah, I know, I'm fucking exhausted. In his 30s, like, he routinely is like, oh, 10 miles at a seven-minute pace each mile. Like, really? I got one seven-minute mile. I don't really have a seven-minute mile. He ran me. 10 miles in an hour and 10 minutes? This or is, an hour like, and seven normal minutes, for whatever him. Whatever it is. A seven-minute pace. So what it, Yeah, that's what it would be. And, uh, and it just, like... It's insane. Or he'll be like, oh, seven minutes, 15 seconds. I hate these new shoes. My feet hurt so much. It's like, are you crazy? That's fast. When I was 17, I ran like a 620-something mm-hmm. mile. And even at like 17 at that gym, <coughs> I was like, this is the best it's ever going mm-hmm. to be. Mm-hmm. Because the only reason you're doing this right now is because you get graded on it. And you hate it every step of the way. There was like, I, I hate running so much. It like... Like, I'm angry at the fact that I'm doing it when I'm doing it. Or I'm like, this is bullshit. Every step is just another exercise and frustration and aggravation. Just, ah. Oh, I wish horrible. I loved running. I wish. I, and people talk about the runner's high. And I can picture the way Casey runs. Just floating across the ground effortlessly with efficiency and joy. And, and, and like, a, a proud feeling of about himself. That is not how I run. You, I, you know what's a better high than the runner's high? It's all the other highs that you get without <laughs> having to run. I, I run like There's Casey would if you gave him a 100-pound backpack, just thudding each step, <laughs> like <laughs> awfulness. So anyway, uh, back, to, back to the thing. He was talking about this trip and how it shaped him. And he's like, Mom, I think you got it backwards. Like it, part of who I am was guided by this trip. This guy that I barely knew before this trip, he and I are now brothers for life from this experience that they've gone through. And now I'm not suggesting we, we climb Mount Kilimanjaro, but I am suggesting we do a thing. Let's go hike some Appalachian Trail. What if I come back to? <laughs> let's go, like, let, let's, let's, like, get a wrecked We're car, fix the, it, and make a, a trip out of it. Like, let's, let's have an adventure. Let's buy some motorcycles and take them to Canada. I don't know. I, I, I think... Like, I saw a motorcycle for $1,500. It was like a 1968 Honda Cafe racer. And I'm like, I should be buying this and taking it to, like, San Diego. I I know a gentleman who offered to sell me his motorcycle the other day for $2,000. And his friend was there who knows something about motorcycles. And while the seller walked away, he was like, look, you said you didn't really want a bike, but that exhaust alone was $900. 
and he's put those lights on there and these tires and this. It's like this thing has fifteen hundred dollars worth of upgrades here and here. You know, this this bike's worth four grand. So I was so close to buying. It just seemed like you know, like you know I what it was the model year and model make. I want to say it was. So what they told me was that heart that that I don't remember which company it was. I think it was a it was a Honda maybe. Mm -hmm. But they said that that they were sued over how much like a Harley it looked like or something because of that model. And I just don't know anything about bikes at all. Yeah, really, I'm not um, sure. But it, but but it looked nice. It, it looked, I, in my opinion, it looked a little bit too low for me. But yeah, I, I, a motorcycle trip would be cool. So, so what you're saying is you'd like to do a thing. Yeah, I want to add an adventure, and, and I, I think it might be neat if. In my dreams, we do something that's kind of hardish. It could be a five-day hike, a five-day sail. Nice, Kyle. You're in your adventure mode. It could be a five-day hike, a five-day sail, a five-day like challenge of some sort. I'm just inventing all this. And at the end of it, that's when the meetup is. That's when like we're going to a restaurant with fans or, or who knows what. And, and and we emerge from our, our like period of discomfort and they greet us with sugary drinks. That would be cool. It'd be a thing to do. I want to do. We should a thing. do like a five-day trip somewhere where it's uh, very pleasant, like a <laughs> like a five-day vacation. Ooh. And we we just complain about the and minor we things fight that we our don't way like through the all-inclusive resort. <laughs> right? Can you believe the salt shakers were halfway full? <laughs> that margarita did not have kosher salt on the rim. I'm going to tell you that right fucking oh, now. If, if you guys can take this hot dog, you would know this is not 100% beef. Not even no good chance. There's turkey this in there. Is this kosher. is bullshit. <laughs> we're suffering more than you know. Yeah. <laughs> yeah um, I, yeah, you know, the fans should, should, you know, when we got like a hundred thousand creative minds, like maybe they could come up with something. You'd be surprised, though. You guys usually come up with nothing. If I'm being quite honest, um, <laughs> you think you would think that if you had a, if you like put a hundred thousand people together and aggregated their thoughts and and like intelligences into one ball of something, you'd get a good idea here and there. No, no, not with this, not with this, not with this sample group. No, sir. Just cruelty and malice. That's all we can farm from you, Jim. <laughs> That's true. They do that. They're like, I, so there was a popular, like, this guy had an idea that everybody loved on the survival trip. He's like, let's take somebody who's really, really annoying, someone that no one likes or can tolerate and just ruins, like, the environment for everyone around them and add him to the trip. And I'm like, yeah. oh, my God, I'm already, like, hungry and thirsty and tired. Well, we did it. We invited Chiz anyway. Oh, stop. It just wasn't hard to get along with. <laughs> you keep those cigarettes in his between his two fingers, and he's a happy guy. <laughs> um, I don't know. We'll, we'll think of something. I, here's some things on the top of my head that, that I'm interested in. I like driving and driving things that go fast. Um, I would like to drive. Um, a, a car, like a rally car, like on some curvy road or in a desert, dune buggies in the desert. I like jumping things in other things. Uh, I like things that have roll cages so that I can go hardcore and just wreck and have fun with the wreck. Um, I, I don't, I, um, I would do any kind of an aircraft related thing. Um, I don't want to get in the water physically. Let's get you paramotoring. Mm, see, see, I, I. You said you any kind of aircraft-related thing. We all heard it. We can play back the tape. Yes, we can. <laughs> I mean, I was. I Anything told you from, that. from the outset of the paramotoring thing. I, like, I was into it and interested in That's it. And right, I said that did. I, I was like, I'll get one as long as it doesn't cost like, 
you know, more than four or five thousand um, dollars. But it turned out it was more expensive than that. Not quite a hobby as much as it had to be a passion to get it done correctly. You know, because it's it's dangerous. So I, I let you lead the way on that one. I think I'll retire from any uh, any thoughts of paramotoring myself. But I would get in a stunt plane and do a thing. I would um, any kind of a fast boat or anything I like that. Any what kind it of a would cost. Plane. To get a lot of jumps in and get some sort of like jump certification to the point where we were like intermediate skydivers. Oh, that's Richard Ryan. Um, uh, yeah. He's put on. He, we go to Tennessee and we could do our jump certification in a week. Hmm. It, it would take. You could you could you could do a dozen jumps a day or more. Like like like, you go up, you would land, you pack your chute, and go right back up again. I think he I might do not no. particularly want to go skydiving. That, no. No. Come on, man, get vertical. That seems really fuck. Like I, I don't like heights already, and knowing that like I'd be in the sky and it's like there's nothing to grab. Like <laughs> I, I would have a panic attack. I don't want to do that. That seems scary. That panic attack thing, like I, I don't know if panic attack is. And I've talked about this before with the para. I, I spell PK with our bodies in the sky. I've yeah. never had yeah. an experience before paramotoring <laughs> where fear made me stupid, and it did. You know, like like I, I forgot things that I had to know. I don't think it would happen to me in skydiving because of the paramotoring bag. Like I've, I've been in the sky before now, but uh, it's it's on my mind. Like, yeah, there's a real chance that Woody would just get dumb and like, I don't know. I, I was nervous paramotoring. You're going to be tandem the first time anyway. That's you don't true. Have to yeah, yeah. Yeah, you know. But that's what that's the that's what the adventure would be. You know, it's easy to like pump these things up and be like, "Oh shit, when we get there, we're actually going to be just strapped to some dude's belly." Um, but that's what would happen. Mm-hmm. We'd we'd be strapped to some dude's belly and we'd get we'd fall out of the air and then land with a parachute. I'll do it. I don't want to. I but am afraid a, of it. That's a first jump. The idea is to get like like do the rit- certified. You yeah, you're about. talking about yeah. get jump certified. And, and I guess the to, I think to get jump certified doesn't take that long at all. Like we could definitely do that in a week or maybe even a weekend. But um, he was talking to me about getting certified for wingsuiting once, mm-hmm. and he was saying that he, he's, like, he's like, we could do it in a couple weeks, you know? He's just, you know, you just go up, go down, go up and down, up and down, like all day, uh, every day. And I don't remember the cost. It's going to be in the thousands, but it's not going to be more than one or two, I don't think. Mm. But maybe I'm wrong. Uh, I would do it. I don't want to. That's not the top of my list because I am afraid of it. Uh, it would scare me. Uh, I would be uncomfortable, but I would do it. Um, and uh, I want to yeah, be uncomfortable. That's, that's the point, you know. Like if if I just laid in a beach chair on the sand for a week, then I wouldn't have done anything. I wouldn't have created you ever been, a memory. You ever been flogged with a with a baseball bat? Because I could I could give you a little discomfort if it'll keep me out of the air. I mean, we could rough you up if you just want to be uncomfortable. We could find a a, a lumpy mattress. <laughs> no, anything but that. <laughs> that's what. I, <laughs> I stayed at Kyle's place once, and he just was terrible. Was it, or were you on the couch? It was an air mattress that wasn't oh. proper, like the bladder wasn't where it went, and and it literally it was like deflated on half and inflated in the other, and uh, yeah. Yeah, there's a nice bed now. It was a, a It was a bad weekend all around, so I just didn't I complain. I had to buy a bed whenever wings came. We we bought a a, a queen bed to to lay his. Now on. I see where I rank. Woody gets a broken air mattress. Wings of Redemption gets a real a real bed and a bathroom remodel. Well, to be fair, <laughs> well, that's true. It, Woody, it's a lumpy mattress, and they made a special bathroom just for wings. <laughs> yeah, but you make it. He got a special bathroom the, the same way like elephants get a special shower. Okay, like. 
He didn't get some fancy thing. He just got something that could accommodate him. That's all. And the reason he got his own bed is because he tried to sleep on the futon and it immediately exploded. He immediately broke my $300 futon. I didn't say a word. I just threw it in the dumpster and didn't make him feel bad and just bought him a bed. But that's the kind of treatment that uh, that you get from your, from your friend Kyle. You, not you not me. That's not the kind of freedom that I got at all. <laughs> oh, well, you know, I mean, I'm not talking to you, Woody. I'm talking about Wings of Redemption. He gets the first class treatment. He you does. come to town, we'll put you where you go. Whatever. <laughs> yeah. I would have been more comfortable sleeping in my truck. I really should have. <laughs> That's a damn shame. I, I, I'm sorry for that. I have slept on a, a bad air mattress. Uh, me and my girlfriend, my ex-girlfriend, slept one night on an air mattress. We all went to this like mansion that these people had, but for some reason it didn't have beds in it. It had mm. like a like 18 bedrooms. They just had bought it. That's what it was. They just had bought this mansion and they were like, let's go to the new house. Let's party. And they had live music and stuff. And some people had beds, but we didn't. And uh, and I just remember- Do I know this person? No. The mansion? no. And I just remember the, uh, the middle of the air mattress was just gone to the point where like the, the, the lowest point of my spine, if I like did that, like like moved my weight up and down, would hit the floor. It would, like, it would like hit floor, uh, and you know throughout the night it's this process of getting up, pumping up the air mattress, waking her, like come on, we gotta get up, we gotta get up and make the bed right. This ain't working. I'm I'm laying on wood. This Dude, sucks. Mine was worse because mine like half of the mattress was just on the floor. It was deflated, so it was really like an extra large air pillow, but that it sucks. would support like your your head and spine almost. So you you just sort of slept in a reclined. See, this position. is what happens when I'm preoccupied with someone else because I am always the guy who <laughs> is who is uh, conscious of everyone around me's comfort level and trying to avoid like little faux pas, social faux pas and stuff. I'm always one step ahead with that sort of thing, trying to avoid it. So normally I would have been worrying about where you were sleeping for a day and a half, yeah, two days. You were busy. I didn't even concern. say anything. Like, yeah, I, I don't I care. Uh, uh, yeah, yeah. I, I hear you. I, I know. But um, it, I'm trying to think where I was going with that. Something about normally you're on of, top of people's. Oh uh, yeah, like, like yeah. we'll be in the. Uh, we've been in the car before. I'll tell you a perfect example of this. Uh, hadn't been hadn't known my uh, my girlfriend very long, um, but she and I are picking Kitty up from the airport in uh, in my truck, and Kitty can't ride in the back seat because of uh, her back. It hurts her too much, and mm -hmm. she apparently gets nauseous in the back seat, which is a lie she tells, so she can ride in the front. <laughs> That's probably not true. Yeah, I think it is. But <laughs> either way, I'm certainly not going to have a whole like talk with her about how she lies and just wants to sit in the front seat because she gets car sick because she's just been doing it for so long. We're going to go with it. So I ha so I'm I know heading up there that like I'm going to have to tell my girlfriend that she needs to get in the back seat because Kitty needs to sit in the front seat. She needs the front seat. But I knew as I'm pulling in that like I need to address this because if I don't say anything, if I'm just like, hey, get in the back, Kitty's getting in. You know, it's going to be a thing. She'd be like, well, why does She's going to feel downgraded, me. right? She right. feels supplanted, you know. Mm -hmm. You know, like, like, oh, I guess I'm the mm -hmm. backseat whore. All right, then let me just sit back here, massacre. <laughs> all right, all righty. You know, she's not going to like it at all. So, you know, but if you get ahead of things like that, mm -hmm. in a way, I think you avoid social situations. Let me tell everyone about our final sponsor of the night, a sponsor that's very, very close to my well, not my heart, but my eyes. <laughs> Diff Eyewear offers stylish, handmade sunglasses. Constructed from high-end materials, they're as good or better than designer sunglasses without, with, without the two or $300 price tag. Uh, instead, Diff sunglasses start at about $50 per pair. And the best part, for every pair of sunglasses you buy, Diff Eyewear will give a pair of reading glasses to someone in need. This is, I love stuff like this. You could get one in every color you like and still pay less than some designer brands. It just makes sense. 
do good, buy smarter, be diff. Go to diffeyewear.com slash PKA right now to get 15% off your purchase. That's D-I-F-F-Iwear.com slash PKA for 15% off diffeyewear.com diffeyewear.com slash PKA. 15% yeah. off. That's legit percentage off. It is. I would you use... both look dope. You're very, very reflective glasses. No <laughs> one is going to get to see. You can, you, can do a, you can look at whatever you want behind those lenses. Nobody's going to know. You get absolutely eyes all Sometimes. over the place. I just did, and I bet people didn't know. I, I have no idea where. You're <laughs> yeah, you could these. You could definitely uh, do your creep thing with these if you're on the beach. Mm, these uh, are like yeah. Trumpian. What should people be, Kyle? Pardon me. What should they be? What should diff. people be? They, they should, should be diff. diff. They should be yeah. diff. You know what I've been for too long. Same. <laughs> I've been same for far too long. It's about mm. time I injected a little bit of diff into my life. No, no, this yeah. is so, what's going to uh, do it. So check out some, uh, some diff eyewear. Sometimes standing out is about doing things differently than everyone else. Sometimes it's just wearing the right pair of shades, and sometimes it's doing both. I want to tell you guys that uh, diff eyewear is definitely the way to go if you're looking for the coolest company uh, taking over the eyeglass industry right now, diff eyewear. You need, you these need are like the, a uh, scarf. I think Chiz told me that these are the Cruise style. Uh, I can only imagine that there may be uh, Tom Cruise and Top Gun is what they're going <laughs> for. Um, so... Mine say uh, Riley like to, on the inside. So. I like to think of myself as more of a Val Kilmer, but <laughs> I'll uh, I'll wear them nonetheless. Um, yeah, so I'm digging yeah. the Diff They do feel pretty good. They uh, yeah. They just they, they make look me good. wonder. They make me wonder. Do I make these glasses look good, or do these glasses make me look good? I, <laughs> it's quite the Kyle, toss up. I'm Ray Charles. Stevie Wonder. <laughs> no, fuck Stevie Wonder. Ray Charles had the real talent. Seven <laughs> Spanish angels at the altar of the sun. You guys can play yeah. the piano. Yeah. If you could choose one thing to be universally socially acceptable, what would it be? Nudity. Oh, being naked in public. Really? Simultaneous yeah, I, agreement. I, I was I going go with slurping your soup to make it cooler. No, that that bothers me. I don't mm. like it when people are very noisy when they eat. Uh, I don't, I'm not if, one of those people okay, who like... Well, I've got a better please. one. I've got a better one, and, and, and this would help me a lot, but you might not hate it as much. I wish it was okay to drink from the bowl as you finish your cereal or soup. Isn't it? I do it in private, it but in a restaurant? A restaurant? I think Japanese and like China, uh, like most Asian restaurants, I think... In Asian culture, it's you're supposed to drink out of the bowl when you're done, right? You know what the real question here is? What kind of cereal do you, Woody, order at a fucking restaurant? Oh, it, cereal? It, you're talking about cereal? Uh, I said soup and cereal. Yeah, yeah. Oh, well, my my apologies. Certainly yeah. with okay with soup. And cereal, I sometimes on... have at hotels in the morning. So I don't think that soup the Cheerios would... al dente. <laughs> so so I would I, I've never I've never drank soup. Because the spoon gets the job done, I feel like. But with with milk, the reason I the reason I drink the milk is because it's not milk anymore. Mm. It's cocoa pebbles milk or it's cinnamon toast crunch milk. It's an infused version of milk that is sweeter, chocolatier, and overall tastier mm -hmm. than just regular milk. I would pour the fucking milk out. I don't want that. I don't want that. That that cow water. I don't need that. So, uh, but I will drink the cocoa pebbles milk, whatever, because uh, it's delicious, and I don't care who sees it. Uh, I'm not ashamed of that I'm going to drink the milk. It's not like I'm like slurping it up or anything. So yeah, even in a restaurant, if I, I I'll tell you what, uh, an example where I would actually eat cereal and perfect, like at the at the uh, the hotel, you know, the 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 morning uh, right, breakfast right. bar mm -hmm. has cereal. I think I may have drank my uh, 
my cinnamon toast crunch milk that morning. If I'm in front of people, people I, I, I swear it. it takes like 45 spoons to finish off your milk. You're not even getting full spoons at that point because you know. What size spoon are you using? I use an 18 gauge. I use a soup spoon typically. Ah, oh, you're there's your mistake. My <laughs> spoon is enormous. You can kill a man. Oh. I use a ladle. I don't know how you fit those things in your mouth. But... You don't. You just go. Have you never seen? <laughs> okay. Have you ever seen Oliver Twist? Where that he he tests the soup, mm-hmm. and then he, and then Oliver walks back up and he goes, "Please, sir, I'd like some more." And then he goes, "More." And then and then they I think they start singing, but I don't, I don't remember. No, they start singing him. <laughs> <laughs> That's the musical. You're <laughs> yeah. it's a musical Oliver Twist. No, he yeah. starts whipping his ass for for being an impudent little boy asking for fucking more. He should be happy with what he gets. Yeah, now, did you want for you. people to be universally naked f- so that you could run no, around no. naked or so you no. could see naked people? Both. No, so I can run around naked and then seeing naked people would be – that would neutralize, I think, because – actually, no, it would more than neutralize because there are way more people out in the world that I would rather not see naked mm-hmm. than those I would rather see naked. So maybe this isn't a great idea. Oh, and if it's only – see, I'm already seeing holes in it because – You're wrong about you know, this. Uh, about- no, wait, wait, wait. Real quick though. Okay. If you are – a really sexy woman. Everybody wants to see you naked. Mm-hmm. You can't be giving that out for free. That's part of like that's part of the package. Like that's you, you keep that back. You hold back. Old guy at YMCA <laughs> who keeps his leg up on the fucking bench too long when he should be drying off, letting his sack hang out. That is how that he dries off. Be naked. That guy is going to be. <laughs> I like to air dry, boy. <laughs> so I don't know. But it would be nice to, be able to walk around. No, it I... would make it so that I was always in better shape. I, I would always be in better shape if I was walking around naked. All the I've time. said this yep. for a while now, you know, like, and I'm not talking to you if you're 16 or 17 years old, but let's say you're in college and you're smoking hot and you know who you are. It is your obligation to be sexy something on Halloween. You don't get that many chances to just be sexy whoever. <sighs> Do yourself and society a good. You need. You won't be this sexy forever. I've been around the block. It's it's it's, it's gonna leave you. So live it up this Halloween. If you're 19 years old and you're gorgeous, slutty nurse, slutty maid, slutty cat, slutty pumpkin. I don't care. That's your costume. Mm. Do it right. There's very there's like two types of girls out there on Halloween. Obviously, the one of I'm a sexy nurse. I'm a sexy cop. I'm a sexy soldier. I'm mm-hmm. a sexy this, sexy that. And then there's the girl who is like Melissa, who is so into like a real costume that like I was saying like when we were buying stuff, like I'll just order a fucking like Ramsey looking cape with some fake fur off Amazon. I don't care. And she's like, no, I'm going to go to Joanne's. I'm going to find a fabric. I'm going to sew it up. It's going to look so much better that way. I'll get your measurements. And she's like, Jesus Christ, like you're taking this so seriously. <laughs> and like, it's good because she makes good costumes and whatnot. I, I, I have faith that it'll look good, but that's so true. I don't remember what fucking meme I saw, but that I is all today. women I've ever met. I never, I see guys do costumes to be funny mm-hmm. or sometimes guys show up at a costume party with like, just like a hot dog suit. Like that shitty like fabric. I had a friend literally who wore that every Halloween <laughs> all through high school. By the end of it, we had to be like, dude, Tyler, this smells like shit. Have you ever washed this? Because every Halloween we all get hammered and then something ends up going down and you're getting all sweaty with booze sweat. 
But uh, girls don't do that. You never see a girl be mm. like, you know what? I'm just going to wear like this like foamy Pokeball outfit and I'll be a Pokemon. Like it's always either like a sexy Pokemon or they go whole hog, balls to the wall, sewing stuff, making it, which it's fun. I've to, I would guys do it, just try to qualify so as has a costume. Right? Like, that's typically what I see with most guys. Like, oh, you have to wear a costume to this. Oh, shit. I need it to be good enough that people will all agree that this is a costume. It is, so, in fact, a costume. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Kyle? So, uh, Kitty, and I, Kitty and I had this house uh, a while back, a few years ago, where there wasn't a lot of privacy. Like, by my, my bedroom was in a loft, and it was ex- just exposed to the rest of the house. So, I couldn't really have sex if Kitty was at home. So mm. that meant that sometimes if I had a lady, I'd have to go to a hotel. So I had been going to this. Yeah, it, it did. We get my, we're, And now we're here. Hmm. Um, so for a long time, um, I was going to the Holiday Inn every time that I had a girl. And so the guy, and I'd always see the same night guy, you know, and I'd be like, yeah, let me get a king room, et cetera. And, uh, and after a while, there was one night, it was Halloween night, and uh, I was meeting a girl there. And, uh, and I, he said, hey, man, I don't mean to pry or anything, but... Are you married? Is that's what's going on here? And I'm, I'm like, no, no, I, no, I'm not married. Um, no. He's, he's like, are they prostitutes? And I'm like, no, absolutely not. I'm not paying for sex. No, I it wouldn't, wouldn't. No, I've, and I got a little offended by it and everything. And I, I, I was like, no, I, I just, you know, I, it's. I just I, pay I, for the room. I, I explained my situation. <laughs> I, I was like, no, I have a friend back at my house. It's not appropriate because it's an open air sort of uh, living in, environment for, uh, uh, right now. And so, uh, and right at that moment when I was all indignant and like, no, this is how it is. My date walks in in her Halloween costume. She didn't go with slutty nurse. She went with slutty slut. She's dressed as a whore. <laughs> I am here as a whore. She's wearing like like fishnet stockings and hooker heels and a short, short, short skirt that's barely covering everything and like this tube top thing and big hoop earrings and hooker makeup and this whole thing. Like apparently her and all of her girlfriends had dressed up as whores for the night and they had a pimps and hoes party or something like that, you know, where like the guys dressed as pimps or something. And I was, I just looked at the guy and I was just like, fuck it, let's, let's <laughs> like, I can't explain my way out of this. He's not gonna believe a word of it. So let's just, just all right, come on, let's, let me just take my whore to my room now and just, just give up. That was, that was, that was great. I, I never went back to that one. I, I started going to the La Quinta afterwards, so I wouldn't have to the deal La with Quinta. the awkwardness. Yes. Mm. <laughs> Aldi Inn has gross soap. It makes my face smell bad. That's a great story. I like that story. Thank you. We should end right there. That's the spot. It's 3.07, though. That's a whole oh, hour it? short. Oh, I thought it was 4.07. Mm-mm. It's because we started an hour late. Ah. Is supply. Yeah. Okay, okay. Yeah. Well, moving Keep going for, for, for a while. Um, we, can, we can do it. Of we, course. We can think of shit to talk about. What can I've we do? i got a topic. I wanted to talk about how much I hate Screech and certain characters in TV shows, and nobody wanted to talk about that. So. Was Screech the one you hate? He was one on the list. I didn't watch enough Saved by the Bell to hate Screech. Um, Joffrey was one of the top ones on the list. Mm. Uh, I stopped hating him after he died and just started admiring how much I hated him. Ramsey on there. Again. Um, I liked Ramsey more than Joffrey just because Joffrey was more like smarmy and then occasionally would dip into like psychopathy where it was like yeah i'm gonna be a smarmy douche for six episodes and then i'm gonna bludgeon a hooker with this antler peg or whatever the fuck it was but 
but Ramsey was the whole entitled time is, and unlikable. He never he earned was. anything. Ramsey at least was he was an achieving psychopath. He was the, yes, that's why I liked Ramsey more. I guess the more the reason I liked Ramsey more is because every time he was on screen, you were guaranteed that he was gonna do or say something that was reprehensible. Like it wasn't like he'd say something like that was like, hey, that's iffy. Like, hey, come on, watch it, man. It would be like, <laughs> I'll cut your fingers off, you know, and and feed them to your dog, and then feed your dog to you, or like whatever the fuck he <laughs> would say. And it's like, god damn, this guy's fucked up. Whereas with Joffrey, it was a dice roll. Is he gonna be really interesting and fucked up, or is he just gonna be kind of an asshole? So that's why I thought Ramsey was a more entertaining character. So there you go with that. There you go with that. Who's your least favorite TV show character, Kyle? All time. Oh, that's pretty difficult. Uh, like I not said all earlier, time. Then just name one. The, like I said earlier, the the <laughs> difficult. <laughs> okay, any character, just pick one. Any show, go. Uh, um, I don't know. The really nerdy one, like I said earlier, is uh, Lieutenant Barkley from Star Trek. He was always he like they made episodes around him like four mm-hmm. different times throughout the show's run, and each one of them is just terrible. He's this like bumbling, never self assured kind of like beta male who just until the time talks, he gets super genius. Yeah, and and that's just a terrible plot. That's just I, terrible. They did that. They they keep repeating that thing where like one of the humans somehow evolves to be an energy source or a super uh, genius or something, and they just keep beating that plot line to death. They've done it five times in Star Trek. Andrea in Walking Dead comes to mind as a character I really disliked. Um, and and the thing about her is it's so thorough. Right? It's not like I dislike the actress or I dislike the character or this poor person suffered from bad writing because they gave up. No. All of it. All of it. Like, like there's nothing redeemable about her character at all. Go on. Uh, I'm going to have to Google her name, but it's, it's, this, it's the fat lesbian from the newest season of Trailer Park Boys. Um, let me just Google fat lesbian Trailer Park Boys. Uh, I think it's like Large Marge or something. It's something ridiculous. <laughs> Large uh, Marge. Yeah. Um, Candy? I think her name was Candy, maybe? Barb and a lesbian trio. Um, uh, whatever whatever her name was. She mm-hmm. was awful. She was so terrible. She was like bullying all of the, the main characters. And she always had like a baseball bat in tow. She'd like push them with the baseball bat and like be all in their face and ma- and make like these random like sexual like remarks like oh i'll like threatening to do a sexual thing to the man even because she's this big burly like dyke of a lesbian and oh i'm sorry trailer park boys i don't know what to do with that show right there's no growth in that show which is kind of the point right if they started growing and becoming celebrities and achieving some sort of success then they wouldn't be trailer park boys anymore so they tease it trailer park men yeah, the, 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 or just men, right? <laughs> but but um, <laughs> but uh, but but like they do it. They make all this money in like pot, and then they find themselves back in the trailer park. The you know, guy hits it rich as like a rap star, finds himself back at the trailer park, and like it, it, it's never seemed to get out of it. And I, something about it's making it redundant for me. Yeah, um, it definitely is redundant. Um, you gotta you gotta embrace that because that is the show. It's a it's a repeating process every single season. You begin, they're in jail. They get out, <laughs> they have their scheme, they coordinate, they have a third party who gets in the way, whether it's Cyrus or uh, the, the cops or whoever. And then in the end, their master plan usually works, but they get caught or someone rats them out or the money gets stolen in the end. And they're back in prison at the end and we start a new season. That happens over and over and over. And I'm but okay with that. They don't always that. end in prison, do they? Am I crazy? I, 
man, uh, I, I can't remember. I think they almost yes. always end in prison. They always almost end in prison always. for at least one of the main guys. Like usually it's all of them. Like like several <laughs> seasons, everybody gets locked up. Like Ricky Jules, Bubbles, and like Mr. Leahy and Randy yeah, will all be in the Mr. fucking Leahy band. Gets like, Mr. Like Leahy get... is one of my favorite characters in an ETV show because he's just he plays a drunk hey, guy so good that I'm not convinced he's not drunk that entire show. I'm not convinced <laughs> he plays it so well. He's like not. the whole and I, stumbling I, drunk guy. I saw a YouTube Perfect. video about Mr. Leahy, and his hobby is cement. And he lives on this, um, like, a, I don't know if it's a bayfront home or something. And he's building a wall and a walkway. And he just mix up, like, I don't know, three cubic feet of cement at a time. And he'll grab some rocks around the property and, like, extend the sidewalk by a little bit. Make a little, like, pier. And he just enjoys making cement. That's his thing. Hmm. Yeah, and in the that video, is an interesting hop. Yeah, if I recall correctly, he did the the drunk thing like as a as a gag, uh, just for a second, and he went like right into it. And you're like, oh, he does it so perfect, unsurprisingly. But yeah, he uh, he's into cement. It's pretty, he's a pretty interesting guy. I like him. Yeah. <laughs> what do we got there, Kyle? That was Mr. Mr. Leahy. Leahy. Okay. <laughs> I like how uh, he has like the ongoing crush on Julian. Oh, where Mr. Leahy's obviously Julian? gay. Mm. Yeah, they're so sexy, Julian. Sexy, sexy. <laughs> like Julian's like, oh, Bob, yeah, not any of that. <laughs> What's funny is like the smartest character in their troupe is the one who is meant is portrayed as like stereotypically the dumbest. Bubbles. He's retarded, who, like, right? He Isn't is he meant. To, he's meant to be like some kind of challenge. I don't know, but the point is, it's like he like. Talks funny with his whole, uh, well, Jesus, Julian, I don't think we should be going in there and trying to steal it, or like <laughs> whatever it was. And he, but he's the one with like the sound advice a lot of the time, where they'll be like, "All right, boys, we're just gonna go in and take all the pot, huh?" And it's just like, like oh, Ricky, you go up front, and then he has his like glasses jingling and everything, and he's just, "Well, guys, I don't know if this is a very good idea. I, I got caught taking carts here last summer, you know." He's <laughs> like, "We haven't thought this one through." <laughs> it's a. It's, it's, it can be hit or miss sometimes. There are bad seasons. The new it. seasons that Netflix are making are pretty interesting. I, I liked the last season up until like halfway through when they put Snoop Dogg and Tom Arnold uh, in, you know, and, and they're kind of rubbing elbows with the boys. It, the first half of it was really good. I I just wish Snoop Dogg and Tom Arnold weren't there. And, oh, and that who's that pot-smoking comedian who did Super High Me? Benson. Uh, Doug Benson. Yeah. He's in there, too. So um, and it, it's so that 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 makes for an interesting show. Um, the premise with the celebrities coming in is that Ricky and Jules have opened a trailer park, bar, and casino, and so like um, they they make this commercial. Bubbles does where they're all like smoking pot and getting drunk in the casino, and he, he's like, "Yeah, it's all inclusive. Everything's inclusive. Pot's inclusive. Alcohol's inclusive." And he doesn't know what the word inclusive means. <laughs> so, so they're like, "Ricky." Don't you know what inclusive means? It means all the shit is free, bro. Like all the weed is free. And he's like, I'm not selling my weed for free, and they have to have, they have this whole meltdown. So that <laughs> I liked it. It really made me laugh, especially the first half of the season. Um, second half half is so so, but I, I I'll never I'll always have a sweet sp- or a soft spot for the uh, the trailer park boys. Um, there's just something about that that's that's so dumb it's smart. It like it takes you a bit to get into because when I first my my buddy. Tim was like, you have to watch this show years ago. And I was like, I tried watching an episode of my own and I was like, 
I watched most of it, like three quarters of it, and it's just the aura of sadness and just complete, like just so poor and abjectly poor. Like you have no money for anything. Every all the characters are like drinking drinks out of cut off two liters and like holding it like this and drinking it like it's okay. And it was honestly so like. Dude, like one of those Kyle Sarah McLaughlin dog commercials that I, wish... I was like, oh my god, this is just sad. Like, Every... I don't want to watch these poor people suffer. Everybody should have watch... Kyle as their trailer park boys tour guide. It, like, I, yeah, yeah I, I, the first time I ever watched it, it was at Kyle's house. And um, he's like, alright, you know, you see, like, Ricky gets out of, drink, out of jail and they put a drink in his hand. He's like, for the next seven years, you'll pretty much never see him without a drink in his hand. And yeah. and like things would happen, like a car would get damaged or um shot. Who's People the get blonde? Shot. Who's the blonde? Ricky and I guess Jules had Ricky, the drink Julian in his hand. And bubbles. So, yeah, so Ricky would get like a tear in his pants. Two years later, his pants are still torn in that <laughs> spot. And, and, and like Kyle just like there's a certain brilliance and attention into detail in the show that you might not pick up if you don't have a tour guide, which is what they're good with like. continuity. Mm-hmm. Like they keep that stuff going and they really drill those jokes into the ground. <laughs> and it, it gets to be like so stupid that they're still doing it. But then it's like, oh, this is funny again. You know, <laughs> they're still doing it. I, I always like that Ricky you know his 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 vocabulary is just terrible it, like, like they come back to the trailer park and it's just a complete wreck because mr Leahy has been has been mismanaging things and he's like oh geez looks like a tropical earthquake came through here boys <laughs> <laughs> like he's just a moron like, like he he thinks jalapeno is pr- pronounced jalapeno he's like yeah give me some of those jalapeno <laughs> chips and like, oh, well, it's, it's jalapeno ricky <laughs> he's like whatever whatever I've only got my grade ten, you know. <laughs> grade six, isn't it? Is it grade? Or no, 10 I think he's, he's like he, he's no. The whole thing is he's he trying one one to get his grade ten. Right? Remember, he had the Letterman jacket. And I think it might have had a ten on it. Like it was, yeah. it was so lame. <laughs> Poor guy. Yeah, I, I like that. Um, you know, little things like Julian's car has a booze dispenser that's ran through the windshield wiper fluid uh, <laughs> reservoir. <laughs> so he's just got rum in the car all the time. It's an interesting show, and it really does accurately represent a, a large slice of people of canada yeah not just canada yeah. <laughs> no canada in particular that's what they're like but yeah all all canadians all canadians are like that i like to imagine they play hockey in the trailer park <laughs> they're all just just they do play hockey in the trailer park stealing yeah. carts you know <laughs> yeah i remember like bubbles has all this homemade like goalie gear it's, it's like milk cartons and stuff <laughs> <laughs> that's what's even like sadder is it's like that's the one sport they really like and even they can't afford you know the equipment they're just using like, like old boxes and it's like trash like, hockey PVC pipe yeah yeah it's like trash hockey or something Taylor, yeah, that's an interesting show you talked a, a couple months ago about your car and the v8 have you made any changes there given any thought are you still driving the same thing is oh there... i'm still driving the same thing my plan now is i'm just gonna drive it into the ground and then just once, if anything comes up where it costs me more than like four grand mm-hmm. to fix it, I'm just going to buy a new car. But until then, I'm just... a good financial decision. Like I remember my friend, PKA Dan, actually, he had a really nice Ford F-150, right? He brought a brand new Ford F-150, four-wheel drive. It was a beautiful car, their truck that, that most people would be lo- love to own. And he's like, I sold it because the gas was too expensive. And it's like, man, like to take a loss on turning over a car is rarely the financial move you need to make. Mm-hmm. That's someone who understands a sunk cost, where he thinks, you know, can't get that money back, but I can save this money now, so I'll do that. 
Like that, like my next car, I really want like either a Toyota or Honda or some kind of really reliable SUV. Like not like a giant one, just a reasonably sized one. Like the like uh, I think Pathfinders is one of them. Uh-huh. Um, if I'm thinking of the right one, Toyota Pathfinder, I think. Um, Nissan. Nissan. Yes, that's what it is. Nissan. I don't know what the Toyota one's name is, but Rav4 is, I like the Forerunner. They have two. Forerunner. Yeah, I think that's the bigger one, right? It is. Yeah, that's what my wife has. Okay. She yeah, loves I like hers, it. dude. She. So my wife has a V8 and it has all-wheel drive, and. That combo gives you acceleration without like slippage. She drove us around today and she floors it. I don't know. It seems like every five minutes, you know, we're, we're just cranking it up to the red line. Just like, Jesus. <laughs> like, wah. And it, it's usually like, like there's someone behind. Where us are you going? Okay. Can I make a recommendation? We were and crossing. We, like, we had to make a left for a U turn, but it was like three lane wide highway. So she just like, goes she i have a suggestion go on i hope you're into this the you hope and jackie all need to go to some sort of a driving <laughs> class okay How where you're all sitting there? there learning together that way well you know that way you can <laughs> you that way you can reinforce the concepts that you learn in this driving class upon each other so next time you're with jackie and she like does a thing out of order. You can be like, oh, remember in the course they said it was safer if you if you know you checked like this and then did that thing and kept your hands here. Because quite frankly, I would not want to be a passenger for I would be your passenger. I've never seen yeah. you drive in any way erratically or dangerously. However, I wouldn't want you to be my driver getting us out of the out of like the zombie land or something like that. I just don't think you're a very good navigator. Mm, okay. Now navigator, I will concede. Uh, you're moving forward and you won't hit anything we just don't know right. where the fuck we're and going I, and i'm fairly good at climbing things and and like you know like if for example we have to make a u-turn but there's a ditch or something i understand my truck's capabilities you know like sure. where is where what's good and what's not good i've tested it i know the truck yeah those ladies over there terrify me though um yeah careful wow, with hope because one when i told that story like they just went wild on her on reddit certainly and they were tweeting her and they hit her instagram and like they just attacked her from every angle. Like people are such oh, cocksuckers. That's shitty. Yeah. So, um, uh, but Jack I'm the same and I, way though. Like I can, I'm, like the actual act of driving, pretty easy to stay safe for the most part. But navigating, I am horrible mm. at navigating. I get mm. lost so easily, and I get frustrated so quickly with it. Like I'll usually, I'm that. pretty good at at holding back on frustration. With most shit, mm-hmm. with getting lost, it's something visceral. Like I get immediately like upset and stressed out the second I like take a wrong turn anywhere. Like it's That's like it. if somebody else is driving wheel? and they take a wrong turn, I'm always like, dude, it's fine, no big deal. We'll find a spot. If I'm driving and they say that to me, it's like, dude, shut up, just shut up. You know, we Not have to me. find how to get back. I get yeah. lost all the time, so I'm very comfortable with it, right? If oh, I, I make a it. wrong turn, it's like, oh, wheel? we're gonna learn a new spot or a new way, like. This doesn't you ever bl- got lost in downtown St. Louis? It's very stressful. Put it in four-wheel drive, run on the fuck. I'm just kidding. No, just I have never like, been oh, lost. Just be like, oh, now in- I am in Illinois. That's not great. <laughs> uh, East St. Louis. Can you need to turn yeah, around here? Oh, that's a, that's a burned-out that building. We're still burning. <laughs> the, one of the <laughs> things I have trouble with, I feel like I don't pay attention like I should in a way. Like, I'm, I'm monitoring it, but I'm not memorizing it. So, like, I, I might get to a place, and you could incorrectly assume that now I know how to get there. But no, no, I would just sort of 
keeping on top of things while the GPS told me where to make turns and making sure I didn't hit anyone or do anything dangerous. But I didn't memorize the way, you know, so I need my GPS yeah. the next time too. Yeah, um, I, I can understand that. Um, usually after I make a drive five, six times, though, I got it. That, um, that's what it takes me, five to eight times, you know, and more like five or six times. Five or six times, and I feel like I know how to get there. Really? What did I get wrong? Oh, nothing. I was just taking my sunglasses off, <laughs> like on CSI. I thought you had a counterexample, like, oh, no, you no. did this wrong. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> So I can go to sleep right now. You guys wouldn't fucking know. Mm -hmm. I got my eyes closed. You don't know. Reflective. You know what I learned? Pilots cannot have polarized lenses. It turns out that they can't. Go on. Can I ask? All right. So mm. is the reason that pilots can't have polarized lenses because of A, something about the windscreen, uh, not being able to see out of it? Or is it the, or is it the monitors? It's really the instruments. It's really all about the instruments. Cool. If you've worn polarized lenses, sometimes you look at your cell phone and it's like pitch black. Uh, if you turn your if you turn your head sideways because of the way it's uh, mm -hmm. it's lining up, yeah. Yeah, so that that's why they and apparently the windshield sometimes can do it too. But I, I think the instruments is the core of it. And uh, with a paramotor, obviously that wouldn't apply. So I was like, oh, we could do Let it. Let me guess at what polar. So, so I don't have any data in front of me. Polarized lenses. That's uh, that means that the wavelength is all going like in one direction, right? And you mm -hmm. don't get as much distortion and stuff. It rejects wavelengths from outside of the approved way. Is the best way yeah. I can say. So, it. so it seems to me like, you know, that as long as you're looking, I know that if I look, if I turn them sideways, gets brighter. It doesn't work. Yeah. Now this monitor doesn't work. You know, if you turn them sideways. Um, actually, I don't know if these are polarized. Uh, you'll want to check on at diff.com. Yes. Uh, but. <laughs> I'm sure they have polarized and non-polarized. I would guess, Probably. but I'm not sure. <laughs> you know? um, hey, it's not all it's correct. But yeah, I was going to get polarized lenses so I could fly. But then my friend was like, yeah, but then you look at your phone. Because sometimes they, there's cool phone apps for flying, and uh, it doesn't work. So you really want non-polarized lenses, even for simple things like a paramotor. I have polarizing lenses on my sunglasses. It just has racial epithets written out on it. <laughs> nice. <laughs> 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 uh, you have to so watch. So stupid. We're in the fourth hour, though. Anything goes down. I would think about an hour one and be like, like "What are you retarded?" And no. I've had this question since before we start. If life had an achievement system, apart from the usual milestones of get married, have kids, what would be some interesting side achievements to unlock? Oh. Like illegal things. Well, I don't. In my head, I was like, visit all five continents. Oh. Are there seven continents? Yeah. I think there's seven. Yeah, but, you okay, can visit. visit you can stop after five. five good still, ones, though. Yeah, there are only. Five. <laughs> Let's leave Africa and Antarctica off the fucking list. Am I right, boys? Come on. <laughs> Come would. on. No you one watches hour four. You don't want to eaten alive. So let's just let's just do that. <laughs> um. <laughs> it's like in Sunny where they're like, oh, I don't want to go here. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what goes on over here. <laughs> Definitely out. Everything out of that. So you're just gonna <laughs> cruise around the bars around Philly. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Pretty much. Yeah, that's it. Anyway, nobody got. What are this achievement system that you achieve? Um, maybe in? traveling a certain distance. That'd be interesting. Mm. Like, like, and I don't know what that distance would be over a lifetime. Like, uh, just throw numbers out there. Maybe the average person is is traveling on foot. You know, maybe maybe twenty five 
let's see. Is notches on your bedpost a good one or a bad one? Or I don't know. Is that, is that how many girls you've had sex with? Trying to think of something. Be- oh, how about distance fucked? Yeah. So <laughs> the distance fucked. Oh, the distance that you fucked. It'll say like, you know, you've fucked, you know, uh, 60,000 feet. You know, and it's like, oh, wow. Or hopefully they'd say miles or something. That'd be better. Like, oh, you fucked six miles, you know, through that in and out. And it's like, oh, wow, that's, that's a lot of fucking... <laughs> it's, it's not a great metric, but I'm, I'm trying here. Um, <laughs> I like it. Distance. <laughs> let's see. On Reddit, <laughs> on Reddit, they did the math once. I, I don't mm-hmm. know what the original thing they were doing the math on, but it, some some guy was like, "My girlfriend's had ten miles of cock," and the guy was like, "Well, the average cock is six point two inches multiplied by eighty-seven average." Thrust per sex act multiplied by three to five sex acts per week. And he like does this whole thing where you're like, your girlfriend has had, and for that to happen, she would have to have sex all day and all night for like five, whatever. It I saw be. a similar <laughs> one. It was like, if everyone on Xbox Live had actually had sex with your mom, and then they just worked out all the math, like how many cocks, how many miles of cocks, you know, inside <laughs> your mom. It was pretty funny. There's a good one. Uh, they could be like, um, you know, in games like Skyrim, you'll get a, an achievement for like, oh, you stumbled upon the, uh, you know, fountain of ecstasy, and it'll like you'll get something there, like a discoverer point. What if you have stuff like uh, tallest person seen, fattest person seen, where you could compare, like have a log, and you'll be like, what's the fattest person you've ever seen? And they'll go, well, let me pull it up. 640 pounds you can't watch my 600 pound life it doesn't count it has to be in person in and then person. you'd be like oh yeah really well i happened to be in saudi arabia once and uh i saw their prince with the weight problem and he weighs 800 pounds and i show them that it's like oh wow that's dope or yeah it's not as exciting now that i'm walking it out but uh, <laughs> <laughs> no, keep going i think he's got legs yeah it's got legs so basically you just compare pictures of um, of, of uh, people who are very tall or very short or very fat or very thin or uh, uh, dark and light right albinos all the way to well, uh, like racist why did it have to be racist that implies that one's better than the other i was just saying one's darker and lighter than the other most got to get melanin. Most people spoken <laughs> to. Most people uh, you've made laugh. How many people you've made laugh mm. over your life? Um, how many people you've made cry over mm. your life? Uh, man, these are all. How many people would, you've would, outlived that you know? Is what? How many people you've outlived that you know? Right, like oh, last man standing. People... <laughs> last person seen who is now dead. Pounds of peanuts eaten. Pounds of. <laughs> That's actually pretty good. I bet it would be way higher than I think. Yeah, because I, I don't know about you, but I have finished off one of those jars before, like the the big family size jar. I can eat that whole thing. And that's the that's not even counting the honey roasted ones. Those things are like candy. They are mm. honey roasted. Luckily, for, uh, Kitty's allergic to peanuts, so I, I don't get to fucking eat peanuts anymore. Is but she I allergic love to other things like cashews and nougats? And, like, no. How, how does that spread? Um, part of one of her immune disorders is, is, is like these crazy allergies. It's something with her immune system like automatically going after all kinds of shit. But it's, it, there aren't any other nut allergies that I know about. It's uh, peanuts. Um, I don't think I want to like start naming her allergies because they're literally like her kryptonite that somebody could like mail her. Ooh, some, right, let's right. just call 
let's just call it, let's say she was allergic to eucalyptus, you know, I don't need somebody mailing, killing some eucalyptus and killing her or anything, but she's allergic to a bunch of shit, um, she's got an EpiPen, uh, all that, all that stuff, she's had bad reactions. I bet she's, she's, she's mad at reactions. the Epi prices. Um, she made her own homemade one, it's really cool, uh, that's not true. She's um she's definitely uh, <laughs> that would be a I've very seen... dangerous thing to make. I think that's about the right amount of epinephrine, right? You know, <laughs> it's got a big rubber band you stretch out and release to like deliver the medication. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it hurts so much. Oh, um, it didn't go in far enough. Fuck, you're just gonna do it again. I've seen where she got just like uh, peanut dust uh, on her uh, on her fingers, and it it burnt like a layer of skin off, like like a like a severe sunburn. Um, so, you know, it's it pretty, pretty severe, Do which means I don't cashews around because cashews are even better than peanuts. I think cashews are more cashews are too fattening. I think I think they're really bad for you. Um, so, so I don't eat cashews. I do eat almonds sometimes, but look, here's the thing. I, I do everything in excess. So I'll buy this can of almonds. That's about as, about the size of a hockey puck, but maybe twice as thick. And I always get these like honeyed almonds or honey roasted almonds and I'll eat the whole little thing. And then I'll look on the back and it's 780 calories. Taylor, would you say you do everything in excess too? Uh, not yeah. enough of the good things, like working out uh, at this point. Like when I was, there was a time where I was very into working out. And then I did, I tend to do, I get tend to go like whole hog into stuff more than pulling back. Like when I get into magic, that's always my example because it's the most, like the one that I notice. Like when I get into magic, I begin just spending so much money and having all these grand plans like i'm gonna go to this tournament i'm gonna go to that tournament it's gonna be so much fun i'm gonna do this i'm gonna do that i'm gonna be able to play with melissa at night i'm gonna make my strategy are you hoping to win these tournaments do i win are you hoping to like is that the plan or is it just to like go traveling no, like these are like Friday night magic things where like there's like a local a ton of local game stops that have Friday night magic and so you'll go and play. I haven't done one in like probably over a year, but it's a lot of fun and like are you anybody a legend can when you return. Are they like holy no, shit, Merka Dirk is no, here. No, no, definitely not. Uh, like the king has returned. Yeah, no. No, they're like <laughs> who's that guy? Uh, but it's fun. I really enjoy it. And that's something that I always I get way too into it and then weirdly like one morning I wake up and I'm like I don't really want to play magic. And usually that's spurred by the fact that my obsession in it has dried everybody around me who was even a little interested in it out to where I'm like, Melissa, you want to play magic? Not just you want to play tonight and then we'll take a week break and we'll play again or whatever. It's you want to play right now and then keep playing and then we keep playing it all <laughs> night. Play a lot of magic. And I and I hopefully win because I'm competitive with it, and so it's not fun for her because I'm sitting there. I've spent like six hundred dollars on a deck, and it's like perfectly crafted. And she's over there not spending as much money and playing a worse deck because it's pay to win. Basically, it's magic. It's just a, a different form. You should of it. shuffle a lot all the strategy. decks together, though, right? Like, like shouldn't you? That's what you should do. You should do some sort of like shuffle them all up, and she gets half, and you get half, and then you both make a deck, and then you play. That. Uh, you can do like drafting like that. So what we'll do sometimes, yeah. we haven't done this in a while either, it's where you get like uh, buy packs, like the 15 card packs or 11 card, whatever's in there. And then you open one up and everybody, like there's six of you around, you all open one, you look at your pack, you pick a card out, put it face down, then you pass it to the person on your right. And so you basically have to make a deck in real time as you're drafting. And that's a lot of fun. I enjoy that probably more than constructed play mat or play formats where you build the deck, but it's just something that I can't get enough people around me to get into, to warrant the amount that I get into it about every 18 months. I am am due to get into it again. So be careful. 
That's how I am with Civ right now. I, I was talking to Filthy maybe like, like during the show. He 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 messaged me a little while ago. I think we're gonna play Saturday. Uh, I'm gonna play with them again. I guess on his live stream. Um, if you want to see his video of me, uh, um, I played with him the other day. He I think he Did just you uploaded. Did get second? It. Yeah, I would say so. Um, you know, there's not some sort of thing where like, like I think I was second in score. I was second in everything virtually. I was way ahead. I had he had eight cities. I had six cities, and then it was drop down to like a guy had four cities and a guy had three cities and so on and so on so um i did very well for myself i thought i did really well especially compared to him because he has like eight times as much experience in civ six already as i do um i've completed maybe three games and uh but i think i'm getting good fast i'm, I'm much faster than i did at civ five obviously um and uh and i like it i like it more and more every time i play it we uh the the, the newest nq mod just came out for it or patch if you want to call it that so it fixed a few little bugs in the game and they've there's so there's already a modded version of Civ 6 and there's already a modded Civ 6 special multiplayer map to play on uh you know a week after the thing's released so it's got such a crazy vibrant little underground modding community that that keeps me passionate in the game and looking for the next iteration of it every time around the corner to make multiplayer more fun and the 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 introduction of online speed which is 200% normal speed makes the games actually easy to do in an online like six player eight player multiplayer thing we played i mean it was a long how, game we how played does an, online speed work it's um well we don't have i don't have the code of the game so i don't know if it's making everything 200 percent cheaper or giving you 200 percent more of of your resources but the end effect is the game is 200 percent faster because either a a library is 200% less than it used to be, or B, you're producing 200% more hammers than normal. But the, the effect is the same in the end. I just don't know how they come about. You just build your city up faster, and you build all Everything your units faster. faster. Okay. Units build faster. Um, go, uh, things like gold and faith um, um, values are changed. So if before, for example, on standard speed, you get 100 gold every time you convert a city, a city mm -hmm. to your religion. On quick speed, you only get 66 because it's, too, because it's uh, that much faster. 66, you know, you're getting 66 or so, 67. So and everything that, about the game kind of takes fewer turns. Yes, except for a few things. Mm -hmm. And that is, uh, that's what the mod kind of takes uh, care of to some extent. Chopping wood right now in that game is incredibly overpowered because you can do it, you build a builder and you send him, it doesn't matter how close he is to your city. He just goes out and he chops a forest while your city is working on another builder. It builds another builder instantly. So you take that builder, send him out. They're not now called you got two workers builders. anymore? They're called builders. It, it's a whole new system. They get three charges each unless you have a special policy, so they can do three things each. Um, and, and then they, boop, they're gone. Mm. Uh, so, but, but with this system, you can get like this crazy amount of them by, by just build one, chop. Now you got two. Now the two of them are chopping. Now you got three. And, you, and, and then you start selling them like every other round, so you're getting gold too because the gold selling in the game is bad. Uh, there's tons and tons of unbalanced things that really don't ruin a multiplayer experience, a single player experience, but absolutely just ruin the multiplayer experience because they're just broken. Um, Isn't that forest thing already patched? You told me it was when we were playing the other the, night. Um, what I told you was that our well, our rule, like like our like rule that everybody's playing by right now, is you don't chop the forest that's outside of your border, and so that limits it and makes it fair. Um, because you get the same values regardless of they're inside your border or outside your border. In Civ Five, you got like whatever 13 production if you chopped a forest in your borders and then it was down to like eight and then six and then four as you got farther got and farther away, away from the city yeah. 
And at some point, it's just like, it seems silly to go knock out four hammers in two, uh, when my city's making, you know, 180 hammers a turn anyway. It's just pointless. But in this game, it's broken. So is, gold, so is selling uh, units for gold. So it's a lot of things. But they're balancing all that for multiplayer. And Sumeria and uh, Scythia are completely out of control unbalanced uh, to the point where they, you know, I, I, wouldn't, I, would never, I wouldn't play against them in a multiplayer environment. It's, it's not fair. Don't make me talk about paramotors. I'll do it. Lose-lose <laughs> <laughs> in a round uh, shootout tonight. That's fun. Nice. Oh. So now they've lost four out of their last five games, right? No. Two out of their last four? Are you sure? Two. No, you might be right. They started out 3-0, and and now they're 4-2-2. Two and two. And so in their last, yeah, in their last five, they've lost four. Two of them in OT that they could have won if they I just fucking finished. I told you they would suck this year. I told you they would blow. And they've done both. They're, they've lost they're four still, of their last like, five. They're, they're still not blowing. Like, they're, like I don't think they're going to be as good as they were last year. If but they my are team not, had lost four of their last five. Are they sucking their division right now? Yeah, they're doing fine. Yeah, they're second. Like, they're four and two. In a yeah, weak they're, division, they're, yeah. But it, in the best division in the NHL. I mean, according to well, Taylor, stars, you're going to believe so Taylor. Are, <laughs> he's a, the he's, Stars and the Blackhawks are even. Uh, Avalanche is uh, three wins and two losses. Jets. Uh, Jets? I didn't even know that was Winnipeg a hockey Jets. team. That's where the I Thrashers went. Didn't know that. <laughs> Poor guys. Um, uh, and then they're three and four with a losing record. So seems like it's a tough division and everybody's just... A, sim a similar uh, skill level. If but then I don't know Taylor. fucking all about yeah, hockey, do I? I've been I mean, the toughest for, for years now. No, it is the weakest division. Known as the Thunderdome mm -hmm. division. There were a couple of years <laughs> where not. you could take an AHL team and throw it in the Metropolitan. Like, maybe it was like three years ago when Buffalo was not even like, well, they were trying to tank, but it was like a battle in the same division between Buffalo and Toronto for who could be worse because they were both trying to get that top pick. And then I think like Edmonton ended up getting it anyway, <laughs> but, but they both just tanked so hard. And so those teams in that division were like, oh, fuck, we're playing the Sabres again. All right, two points. Like, that's great. Like, these guys don't want to win, or at least that's the coach and the owner. That's how people feel about the Blues this year. No, they, the Blues have been in an awkward spot their entire existence yeah. because it's been maybe five years out of their 50 years that they've truly been terrible. Like, so fucking bad that they were, like, near the bottom of the division and they could have got a good draft pick. Other than that, they made the playoffs, like, 25 straight years and then lose in the first or second round, which basically means, all right, we're good enough to uh, not win and also not get a good draft pick. So we're just going to middle for about a quarter century and <laughs> never, ever get success. So Every now and then you'll win, know. like, a President's Cup. Every now and then, like, yeah, the Blues, the Capitals, like, they've got plenty of president's cups uh president's trophies but nothing president's trophy is just what you get if you have the most points at the end of the regular season uh but it doesn't mean anything as far as winning the stanley cup the capitals had like a record-breaking damn what a near stupid season fucking trophy year. what a stupid fucking it's like trophy. best regular season record yeah it's like when they yeah it's like the winner no, of, does any other sport do something like that yeah like the nba I'm there sure are individual that, things like in baseball you go gloves and shit like that mm -hmm. but not for the oh. team yeah, no, the only like team trophies in hockey, I think, are the Stanley Cup for winning it, and then 
the president's trophy for ending the regular season with the most points, which is the a useless trophy. Nobody, nobody cares. When you make the Oh, yeah, you get, get a trophy for the conference title. You do, piece, and so. players sometimes refuse to touch it. Oh, you're right. You're you're right, yeah, because you don't want to touch it before you win the cup. Yeah. But uh, Blues will win it eventually, probably when I'm old. Uh, uh, four out of the last five they've lost. All right, left to right, is, shot, is Chicago going to win a series? Is that what's about to happen here? Win a series of, like, in the playoffs? A World, World Series. series. The World series. Oh, yeah. Baseball. Oh, the Cubs? Yeah, uh, yeah, we, I really I know I really nothing not. about baseball. I, I'm not even sure who Chicago's playing, but I think Chicago will beat them. <laughs> no, well, history is not on I, your side. Not one. Let me let me say, not in my entire life, not one thing that I have wanted to happen in sports has happened. <laughs> so I know without the shadow of a doubt that Chicago will win the World Series because I do not want them to win. I want them to continue to lose because they can't have all the success this quickly. It's not fair. New England already got it where they won like every league in the last 11 years, a couple of them multiple times. But yeah, I, I guarantee the Cubs will win because I really don't want them to. And it never goes my way. I'm, gonna, I'm, I'm thinking about becoming a huge Blackhawks fan to get the Blues a cup. Like <laughs> just, just to really pour myself into it. But, now, Kyle, have they played a game yet? Have who played Yeah, they played two. The Cubs. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. It's Forget tied 1-1. One, one. Who are they playing? Cleveland. Cleveland Indians. Ooh, I... Yes, I want to see Chicago win. It's been a long time for both of them, but I, I want to see Chicago lose just because it's it's so much worse to be a good team that loses than it is to like if the Blues were terrible, it'd be like whatever. <laughs> Who cares? I don't expect them to win, but right. because they're just good enough all the time that they have a chance, it's horrible. Because you're like, God damn it! Like there really is a shot that they could do this, that they never do. But um, yeah, Chicago's gonna win it for sure. Probably in I think in six games. I think Cleveland wins one more, and then Chicago wins out. Well, I uh, I like long droughts in sports. So mm -hmm. if they can continue this hundred and something year thing without winning one, I like that. Because fuck them. Um, I, I like to see people very sad. You know, people people like have things crush in front of them. Like, you know, whether whether I'm burning your civilization or I'm watching you get caught on to catch a predator, there's something about being in that moment where, like, everything goes away and changes in your life that, uh, that that's real fun to do. And so when I, when I see those Chicago fans that take it so, so seriously in the stands, when I see, um, what's his name, the fucking Bill um, Murray. When I see Bill Murray up there like, yeah, 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 guys, yeah. Like, like it means so much to him that I don't want him to get it. <laughs> I just want to be like, no. And, that, and just, wow. like, that's it. I just want to believe. And I want it to be heartbreaking. I want it to be heartbreaking. I don't want it to be like, oh, yeah, the Indians took them in four. No. I want it to come down to game seven, and I want somebody to botch it. I want it to be like, oh, we had it. And he dropped the ball, and the run just rolls in, and that's the game. And the crowd just, just cry. You just, just, you just hear moans and tears. Wailing like Job in his burned house. Whoa! <laughs> rubbing ashes on your face. Um, yeah, and it's all just because I'm sure if there's a lot do of it. Cubs fans. There's a ton of Cubs fans who want it, and they've been devout fans for years. But this is all about my spitefulness because know, of the Blackhawks. So, yeah, that's that, so that's no, all I'm in it for. I, I don't know any Chicago fans. I, I don't care for Chicago teams. Why would I? I'm you know 
hundreds of miles away. But I like to see people lose when, when you know, it means a lot. And uh, if the Indians lose, they'll be like, dang, bummer, man. But the, Chicago will be so happy that'll overshadow it. But if Chicago loses, it'll be it'll all be about why they lost, how they lost last time. Isn't there a goat involved with their curse? I don't know if they, if that's them or not. Yeah. You know. Yeah. So so yeah, I'm 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 down for that. I'm down for continuing the tradition, as I'll call it, of Chicago not winning a World Series. That'll be fun. Because that is a very fun. So for those of you who are out of the country, I think, and I'm probably wrong, so a baseball fan can correct me. I think the curse of the Cubs is someone showed up to a Cubs game and. 1909 or something. Did they trade like, Babe Ruth or something? Is that the curse? That's someone else. I think. I think. Maybe that's the Red Sox. Curse. That's yeah. yeah. That's the Red Sox curse of the Babe. But um, the goat one is a guy. I guess wanted to bring his goat into the Cubs game, which is completely unrealistic. That's ridiculous. Leave your goat outside, you asshole. Uh, but then they were like, "No, we can't. You can't bring your goat inside." I know it's you 1909. Will you will but... respect my religious rights. This is my date. Yeah. <laughs> you think that's what it was? we came full circle we came full circle you came see that full circle. started out with goat fucking and we're right back there <laughs> hey during the seventh inning stretch who doesn't want to slide into this fucking goat like right here in the stand i know i do. love to eat the peanuts hey it's a win-win for everyone hmm. but he said uh they, they said no you can't bring your goat in and he said uh, I assume in like a creepy like gypsy voice, like, oh, then you will never again win the pennant. Or uh, maybe it was just the pennant they were saying, or maybe it was the World Series. I don't know. I don't know what it's called at the time. Are there gypsies uh, out there? Like, like, do they exist anymore? Yes. Are they list more? more? Yes. Yeah, you had that gypsy who contacted you that one time. But like, I'm wondering, is there like a vibrant gypo community? I think that's what they like to be called, gypos. Um, where... <laughs> Is that even <laughs> something you call gypsies? It's a slur against them. It is yes, now. It is absolutely. Oh, is it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Go ahead, search. So, yeah, I, I, th- I think that would. I'm wondering if, if they're like, do they exist anymore? Is it like, is Sasha Gabor somewhere out there as the queen of the gypsies? Is that still a thing, or is that just, you know, a group of white trash people in, in, in Europe? Is that, is that what's going on? Gypo is a thing. Curiously, two peas. Yeah. Like just like Gestapo. That's how I remember. Because there's only one P in Gustavo. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> These aren't words I write very often. Really? Uh, I, I've been reading them since I grew up. It's just every, you know, in the manual, there's there's lots of stuff about the Gestapo. Yeah, not mine. Every night Jeez. before bed. Well, all yeah. right. Grandpa <laughs> with his uniform out and show it. What? Are you you're not ready to rap now? Are you? We've got at Taylor. Least... What flavors do you usually vape? Someone paid ten dollars to ask you this question. <laughs> do you see <laughs> what flavors do you normally vape, Taylor? I like uh, citrus kinds. They always uh, every time you go to one of those stores, they they make it difficult to tell people what flavor it is, which is aggravating because I wish I could go in and go, I want the orange, you know, beach or whatever, orange sunset, where it's like okay, it's clearly orange. I want that, but you go in there. And it's like, oh, I'm reading this list of stuff. It's like, do I want Pooh Bear's Revenge? What is that? <laughs> Pooh Bear's Revenge. And they're like, well, it's kind of like a creamy chocolate. No, no, <laughs> don't. What about, um, you know, Midnight on the Strip? What is Midnight on the Strip? Well, it's kind of like a black bear. No, if you just put Blackberry up there, I wouldn't have had to fucking ask you about it because I don't. I know I wouldn't want that. And so uh, I always get kinds that are citrusy or fruity. Or uh, 
like kind of menthol-y mixed in, like a cooling kind of taste to it. That's what I get. Like they have like real tobacco and like like really sweet, like, oh, I'm going to get Skittles and stuff. That's not as good. Are I you like literally that. just doing it for flavor or is there something else? Is like an energy component to it, a high, uh, a, a something other than taste? The flavor's good. I like that. Um, it's also just kind of fun to do. Is it and nicotine? There's nicotine in it. It's one of I get like the, one of the lowest levels of nicotine. Like it goes from like maybe like four to thirty. And what or does something. nicotine like like a, do four or to you? Like, does is it an energy thing? It, it's an addictive it's substance. A, it depends how you, it depends how you intake it because it depends on how you puff it. It can be a stimulant or a depressant depending on the the way you intake it. Yeah. So so if you're it, because you can you can smoke to fall asleep or smoke to stay up. You do some quick. So, but you, if you're smoking, like <laughs> getting a lot in there, it's going to speed up your heart rate. It's going to uh, it, it's going to keep you awake. But if you're taking these long, slow drags, it's going to relax you down. And you're going to you're going to go to sleep. Yeah, that's, that's really why nicotine's so wonderful, and it's not bad for you. There's nothing wrong with nicotine. Nicotine is the is the okay part. It's it's no worse than caffeine. It's the caffeine that just happens to instead of being a coffee bean, it's in this awful piece of poison that's but it's literally addictive. So is caffeine. Yes. Nobody, yes. nobody, it, nobody makes a big deal when when everybody's like talking about. Oh well, yeah, gotta get my buzz every morning, every day for my entire life. That's I'll be because doing the man this. wants them to be more productive. <laughs> but it, I actually think caffeine addiction is a lot easier to kick, right? Like, there's plenty of people who are like, oh, you know, I don't take caffeine. I yeah, I get headaches if I don't have my caffeine. So I've decided to back off, and and they're not like getting shakes. You don't see people failing to quit caffeine. There are other like, negative again effects, and again though. and again. Well, I, nobody gets the shakes from quitting cigarettes, though. You just get irritable. You get uh, you, you don't really have cranky. that app. You don't have your appetite suppressant anymore. You don't have your baba to to your pacifier. It's mm -hmm. pa it's an adult pacifier. That's what it is. It's like, man, that that's some bullshit that just went down in there. <sighs> Fucking assholes every day. I'm gonna smoke this. Take my five minutes. I'm gonna go back up there and I'm gonna do my job. Like 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 it's it's, like, it's I'm an a non-smoker, but that sounds really attractive. Like it's something that would. Yeah make you feel good when you're pissed sounds great it but makes you feel good that, like you having not used nicotine before for the most part woody you would get like a pretty good buzz from it from like a very low amount yeah. and the thing about it is it's not like alcohol where it's like all right i'm gonna get buzzed and then i guess for the next like hours after that i'm committed that's what i'm doing i can't snap out of it once you're drunk you're drunk with nicotine it's like ooh, i feel pretty good and like it's it's going away. Like it's, it's like a, it's like a up, you one don't like it. You smoke too much. You just wait. When you say buzz, yeah. like are you like you're drunk for a minute. Like I don't think no. I know buzz. No, you get a little tingly feeling, and I get a tingly feeling in my brain um, when I am buzzed, and it, it's pleasant, and I like it. So um, is yeah, it a euphoria? You, it, yeah, it's just like a, a, a little. A, yeah, it's a pleasant. It's a feel, It's a pleasant feeling. It's it, it's mm. not like coming or anything. That's and how I'm like, told. Meth is. I think it's meth. Like it, it, you're not. You're not like bouncing off the walls. You're not like the thing I read was like you're driving to work. It's five thirty a.m. There's rain pouring on your car, and there's oh, you're thinking of heroin. There's beauty in every heroin. drop. Oh, am I thinking of heroin? Um, yeah. And I'm just like, oh, like not that I want to get into any of these things, and kids don't. <laughs> but it's Unless like you want to oh, have a real good time. I can see why. Like, if it just makes everything okay, if it just, like, takes away the negative feelings that you're having, the unhappiness, the sadness, the depression, whatever, and now you're just cool with it, or at least able to get over it. Like, I don't know. And, and nicotine, to me, sounds like a very mild 
version of that. Just like, oh, those guys suck. And, you know, and yeah, that's it, what it is. Like, uh, I don't want to say composure uh, as much as. Um, that's part of it, yeah. There's been plenty of times where, like, something rattled me. Mm-hmm. And my, my first response is, like, oh, fucking. All right, it's it's a nerve calming. It makes food yeah. better. It's what's it's a, you know what's it called when you you like start recognizing what's big and what's small, like not composure, but like uh, you, you get a perspective. perspective. Perspective, I think, is what I'm looking for. Like you regain a perspective. Oh, am I all upset over something that is small that I won't be pissed about next week? You know, and then yeah. you just need some perspective. Or it can be it, it's like a temporary anti anxiety. That's exactly what it is. It's an anti anxiety medication that lasts as long as it's burning. Uh, it, it's a, it, you know, it, that's exactly what it, what it always felt like. It, it was like, I can remember being stressed, driving somewhere to do a thing I didn't want to do. And it's like, all right, get your shit together. We've got to go in here, do this thing. You know what this is. And, and just being like, glad I got some fucking cigarettes here. This would be fucking a real meltdown. I need this little edge, you know? And, and are there any, I think maybe cigarettes. I don't think cigarettes were banned. I remember there was some like innocuous like little uh, uh, vice that was banned from like um, uh, competition. I'm trying to think what it was. It wasn't cigarettes, but there was something else that wasn't that Adderall? big of much. Well, Adderall's a real fucking drug. That's amphetamine mm-hmm. salts. But like this was, it was something more more like caffeine or um, or uh, mm. the or, or nicotine or something. I don't recall what it was. Never mind. Don't. In a, but um, the thing about cigarettes. But like, yeah, I got no problem with nicotine. The, the side you're putting is attractive, but it's like cigarettes. On the other hand, the whole package. I mean, you're aging early. You're getting tar in your lungs. It's impacting your ability. That's to why breathe. you want that vape. It's um, yeah. and cancer. The problem, yeah, with cigarettes is the delivery system. The delivery system of getting the nicotine to you in a cigarette is like, yeah, you get the nicotine, but you also get a whole barrel of bad stuff. Is the patch the real way to go? Like, like if if you really I've just want to get your nicotine, wouldn't patch. you slap that patch? I have, and they were great. Um, um, when I quit, it was it was uh, patches, and then uh, vaporizing after that. Like the patches helped me get over like the immediate like, oh no, there's no more nicotine in my system. And then the vaporizer really helped, like supplement the uh, the coming off of it while fulfilling the like oral fixation that that, that that was already there it's like you know normally when i after i eat i'd you know smoke a cigarette now i you know hit this vaporizer or whatever you know i, I you just, just just replacing that the social aspect of the cigarette with something that's better for you i know it's not a hundred percent you know safe or whatever or healthy it's not it's not a health food when you're doing a using a vaporizer but it's just not a fucking cigarette yeah hmm Well, that's almost four hours. We can go through. Well, let's wrap there. I'm horny. I want to go upstairs and do some things. <laughs> All right. <laughs> well, we have 30 seconds to explore this, Kyle. Do we? Mm-hmm. 20 seconds, actually. Well, I mean, it's not like I'm going to go fuck a goat or anything. I'm just going to go have sex. Hmm. Oh, shit. I was hoping that, it would that be... Should be. That should be a lot of fun. You, you go fuck and you enjoy yourself. I'm going to tell you how much fun you're going to have for, well, like four more seconds. Is that how much I have to talk? Three, three more seconds? <laughs> yeah, it's it. it's well, we hope you guys right enjoyed the show. Be sure to check out all of our sponsors. There is, of course, <laughs> Smart Mouth, one of my favorite uh, sponsors. It, it, I, I can t- my, my mouth tastes better right now because it did Smart Mouth this morning, and that is a true thing. Uh, Dollar Shave Club, of course, Movement Watches, CISO, and our brand new sponsor, Diff Eyewear, which I got to say, like, like, 
uh, maybe you're not into this particular style, but um, they really do feel like uh, well-made uh, sunglasses, and, and they've got a, a little bit of heft to them. So good stuff. Check out all our sponsors down below. Hope you guys enjoy the show. See you later. PKA 306.